welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and David Fellerman. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Good evening. This is Steve Mathis. Welcome to the Pulp Mech Show. Thank you for joining us tonight on this Monday from Las Vegas, 6.03 p.m., January 27th, 2014. That was much better, my friend. Thank you. That Thank was you, Kenny. so much more professional. Coming at you! Thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. The Pulp MX Show, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, Vortex Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, FMF Racing, Tech One Designs, 810 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, Mafia Moto Crew, The Moto Company, and Optrix. Like I said, I'm Mathis. Thank you for listening. We're going to have a terrific show for you. And we couldn't have done it without those guys, and we appreciate it. Kenny Watson, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you doing? Really good to have you back. It's really good to be here. Uh, I know I should have hired Weston Pike. <laughs> Who picks these questions? So you're just getting out in front of that right now? Oh, uh, dude. Right. Uh, last time I got blasted this hard on any social media site was when Carrie Hart's wife was pregnant, and I told her that I needed a forklift to get her around at the race and her army attacked me but that was just training for what is going on now uh also joining us in studio uh multi-time supercross and national winner former gp winner two-time factory rider pro- provided us with some great moments in motocross reality tv the cobra david villeman hello are you, you're angry because you lost five hundred dollars you came in here yelling and screaming great race. Yeah, I, don't, I don't have your your basketball game yeah, and I can't log in on the chat room. It's still great radio. Oh, <laughs> great radio, bro. <laughs> no, uh, seriously. Yeah. What? I can't log into that thing. What? You got to create an account, bro. I did. doesn't work. Okay. Hey, let's call the IT guy. Give me that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> the IT guy that had to have Mathis fix his iPhone. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, Michael Lee will be on. Adam Entenknapp will be on. A couple of privateers. You know you're saying his name wrong, hard. right? What? Adam Entenknapp? Yeah, what is it? Entenknapp. Entenknapp. Ending nap. Ent- like a, ending a nap. There you go. Ending a nap. Adam, there you ending go. a nap. Uh, we got DV. We got Watson. Nick Whale will join us. JT will join us. Uh, my buddy Jason Fernet is in studio. Uh, and that guy is a treat. Basically, it's all like 1997 all over guy again. Guy burned his house down. Yeah, he did. He guy did. burned his house down, but his LBZ shirt made Lived it because it was it. flame retardant. Fernet, he made it. put your microphone down. Hi. Hey, what's up? How are you? <laughs> Oh, just getting some uh, shit from Kenny here, and just it's like 1997, right? Just like I, you said. I'm just, I'm just glad in the fire condo, in the condo fire, like Kenny said, your LBZ shirts were flame retardant. So, well, and and the cheetah, and cheetah shirts, the cheetah print pants are still good. I used to ride a YZ250 though. Yeah, yeah, he did ride a Yamaha <laughs> TV. Um, <laughs> hey, taking your calls, producing the show, handling things behind the scenes is uh, the Devin Gibbs. What's up, man? What's going on, guys? How you guys doing today? How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Um, you ready to work right off the hop? Are you ready to get to work right off the hop? Yes. All right. We have a plastic sponsor on the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. And uh, we, have a couple, we have a couple of assigned number plates. 
get out of here. By Ryan Dungey and uh, Ken Roxon. They are the mini ones, and they're signed. And the first person to call in and say the name correctly, correctly, not like Tits used to say it. What did he say? He said Acrobis. Isn't that what it's called? No. Acrobis. Gets the number plate. And the second person to call in and name two riders that uh, uh, this plastic company sponsors gets um, the other number plate. So one guy gets one number plate, one one guy gets the other. So we're going to give them away right away. 702-586-7857. Simple, easy thing to start the show. Devin will take it, and we will give it away uh, courtesy of our plastic sponsor, who we will name as soon as we get a winner. Where are they at? Who's what? Where are the number plates? Uh, They have them. The plastic sponsor has them. Okay. Yeah. Who, who do you deal oh, with? Look, the, at the, look at this thing. Who do you deal with the plastic sponsor? Uh, I'll tell you after. Can, we can get into it after. We can, we can talk about where they are, who I deal with. I know, any, but just any, tell me. Any pertinent what, emails. Do you, think, um, do you really um, think that's going to give it away to your listeners? Do you, you don't like no, it? No, do you think it's interesting radio that people care about who I deal with, where I where the, the number plates are? Do you think that's that's? Dude, good why do you got to start in on me, Ray? I just asked hey, you a fucking question. Both your riders crashed out. It's not my fault. It's not my oh, fault God. that you were back at the hotel at 9, 9 p.m. watching the main events. I fault. wish I could be back there every week with my guys in the main, to tell you the truth. Hey, tough, that week, shit is, tough weekend for RCH. Yeah. Josh Hill, broken collarbone. Is what it is, man. Uh, out for, what, three, four weeks? Yep. We'll find out. He had surgery today. We're waiting to hear from the doctor. So. And Brock Tickle, um, jacked up. but He was dealing with a rib injury already from a crash. He was he was questionable even to race, yeah. but he he nutted up and went for it and did it. Yeah. And there was an incident where Barsha uh, took out Weimer, and he was right behind, like, behind Barsha a little bit. And... Weimer went down, and he had nowhere to go, and he tried to ride over his bike, and then he got hooked on the peg mm-hmm. and just threw him on the ground, and he put his hand out, and he just twe- tweaked his wrist. Damn. So it was uh, quite a blow. Tough night. It was quite a blow. Yeah. It was crazy because they were in both two different heats. Yeah. So the first one, I was like, ah, oh, man, and the second one, I was like, ah, oh, double shit. <laughs> so, Damn. So. Hey, it is what it is. So it's racing. You should have hired Weston Pike? Yeah. Are you going to get a fill-in? No. How many guys have hit you up? Tons. <laughs> it's not like it used to be. Like before, we were like a you know a privateer team, and you know we just had these you know you know good bikes. But yeah. we we just can't throw a, some guy on a full works bike. It's not Suzuki has to approve who the rider is, anyways. Yeah. So I just can't you know, and, and I think everybody. I wish we could help everyone, but it's just not the way it's going to happen. God, we and it's little... not like they're out for the season. No, no, exactly. Jeez. It's okay, Kenny. I once was on a team that had five riders that didn't score one point in either moto at Southwick. I mean, we raced. We finished the motos. Who's that? Uh, Who's... Kelly Smith. Team KTM. Kelly Smith. Oh. Roderick Thane. Keith Johnson. Andy Harrington. And someone else. Billy Lanovich? No. That was a great team, bro. <laughs> that, was, that was a factory team, too. Uh, it was. That was a deep hey, team right We there. went from winning high point, Kelly Smith, with me tuning it. So not even so the a next point. weekend, not getting a point. Did oh, and so they no DNFs, nothing. I, I think a, well, DNF, I a couple of DNFs, but I want I put a DNF for Smoto, uh, the Southwick. Yeah, you had a clutch problem. Your clutch jacked up. Uh, it. By the way, I'm gonna let you know, DV. I have inside information. Yeah. Racer X is fixing the vault. They have to. You will soon be announced as the winner for that year. High point. Yeah. 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 We mi- we mixed you up with someone mixed you up with DV sc- with that John Dowd scores, so you have Dowdy scores, he has your scores. Dude, but I think we have the same scores. But we you had better second moto, bro. Yeah, well, Good whatever, job, buddy. whatever. Three one one three, yeah, but they put my like five. On they the took cross. away a winner, yours. Yeah, not too many nationals, only three. So yeah. just give it to me, please. Only three. 
Um, hey, DV, so what do you th- what's your take on Oakland? The quad, bro. The quad. Can you stop with that stupid quad? They were really hung up on the quad. No, on yeah, but <laughs> the thing is, yeah, they missed it, obviously. They, they missed uh, Reed doing it. They missed uh, Bubba doing it the first time. Um, yeah, it was cool. It was uh, it was actually pretty big. I was surprised Dungey did it too. I did yeah, it a few times. It's a new dunge. Yeah, it's a new I, dunge. I wouldn't wouldn't expect Dungey to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was obviously faster, but it you know just to jump like this doesn't win a race. You know you have to go fast the rest of the. I was kind of surprised because at the beginning of the day everyone was like. You know the track walk, and everyone's like, "Oh, this is doable. This is doable." But then no one did it until the, the yeah, because this on-off, like in the middle of the rhythm section, like that, um, they have a lot on uh, like all the test tracks, and everybody quad it. You know, yeah. quads that thing. But that was actually big because the last, the the fourth one was kind of tall. Yeah. you know, like yeah. pretty high. Yep. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think it was good. But you know, you want to talk about this, the Oakland, right away? Well, I want to talk about my I want to talk about my story. We track don't, walk. We, we don't. Track yeah, walk. go ahead. I'm telling the guys you're going to go on, off, on, off, single. And Short and Osborne and Han are calling me crazy, and I'm like, look, that's what you're going to have to do. And uh, and Brayton tried it in practice. It worked like shit. That's the, last I, on, the last on, off. Yeah. yeah. Unless yeah. he comes walking by and goes, they're going to quad this. I'm like, ah, <laughs> sure they are, Mikey. Sure they are. Fucking 800, bro. That's good because they say they. They say they, not we. That's good. What? He said they. they. Not, he didn't, not we. No, he did not mention himself. <laughs> he didn't say I was going to quad that. He said they will quad this. But yeah. Mikey, the 800, he knew. Yeah, like I said, like, this kind of a jump, it's on pretty much every test track, so mm-hmm. practice, practice track. Yeah, it's pretty standard yeah. if you really think about it. Yeah, but the thing is, it was surprising to have, like, those three guys. I think, I guess three guys jumped it, right, in the main? Uh, he used to no, Han out. did it, too. Yeah, but not in the main. Yeah, he did the main. Also. He did, it, but he was buried. He was back, but he yeah. he did it. Yeah. So, but I guess three of them did it in the main. Yeah, for that, the first time. That's sick. Yeah, that's something that, you know. Did you um, ever do that? I, we've done triples. I, I remember one in San Francisco one year. You didn't do it all day. Uh, did you not do like a triple? Like it was like a small, small, big mm-hmm. on off, and then a small, small, big to go behind the big one. Mm-hmm. And actually, I did it on the pre lap. On uh, <laughs> I said oh, we have to. That was oh three or oh four or something like that. When uh, so. when Dave Dye and Chad crashed and Bob Oliver had to work for him. Uh, I don't. Did he hit? He hit like the Matt somebody. Walker. Yeah, he hit Matt Walker's front front brakes and yeah, his front brake hit Matt Walker's uh, bar and they ate shit. Who did Chad? Did really win? Chad and Dave Dye. Yeah. I think I got oh, sick right, coming back from the stadium. Remember when when you went across that bridge? Yeah. Yeah. So Oliver had to step in because Dave dislocated his knee. So no, he didn't. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, he didn't. He probably just didn't want to work. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Dave. Um. Anyway, so yeah, you hadn't jumped it all day, and you jumped in a yeah, pre-lap. Yeah, pre-lap. Yeah. So because we like we watched like um, videos, and you could see like we would like slow down a lot, and then we did it on a pre-lap, and um, a few of us did it during the race anyway. But that's something really tough though, and yeah. that was a huge jump. That was pretty big. What uh? What else did you take away from Oakland? What do you think? Uh, really so yeah, every, good. everybody, you know, I, I thought um, when Stewie started jumping that, yep. we thought it was gonna, you know, catch uh, RV right away because mm-hmm. that's 
pretty much a second right there, like give or take. Yeah, I don't think it was. They said a second on the on the broadcast. I'm not so well, sure. They know. They don't know. They, they don't. Do you think they it's have MC, a stopwatch? It's MC, bro. It's MC. And they, have, they have Rolex watches. <laughs> All they know is a second on a one Mississippi, two Mississippi. No. You don't know. So okay. give or take, it's a yeah. second. But the thing is, if you look at Stewart, the, the, the first 10 laps, he was like on his legs, you know, scrubbing and um, trying to move up when he, you know, he passed Brayton mm-hmm. and a bunch of guys. And then you, when he got to second, uh, he started like before the finish. Mm-hmm. So he, he got off the turn and then kind of like mellow and just sit down for the finish line. And he was doing the same thing um, after the triple where uh, uh, Wilson, the first triple, Wilson, yep. you know, after that, he had a turn and then that little double again. You could see RV right there. Race, race the turn, stand up, and scrub that little double standing up. Yep. And you could see Bubba going outside and just cruising and mm. sit bouncing the thing yeah. after like halfway. Mm-hmm. And you can jump all the quads you want. If you cannot, you know, be racing the track for 20 laps and on your legs and scrubbing stuff and sit bouncing everything, mm-hmm. you can't go that fast, you know. I thought he looked really well, really good at the beginning. Uh, same thing as Anaheim 1. He was doing, like, inside line in the turns before the finish, mm-hmm. you know, staying low. And yeah, kinda he, like, he really works on shortening the track. Uh, when he, he passed somebody pretty good, too, like, uh, after the first run section, he went on the inside right here. Maybe Han, maybe it was. He yeah. passed him right here, Will Han, at yeah. the beginning, like super inside, like really nice. But, um, yeah, after that, he was like sitting down too much. And then you see like Vito Polo, let's say, the split section. Mm-hmm. So he was going inside, you know, and then two, three, two. And then the last two, he would jump like like inside the berm almost yeah. on his front end. So, like, when he land, his bike compresses and he can rail the turn. Right. All the other guys who, like, jump the last two with the, the front end high, bounce, wait, wait. settle, turn. Go, you know, yeah. like, Vidopoto was great in these turns, you know, this weekend. That's where he, he kind of, like, um, managed to actually pull away and win without doing the quad. Mm-hmm. He didn't need to do the quad because he was so good in turns. Kenny, did you guys do any splits on the rhythm on or times on the uh, split lane? Yeah, but to see? I think they were pretty close. I think, I think they were, yeah. I, but I think it was just preference, and I think personally watching it, I think mm-hmm. that outside one was faster. Pike, Pike looked good, too, in it. Pike was good, yeah. yeah. You know, what happened to Pike? You know, His bike broke. He did? Yeah. You know for a fact? Yeah. What broke? I don't know what broke. Did you, you watch? You should know. You're, you're a journalist. You should find this shit out. You're going to report the sport. If Villapoto's bike, would you find out what happened back to the bike? In, you know, they never would tell you. They don't no, tell you back in the day, they would say, oh, the, the spark plug. Spark plug. Yeah. yeah, tell them something happened. Everything's a spark plug. <laughs> but, but what did happened you, to Dean's watch? bike? I don't know. Spark plug? What do you think happened to Dean's bike? I uh, told you what my theory was. Like, we had a problem. Right. Brock's bike and Josh's bike at 8th, two was cutting out in, in the rhythm sections like that, and it was like an ECU problem, and they f- they fixed it, so it was putting too much fuel into it. So, But I'm not... I, I don't know. Do you think it, it, he... Um, How could he, he stall? Did not, he did not shift down to, like, second or third, stay in third or something, and then yeah, maybe his too. bike missed or something. I don't know. But it's like stalling that bike. You're in a rhythm section. How are you going to stall it? You yeah, know I know. I mean? because it's weird because... His bike never came to a stop. It, the RPMs didn't go that he low. Rolled, he rolled the first of 
the takeoff of the triple and then bump start his bike again. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I mean, if look at it, it had to, the bike had to cut out. Uh, I think something freaky happened. And you could see Vilopolo, he jumped from the right to the left, opened his turn to go inside super good. And Bubba would jump like straight, going straight into that little inside berm. Yep. And then turn really sharp, lose the front almost every lap. That was kind of sketchy right there. Yeah, that's where he'll, he'll eat shit right there. Well, I think what you want to do in that section before the split lane, like what Hill did, you got a triple, but you got it sort of clipped to make sure you make Slug the you berm and Hill. Clipped a little too much, and yeah. Well, what happened was he said was he was behind Grant, and he was you know they, Grant was in the fast line, and he was he he changed his line, and he thought he had enough to get over it and clip it a little bit, and uh, I guess he misjudged it a little bit. So yeah, that's what that's what happened there. But damn, all in all, I think Oakland was cool. It's always good to go up there, and it's a lot. It's so much different when you go to Oakland. The people in NorCal, the people to SoCal, the people are like. They're stoked to be there. They're stoked to be part of it. They want to interact in the, all the pit parties and hang out and get autographs. People in SoCal, they're just like, of course, the kids and all that are into it. But, yeah. dude, the older people are just like, I'm so cool. You know who I know. You know, it's so <laughs> lame. It's like, dude, let it go. Pull your socks down. <laughs> lame. Uh, hey, Devin, did we get some winners here? Yes, we did. A Cherubis. You got a Cherubis winner. Yes, we did. We got a Chael Bar mm-hmm. and Mike. All right, fantastic. Acherbys, established in 73 by Franco Acherbys. After realizing the stock front fenders at the time didn't offer enough protection. 40 years later, they're still going into the world leader in aftermarket replica plastics. Acherbys offers everything from replacement replica plastic kits to a wide variety of high-quality products. Chain slide and slider kits and handguards, skid plates, you name it. Chad Reed, KTM guys, uh, the Factory Cowie guys, all Acherbys teams. And uh, thanks to those guys for coming on board. And thanks to the winners. Look for your uh, stuff coming down the line here in a little bit. Did um, did you did you get replacement? Did you get anybody t- texting you for replacement rides that you would think about? Uh, me personally, yeah, one guy, just because he's already has a little affiliation going on with Suzuki. But that's that's about it. And we made the decision that you know what we picked our guys, we stick by our guys through thick and thin, and my moss <laughs> and. Right. We we have to keep going on, no matter what. My boss. Matt your Moss. boss? Matt. That's right, I'm your boss. Shut the fuck up. Voss is your boss. Matt Moss. No. You, you think about the grin. Think you about wanna... the connection there. Connect. We, did I say we stand by our riders, no matter what? They had a little... Are you talking about your rider? Um, what did you see him at the strip club last night? What's up? <laughs> no. <laughs> In Anaheim, Tico had a huge crash. Yeah. Landing on that A bell. Yeah, we got, what happened yeah. was, uh, you know, we went back and watched it on video. And no, no, I'm not blaming the guy, but he came in hot on him, and Tickle had to check up and go high. And they came out of the corner together, and he moved over on a little. So Tickle had to turn his handlebars a little bit, else they would have locked bars going off that jump. And it sent him, and 42 got underneath him. Uh, that's what it was. Yeah, 42 pulled the whole shot this weekend. He did. Good for him. Did he get the check? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't. Yeah. I didn't. They didn't uh, show it on TV. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, he got it officially. It was really close, though, for sure. It was really close. But what, what did he freeze. end up? He got the whole shot, and he ended up what? He got left as the second to the last lap, I think. Yeah, fourteenth. Fourteenth, I think. No, Scott Champion did. Oh, yeah, wrong class, bro. Um, uh, no, do your math better. You're a journalist. The guy didn't crash or nothing. He got eighteenth. Good ride. Whole Vince shot, got 18th? Whole shot and getting 18th. That's pretty How many good. points? No, he's an 18th in the points. I'm just kidding. Jesus, dude. Why Seven points, 14. 
Right, 14. So I was right. So bink for me. Bink. Um, oh, you're so smart. Yeah, thank you. You're good. Um, you're, you so th- gr- you're so great for this sport. Hey, we talked about Chad Reed last week because DV was in. What do you think, Kenny? This is pretty pretty awesome, huh? Yep. Guy's, guy's showing it. He's yep. got it. All he needed was a Cowie. Yep, that's it. Are you All surprised? All he needed to do was get healthy. Are you surprised? Uh, you I really- am surprised a little bit, but it, if you told me that he would have done this, I, would, I wouldn't have. I mean, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I, I doubt it. I thought he was kind of to the end of his rope, and mm-hmm. I thought I knew he had the passion. I knew he was going to give it 100%, but how stacked the field was, I didn't think that he was going to be able to match their speed for as long. But just because I, I look at it like I always like try to analyze crap in my head, and you look at past champions, guys that race and guys that are race winners, at their age – you know, Chad has a family. He has kids. You know, he has a lot of responsibility. He owns a team. If you go to a guy, you don't see too many guys that are Supercross champions and win races that are family guys that have their kids running around. You know what I mean? It just never happens. Like, you had K-Dub out there, but he, I mean, he was, he wasn't winning. You know what I mean? He wasn't a solid contender like Chad is right now. Rick, Ricky had no, kids? No, he no. didn't. He didn't have his kids until he retired. Oh, yeah. You know, you look at Villapoto, you look at McGrath, you look at, you know, Stewie, you look at, you know, Chad when he won his championship before. They're all single guys. They're not single, but they might be married, but they don't have kids. And I think having a kids is a big responsibility. How many um, world title did uh, Schumacher had with kids? Well, it's a different, it's a different deal. I don't it's, know. It's not as, not as dangerous as motocross, supercross? I, I'm just telling you, it was my theory. They don't start fucking ridiculing me. That's what I thought about. <laughs> fucking great rail. <laughs> no, I don't know. Questions. How many did he have? Uh, a couple. Well, dude, if you're going to you know, post a comment uh, yeah, on me. He had kids. I don't know many and on what age, but yeah. Oh, that's just like saying, oh yeah. oh, yeah. Well, uh, Jimmy Johnson has a, a daughter, and he still wins championships. It's, I'm just saying it at that level, but they're not team owners. They don't have staff. They don't pick their gear. They don't pick colors. They're not, you know what I mean? They're not doing the day-to-day right. stuff like Chad. Do you get it? I'm just busting your balls. Don't, right don't do that right now. I'm, on a, I'm in his zone. I'm in his own. The auto zone. Uh, <laughs> the auto zone. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Kenny Watson and his team, uh, Barrett has a question for you. Barrett, what's up, man? Yeah, just, uh, uh, you know, we'll both your riders out, Kenny. Just wondering what uh, what your plans are, what you guys are going to do. Uh, well, they're they're both not out officially. One's out for at least two to three weeks. And uh, Brock Tickle is getting therapy, and he's going to go try to ride Thursday and see what happens. If he doesn't feel comfortable and, you know, can't be safe on the bike, He'll sit out this week, and we'll sit out, and we'll still go to Anaheim, and everybody will still be there. We just won't race. And then uh, we'll regroup and go to San Diego. By the, by the time opening ceremony is on? He'll be packed up and gone. You'll be at Mr. Fritz, right? No, I might go there during the day. So <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You'll, will you bring both trucks? or just, oh, yeah. just Yeah, okay, so you'd set up we have the whole deal. Right. We have yeah, obligations yeah. with all of our sponsors, and you know we're there to do a job on the other side, just not racing, so... We're going to go there, and it's going to be, put it this way, if we don't race, it's going to be better for the fans because the riders are going to be more interacting with the fans all day long. Yeah. There you okay. go, Barrett. There, there's all your right. answer. Yeah, well, I just was thinking, you know, you could have uh, maybe kept that innovator award if maybe you had a backup plan like uh, Coach Gibbs or hopefully Gibbs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, just, yeah, hey, he's, smart. he's smarter than I am. <laughs> he's better He's better than I am. What can I tell you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, all I good. know that. Steve, I'm calling from the, uh, the 805. I know you uh, you love that area, but um, my wife made a deal with me that if I uh, if I won some tickets, that we could go down to Anaheim free this weekend. So, just wondering if you guys are uh, ready to give those up yet, or if you've already thrown them out there. Okay, we're gonna do a skill testing question. You ready? Yeah, go for it. 
Name the two riders that, that use Vortex sprockets in the main event. Oh, um, mm -hmm. you got to win. You want to win? This is what the, this, this is. Uh, give me, give me a minute here. Let's see. Don't um, Google it. No, you're going to Google it, dude. No. You're doing something. Uh, you don't know. Uh, you lost. You got me on that one. You lost. Exactly. One, one is a black dude, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Not too many of those. And the other one's Puerto Rican. <laughs> can you can you get that? <laughs> that would be that would be Zach Osborne. <laughs> Bear, do you do, do Bear, do you, do you get that? Uh, what was the question? Oh, forget it, dude. You're over it. Hang up on this guy. He sucks. Hey, <laughs> hey Steve. All right, whatever. We got Mike on three who can answer it. All right, Barrett. See you. Mike, what's up, man? Hey, not too much. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you, man? Oh, can't complain. All right. Two two guys who use Vortex Sprockets in the main event in Oakland. Um, James Stewart, one. Yep. Mike Lessie, two? No. No. Oh. No, you, you missed it. Uh, think... Uh, Think Cycle Trader. Oh, um. Think Cycle Trader, Mike. Think uh, Wheel of Fortune. Let's make a deal. The yes. price oh, is right. Uh, um, uh, Chisholm. Kyle Chisholm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Very good. Kyle Chisholm and, and the crowd Jam goes wild. <laughs> Kyle Chisholm and James Stewart using uh, Vortex Rockets. <laughs> um, thanks to Vortex, you're going to win two tickets. Wheel of Fortune. Kyle Chisholm's wife was on Wheel of Fortune. What? Kyle Chisholm's wife was on Wheel of Fortune. You won, buddy. You won. Yeah, yeah. You won. No, he, you won. He, he wasn't. His chick was. You win, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, stay on yeah. hold, and uh, Devin will get your information. And uh, congratulations. You're going to A3, Please. courtesy of Vortex Racing. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Uh, yeah. So the, it wasn't that long. I guess we, we probably could have gave uh, Barrett the hints. We didn't really do that. I, we did. The first guy. Well, yeah. The black guy. I said black guy, and he said the Puerto Rican. Yeah. Not far off, I guess. Not bad. Um Hey, get get out of here! God, this guy. Go downstairs. If you we, we can hear you. The Clay Pros are winning by twenty eight. He he's upset That's because good. of the Coy Gibbs thing. Is you know, because Coy's going to win the Innovator Award for getting filthy Phil on the bench, and Kenny didn't order have anybody sitting on the bench. So careless. <laughs> hey, what about Jason Anderson? Three wins, and I think four laps led. More than that. He, he won. He, he like led two, he the first two laps at Anaheim. One, didn't he? Even maybe three or four, maybe. Okay, so f maybe four. Yeah, less than ten laps <laughs> yeah. in four races, yeah. and he's winning the three, three, three wins, four wins. Yeah, it's guys it's, on fire. Yeah, it's good. You know, I think, uh, and you know what? He's he's right there. You know, he could have kind of like give up this weekend a little bit. He was like three, four, five seconds down at one point. You mm -hmm. know, four, five laps to go. You know what? He, Plugged away and just tried hard, and you know if he would have just settled for second, Wilson would have won. Mm -hmm. You know because he was Wilson wouldn't have um, lost five seconds right there. So that yep. was good that he tried and he stayed behind. Yeah, yeah. He so. was, and he just, he, you know what he does? He he like he overjump stuff. You can see he's trying hard. He overjump stuff. He's hanging off the back you, of his bike. You have he's, to overjump stuff. Yeah. Look at Viroporo. But he's overjumping a lot of stuff to go fast. You know, you have yeah. to push mm -hmm. the envelope. It's not because you you downside every jump and you go in the turns and you know you can skim the wolves. There's so, so so much more about going fast and winning, and you have to 
you know, to push the old time nowadays. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like in the 90s, you know, if you would jump like the rhythm section and, and skim the whoops, you, you'd be like at least top five or top three, you know. Right, right. Like, <laughs> now nowadays, you know, the, the technical part is, is maybe not there anymore. You just have to balls out, you know, like you yeah, said, yeah. you know. Yeah, balls out, bro. Uh, Mike, what's up? Going on? What's happening? Thanks for listening to the show. I got two questions, mostly okay. for Davey. All right, for DV. But um, one came right off the web. I know last week he commented on the KTM's, and I'm wondering when's the last time he rode a KTM factory level or really good privateer race pro level KTM? I never rode one. Why? Well, you've commented on them as if they're not. Up to snuff or certain other I bikes said, are better. I and I'm just something. wondering no, how you I, do that. What I said is, if you don't have, if you cannot get a factory bike, don't buy a KTM. Buy a Japanese bike. That's what I said. That's my opinion. I think the the stock bikes, you know, you, uh, I know there yet. You know, everybody loves them off roading. Uh, I know they they're good there, but you know, it's I rode a 350. I rode a, a bunch of KTM stock KTMs. You know, it's it's. For me, it was horrible. Sorry, you know. Can the, a privateer get more goods for a Japanese bike or for a KTM? If he's a privateer and he just wants to go buy, find a way to go get the hardware. It doesn't matter. Like close. nobody can work on white powers. Even the white powers dude cannot do it. Look at Dungey and the Whoops. You know, mm -hmm. they yeah, can't they even. Struggle. They struggle. They struggle. Down. Like the the guy that make the freaking suspension can't even make it to work. All kind of a privateer make it work. When you go to Japanese, you have a Showa, a Kayaba, you have Frost Circuit, you have Factory Connection, you have Enzo. They know. They've been around. They kind of know like a good setup. And on a Japanese bike, it's easy. Then okay. you're going to bring a, a white pearl suspension. Even the, the, the top guys, they come from, I don't know where, from another planet to do Dungeon's bike. And the guy cannot go through the whoops. Okay, uh, so uh, don't, uh, look at, don't look at Kenny at all when you answer this. But if you were going to go buy a bike and race it, what brand would you buy and what would you put on it? What I would buy, I would buy the Honda or, or Yamaha. You know, like what else would you buy? Hmm. I'd buy KTM. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and suspension-wise, what would you buy? Yeah, it's nowadays. It's pretty much you know six on one side, half a dozen on the other. You know, they all hey, look you know the what, same. Though? We Check talked about out. we talked about it last week on the show. Nowadays, suspension on the inside, it's it's really similar, like Kayaba, Showa, even the shock and stuff. So it's you know. Whatever. You know, like you can see, like uh, everybody said, oh, the Kayaba sucks, you know, like, and Gibbs went to Showa. Now they went back to Kayaba. It's better. So you, you never know. Some years, one is maybe a little tad better. Some other years, maybe. Hey, what do you think of this, one? Dave? What do, you, do you think that this has happened? Do you think KTM, factory, fit KTM, and I know they can't do this because White Power owns part of. Right? Is that what's going on? WP. No, it's, no, it's, WP. It's, it's KTM that owns part of WP. Yeah, okay. Yeah. How do you think that motorcycle would work with Showa or Kaba? You think someone ever put some on there and tried it and made a link or whatever they had to do to make it work and then tried it? I think Pro Circuit has. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they Yeah, Pro Circuit has Showa stuff for KTM, but I don't know how it works. I've never Dude, heard. I bet you anything. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a basher on any of the bikes. I think they're But they all can't good. do that. I know. They, they sell I bikes know. with white pearl. You know, I, know. Like, I know. It's I like know. us in 05. W we wanted w to ride the, the, the 04 steel frame on the YZ250. 
we we rode the 04 race bike at the track. We rode the 05 race bike. Really, uh, I don't know if I don't remember Timmy, but Really and I were faster on the 04 bike. There's no way we could have done it. Yeah, yeah. you know, we stayed, we stayed with our 05, and we we only used the 04 swing arm that was a little better, and that was it. Hey, caller, what kind of bike do you ride? Let me guess. KTM. Good guess. Uh, KX, CRF, and recently the KTM. And I'm surprised at how well it works once you get the force revalve. How do you like the progressivity of the force Wait, I know who this is. Hang up on this guy. (laughs) You don't know who it is. Kenny Uh, doesn't know anything. He just knows what his mom tells him. Yep, yep. She told I me to. Everything. She told me to hang up on you. <laughs> she told night, me. Night. She told me to t- tell you how to make better carbon. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, hey, so. Do you know that guy? We're gonna have Michael yeah, Lebon. No, he's good. Guy. Adam, who's that? Manny the Mouse. Any no. internet? Uh, I'll tell you off the air. I don't want to give up his name on the air. Give up his he's, name. He's, 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 he knows everything. Hey, did you know that you can get this show on iTunes, on Stitcher, and the Pulp Mix app? No, I didn't. Yeah, you can. No way. That will be up on iTunes and that's Stitcher crazy. and the Pulp Mix app, everything else. You can get it all on there. Oh, that's and awesome. uh, thanks to Acherbys, by the way, for hey, doing that. You can do DMXS, too, like that. Yeah, you can. Oh. Uh, Vortex Racing, thanks for those tickets. Um, all right, more Oakland talk with David Villeman and uh, Kenny Watson. Nick Way is coming up. Jason Thomas is coming Wait, up. Wait, are we going to a commercial? What? No. Okay. Nope. Oh, it's on the hour. You know, uh, it's, it's seven eight nine. There's a three commercial break, right? Yeah. Good. You're you think good. he would know that? You know what I think? You know what I think? Kenny wants back in on this show. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So much nope. money in there. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Nope. Yeah. Well, according I feel, to my ex, I, I get paid forty thousand dollars a year from this. <laughs> I feel like I feel like uh, you know I feel like Kenny really. You're out of your mind, dude. Wants back in. I really. What 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 would make? Were you speculating again? I'm speculating. Yeah, speculating. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> Big time. Um. All right. Hey. So. Uh, let's move on more for the uh, four fifty guys. DV, you talked about James a little bit and maybe uh, not being uh, as aggressive as RV. But hey, let me talk about one four fifty guy. Cut you off here. Yeah, if you would have told me after four rounds that Justin Barsha would be in seventh place with an almost twenty eight points down, would you just said I'm smoking crack? Yes. And, and no. you, if I would have yes. told no. you, yes, I would have told you Chad Reed is in second place right. in the points. I would, have said, I would have said that you reversed them. You, know, you should reverse them. Yeah, I'm, Kenny I'm Roxon's more, in third. I'm, more, nah, that's okay. I'm more surprised of Chad than than Bosha. Yeah, me too. I think I've, I've said it so many times. Since, Let's hear it again. Since he raced Paul Sale in, in the East, I think Bosha is aggressive. He's a good rider. He has no fear. But he lacks riding technique. He likes stuff that you have to do. To be in front, he's gonna win races at some point. He already did, but to be there every week, week in and week out, week and then, you know, these things like you, it's kind of like Wilson. You know, Wilson was the same thing the first three races. You know, like too choppy, too aggressive, too much rear brake, too much clutch, too much, too much shit that is useless. You know, like look at, I. I, I I, uh, I want to bring Bubba again, but A1, look at him, how smooth he was, like rolling the turns, going a little inside, staying out of the shiny, uh, uh, slick stuff, um, re- riding really mellow, you know, like, and you look at Vilopolo, that's, you know, the three-time champ or whatever, same thing, he rolls his turns, you know, he's aggressive where he needs to be, but some of the stuff he has, you have to... Uh, 
um, be a little more intelligent, like when you pass riders too. Like if you pass rider and you lose five seconds right there, you know, that's not very good either, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, no, it's not. So, and, you know, Bosho obviously has a huge potential, but it's kind of like a, a rough diamond. I think he, and there's a, a few things to be, be uh, tweaked for him to be like right there with Viropoto. It's not much. It's just, just to realize a philosophy of writing style and technique and all that. So did, should you call seven time and tell him? Call seven time and tell him? Seven time would be forty. Forty. I know. McGrath. Um. No. Ward, eight time. Ward's eight time. Eight time. Uh, seven McGrath. time. Seven time. Eight. Eight. Great. Oh, with the outdoor. Great yeah. radio. Great yeah. radio. Um. Hey, I know we're talking about Stewart a lot, um, but I want to um, DV. If you're James, okay. So the last two races, you've passed everyone, all the contenders, but Villapoto. You passed them, Villapoto, um, at Anaheim. Two, he was not able to get by Filippoto. Um, you've passed everybody. That's pretty good. It's a little underrated, maybe even. He's caught him past Dungey. No, he's caught him past he's, Chad. He's, he's caught him past Barsha. All these dudes. Right now, if on, he's the second best right now. Okay, yeah, that's, that's what I'm getting at. Maybe, what? maybe okay. not. Um, uh, there's some areas he's best. You know, some of the stuff that he does that's really good, but. You know, we talked about it earlier, like, Vidopoto has a package to win. He has the fitness. He knows how to go fast. He has more of an um, outdoor riding style that would help him uh, in the long run. And um, and fitness, you know. I think James, the way he rode last weekend, I think his fitness was not uh, as good. Um when you start seeing uh, riders sit bouncing and all that, it means, like, they're tired yeah. because the legs are not strong enough, you know. And that's something it's tough to get because he looks ripped, though, bro. Doesn't he looks ripped? Who does? L look at Ricky. Stewie. Look at RC in '97. He killed everybody. He was outdoors. not ripped. He was, was not ripped. No, it was no. not ripped. He, he looked like Kenny. Looks like you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, it looks like a cross between you two. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he was. It's not like I'm um, just saying. Stu looks ripped. He is. Yeah, the Twitter where he's in in the lawn chair. Instagram, the photo of him in the lawn chair. Yeah, it's it's good, the GQ stuff, but GQ doesn't win championship. You know, like, the stuff is, same thing as Borsia. You need to, to watch videos, analyze, not talk about luck or this, or I need a better start. It has nothing to do with it. Is that what you did? The the thing is... Did you, you analyze it and watch videos back in the day? Yeah, I watched all the time videos. I used to fall asleep with Art Ekman watching outdoors. I used to have a VCR combo, you know, like the uh, yeah. the VCR attached to the TV, you know. <laughs> what do you mean? I still have one. I don't. Yeah, I don't have a VCR anymore. But yeah, I think. Um, and if you watch like closely the the race, I think it's pretty easy to see the what he needs and what's different between you know first and second. You know, it's it's tough to do. Obviously, it takes a huge amount of work to actually race like he did the first 10 laps to the second part of the race, you know, more fitness. And I thought he was going like tight in a turn sometimes before the finish. You know, he was going in a rhythm section before he was all the way to the right. And then he would come like super tight, has to stop and then go, go again for yeah. the look at Viropoto. He gets super early in the ball turn all the time, keep his uh, momentum, he anticipate the track way more than everybody else, you know. So, 
obviously the way you're talking, Villapoto for you is still the man, still the heavy favorite, still everything's on track. Yeah, the package is there, you know, and I think sometimes um, he kind of he loses it a little bit, like the first couple of races, like he did yeah. some mistakes and stuff. Yep. But when he's going to, you know, get the confidence and knows if he's start in front and just ride the way he knows and that's it. You know, maybe somebody can stay 10 laps of, you know, with him, but he's, he's, I watched him this weekend. He, that was pretty impressive. He, he was like, no quad, no, no worries, you know, let me, you know, rail the turns and go for yeah. it. DV, are you saying that RV has a nice package? Yeah, very nice. I wish I had that. Are we talking about Mike Craig? Sto- are we talking about Mike Craig stories now and Swink and things got a little weird? Yeah. Um, hey, uh, uh, Kenny, um, before Hill crash this weekend, have you been happy with him? What he's been doing? He didn't make a main. He was hurt. He was he, yeah. he was hurt again. Not riding well. He hurt his back. Okay. I was happy with him last week. He yep. rode solid. Yeah, he did. That was a good ride. Um, he came into the series hurt, so he was, you know. He wasn't even really gonna, the... he wasn't even going to really try to ride Anaheim because he was so banged up and it was just like his back hurt so bad. But he tried to man up and just couldn't had a good week and he was solid. And uh, yeah, I mean, before this happened, we were good. He, he you, were, a, you were okay with it. You were, he had a great were... practice session. He did qualify tenth, but if you look at the times, yeah, he yeah, was, was under cool. a second to like fourth. And you know, he felt confident. He felt good. You know, he put got a bad start and put himself in a bad position and had to ride and had to ride. Crash huh? with his uh, season. One hundred percent improvement, and just you really hurt my feelings. But when you text me after he crashed and said, "See what you did?" Yep, you did it. Everybody did. They put pressure on him. Yep. No, I think it's a lot. I think he's putting more pressure on himself. Yeah. You know, he 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 works hard. You know, off the bike, and then you know, he's always wanting to learn more. Like he's always you know up in the you know the in the manager's office learning about video and bike setup, and he's like you know this yeah. week he left early because he was hurt, but. Every other week he's on there. He's in the office after the race until I, we leave. He's not there when I try to go by. An he's trying to learn. Oh, he's there. He's, okay. They probably tell you that because they don't want to let you. Since out. you're in it, like you, team manager, right? Is that no, your title? No, I don't know what I am, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, whatever. Do you think guys general manager train too much compared to what they ride? Uh, my guys don't. My guys spend more time on their bikes than they do in the gym. You know, I think Tickle maybe ride a bicycle once a week. And then, because he got a new program, he got away from uh, what he was doing and picked up this new uh, Supercross champion for his coach, uh, Swanepoel. You ever heard of him? So Swanee's working with him now. And I think Swanee has a really good program for him. He's happy, and I think that's a lot to do with it. And they do it good. But I, I agree. I think the focus of riding gets away from these guys sometimes. Yeah, it seems like, I don't know, everybody gets excited to go, like, on a 100-mile bike ride and all that, you know, like, they they get they get all uh, Tour de France on, you know, like, all hyped up with new shoes, new, like, carbon fiber frame and rims and, like... Yeah. Like... You rode your bike a got, lot, didn't you, when you were at your peak? Yeah. yeah and, you, and you never practiced laps. We used to just look at you and go, what are you doing? You wouldn't do motos like these guys. You had a little different approach. The French do. I mean, yeah, but the thing, yes, Bale. Bale did the same thing. Yeah, yeah Bale goes and carves his name in the hill, and yeah. DV's out doing fucking. I used to. I, I carved my name on the on the concrete pad at the Yamaha track one day. I brought out. Oh, DV. McCarty probably really liked that. No, Perry was so pissed. Jim Perry. <laughs> it was like a big DV burn on the pad. <laughs> the test track. 
Oh, well, whatever. Do you remember when Chad turned the water on you and you threw your helmet? Uh, I was so pissed. Oh, that was awesome. That was one of the first time I was doing a 20 lap moto. He turned yeah, yeah. the freaking sprinkler on. <laughs> him and Anson was, you know, like, they were, like, little, like. Anson made him do it, I guarantee you. <laughs> no, Probably, right? No, you know, like, they were kids, you know, like, they were goofing around, you know, like. But, um, yeah, I used to ride, like, sprints a lot. But if you add all the all the laps I was I was doing in the day, it's like I was doing more than three motos a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't matter. I'd rather do 60 laps by two lap sprints being like 98% of what I can do than doing three motos riding 75%. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that was my approach. And then when I started doing like everybody else and then – when I started working with Bailey, mm-hmm. I was doing like, I don't know, 80 laps a day, 80 laps a day, like motos. Bailey's saying, this is what we did. This is what me and RJ did. I'm like, dude, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I don't, <laughs> like, I wasn't going anywhere. You know, I was doing motos and I, I was like miserable yeah. and I wasn't going fast, you know. I was still like podiuming on the podium every other week or whatever, right. but it wasn't. That's not what I was raised to do, you know? Yeah, yeah. I was raised to go fast for a short period of time. And I knew when I was in the main, I was okay. I could last 20 hours easy. You yeah. Know? But when I was going, like, slower in the week, doing long models, yeah. then on the weekends, I sucked, you know? Yeah, I you... was running, like, fourth, fifth, and I was like, dude, I'm not going anywhere. Weird. Burnett, he was running fourth and fifth. So going nowhere. He was pissed. Yeah, I only wish. <laughs> he, when he was lapping me, I was thinking, I wish I was in fourth and fifth. <laughs> exactly. Um, thanks for that. We'll get back to you, by the way. <laughs> um, say, you know what else uh, does not suck is uh, W Wheels, by the way. John Anderson has formed W Wheels, uh, a terrific wheel I'm not, company. I'm not saying anything anymore. Terrific wheel company. Uh, Reed used to use them. He uses them. And they build the wheels now for him. Dungy uh, Millsaps Brayton had them uh, short tickle. They tickle used to use them, um, and they've built wheels for the best in the sport. And uh, they continue to do WUSA.com. They do wheels for like a V6 Camaro. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I need some. You still got your Camaro? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, a V6 Camaro. Yeah, everyone made fun of him. Everyone made fun of him. I don't give a shit. Jeez. W wheels. You want the best wheels out there? Go to W wheels. Um, are you making fun of my V6 Camaro? No, if you're happy, I'm happy. Okay, good. It's great rail. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kenny, give me uh, – first of all, have you been in the new manager's tower? Nope. I haven't got my shoes dirty. I haven't seen it. There's one? Oh, yeah, Where is brand it? new. It's off to the side. They don't it's, even put it in the middle of the it's track. It's pretty yeah, far because, away from everything. <laughs> you know what? One of the race, I'm like, dude, I don't see it. Where is it? Yeah. Where are they, everybody? All the managers are a little upset with the placement of these things, right? Yeah. Kenny? In the last two couple of races, the mechanics area, you guys couldn't even see the pit boards. Wow, that's nothing new, right? Yeah. Um, can you give me um, maybe your most disappointing rider of the series so far, and then your most surprising? I know Reed, maybe we, we talked about Reed, maybe that would be your most surprising. Is there somebody else? Um, I mean, we're, only, we're four rounds deep in this thing, and uh, – um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, you know, the – the top ten pretty set. I would, I would, you know, I if I'm going with surprising, I'm going with Weston Pike. I hate to bring that up again to you, but most surprising, yeah, like doing good, yeah. No, I'm not. No, no, I'm going with Justin Brayton. 
Yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. I think Br- Justin Braden is kind of uh, maybe not to the speed. Like, why know, do you think he's going so good? Well, you know what? I heard him do an interview, and he's really riding well. But I think he's really, really doing good where the tracks are the you know kind of tactical and big whoops. And he said something when he first started to ride arena cross and get you know race. He ran stock suspension, I believe. You he heard said. that on a Pulp Mech show. Is that what I heard? It. Yeah. Okay. So you listen to the show. Which is step one to trying to get back on the show. Shut up. Anyways, I think that has a lot. You know what I mean? You I think, don't know shit, you asshole. That's I think you that, to me. I think that's pretty, like, you know, yeah. pretty legit what he said. Right. And I just think that, you know, he's riding with confidence now, and he's 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 good, man. Pike is good, though. Pike is really, really Pike good, Pike is too. really good. Pike is really I mean, good. he's had two DNFs, two mechanicals, and I four mean, he races. he transferred out of the heat race, dude. Right? And that heat race was stacked. He I, went 16th, 20th, 7th, 20th. Pulled in the mechanics area in A1 with a mechanical. Crashed hard in Phoenix. Impaled himself in Phoenix. 7th is good in a, in a deep field. It is a deep field. MC even said that. Twice in the same yeah, sentence. Yeah. Both time maybe you, you come around to that. I actually I mean, liked him in the booth. He was good. He was good, yeah. Hey, you know, Kenny didn't I, I, I would have there. to say Weston. Weston is like, you know, I, I, dude, I praise that guy. I see him and I tell him and his dad, like, mm-hmm. you know, dude, you've come a long ways, dude. I'm super proud of you. I'm so stoked for you. But Thanks, at, at the end of the day, I think for him to get to that next level, he can't have those spotty rides here and there. He yeah. needs to start knocking down yeah. some points because at the end of the year, in two years or three years, or even when people go look at his results, they're not going to, you know. And let's say he goes downhill the rest of this year and just has DNFs and that. By the time we get to Vegas, they don't remember what he did at Anaheim 2. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? No, you're right. Do you remember who got fourth at Anaheim 1? You know what? And this is not so much now. Do I remember who got fourth at Anaheim 1? Yeah. Uh, no, you don't. Exactly. That's what Vila I'm trying Poto. to Vila Poto, yeah. Um, no, but you're, that's right. What I'm you're right. No, you're right. You're right. Um, I mean, like, uh, you remember who got seventh there? No, that's a great ride. And that's why, like, maybe not so much now because he's getting older, but, like, a guy like Nick Way three, four, five years ago was so valuable because at the end of the year, a sponsor could go, yep. look at he did 17 races. He's seventh in the points. Yeah. Like, that's valuable. A perfect, a perfect example for that is yeah. Andrew Short. Yeah, yeah. Andrew Short is there time in and time out. He's top ten every year. Or better, yeah. The guy gets great starts. I mean, I was kind of impressed with him this weekend. I mean, four top tens. Yeah, I was impressed with him this weekend. He was in dead last or twenty first. Oh, he he had a little incident. He had a little yeah, I heard he had an incident. Yeah. But he was way back. Do you know who that was with? Uh-uh. Oh, okay. And he can't, he got off the ground and he got back and he got tenth. Or what, I don't. What happened? Him and Ivan came together. I guess I didn't see it. I didn't even hear about it until Mathis told me. Oh, oh Ivan got payback on short. Like that's the way he put it to me. Payback like, from what? I don't know. He, he's just, from he's just, I saw Ivan jumped off the. S- Did you see that on the finish line? Yeah, he went it, from it, in the semi all was, the way left to all the way right of the, other the track. Way. The other way. I was like, he he was in transfer position yeah. too. Last in lap. The last lap. Last lap. And then who qualified? Someone got in. Jimmy Albertson got in underneath. Albertson, him. yeah. Yep. Yep. X brand guy. Yeah, X brand goggles. Never would have made it without that help. You don't know about that. I don't know. I'm just jacking. Uh, but I'll tell you one thing, Jimmy Albertson. They got us on the burritos. They got us on the Chipotle. They well, win. it's about time you come around to that. They it's win. about time you come around to that. They win, but you know what? We get them on our personal. Price. Hey, and guess who I saw over at the, Albert, at the Albertson's truck getting their burritos? Who's that? You. Nope. You didn't see me, liar. I told you. You I told a, me. I, I didn't get a burrito anyways. I got a 
uh, taco bowl. Yeah, but unlike your crappy team that just has the burritos, Come they on, have the buffet. You, you, you can't talk about Chipotle. Yeah, that guy giving us like, Kidoba guy. Kidoba. Yeah. Kidoba. yeah, but you know what the difference between our stuff and their stuff? They pay. We get ours for free. Yeah, that, that, so, that is something. Stamp it. Suck it, Albertson. Um, so your most disappointing guy, my guy, would be Barsha. I always said before the season I thought he was going to be RV's toughest competitor, the number two guy in the series. You know what? I'd have, so, to, say, well, I'd have to say this, and no disrespect to my guy, but I'm kind of bummed on Josh Hill. I was expecting way bigger things from him. Yeah, but injury. I know. And I'm not saying, you know. At the end of the day, no one remembers that. It's just the results, right? Yeah, and right. it's just I feel bad for him. I know he's way better than what's going on, but it's like, okay, one's, in time, one's enough's enough. Right, right. You know what I mean? Enough's enough. You know what I mean? And it just keeps happening over and over and over and over again. And it's frustrating for us as a team. And believe us, we want nothing best for Josh Hill. We want him to be that guy. But it's like, you know, we're sticking behind him and we're, we want him to get healthy and, and we're going to keep going. But if I have to say who I'm disappointed in, uh, yeah, I think he should be doing better. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a tough But you deal. make your own yeah. breaks, you know what I mean? Well, that, that, that shit happens, you know. I'm not saying what Brock, what happened to Brock was his fault, but maybe if he was looking up more, he would have seen it coming. Yeah. He could have slowed down. Yeah. With Josh, Josh wasn't even in qualifying position, and he was you know, seventh or eighth in, with like two or three laps to go. He wasn't catching the pack. Maybe you slow down. You look for lines. You, you go, okay, i got to win the heat right the, the semi. I'm going to back it down. Don't push it. All right, this guy, I, I threw a wheel on him. Okay, he's right. He's not going to let me get him. Okay, yeah. slow it down and mellow out instead of just riding that, that edge. And sometimes the edge catches you. And, for both guys, it looked like it Sometimes did. the edge does catch you. And with that, let's take our first commercial break of the night. David Villeman, Kenny Watson in studio. Uh, we've got much more to come up. Jason Fournette also hanging out tonight. And uh, thanks to all of our sponsors. Uh, Fournette, you just went to the gym. Uh, A10 Solutions will help you out. You can go there, a10solutions.com, the number eight. Get some Rhino Global products. Don't you want to be more like Rhino, Fournette? Well, I just want to learn how to unlock my hips, you know? Yeah, right. And, uh, and brat bars also. And uh, so with that, let's take our first commercial break of the night. We'll be right back on the Pulp Mix Show, presented by BTOsports.com. Mafia Moto Crew is an apparel brand based on the behind-the-scenes grit it takes to be a motocrosser. There is a long line of MX racers since the late 70s dubbed the Mafia. They were the baddest of the bad. Mafia riders had no problem riding and racing in the worst of weather conditions. Most of the time, they rode on worn-out equipment without receiving the exposure or respect they deserve nationwide. When it came down to it, Mafia riders were some of the strongest riders and many reached the top level of the sport. This no-quit attitude and determination has made the Mafia a crew of respected standouts. Mafia riders were notorious for undermining authority and they always stuck together. That is what the Mafia Moto Crew strives to uphold today. Rep your crew by placing your order at MafiaMotoCrew.com today and enter discount code PULPCREW at checkout. Rep your crew. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX. 
discounts when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Check, check. Mic check. proven when riders choose they choose race tech supporting the world's fastest racers providing factory level products support and service to the everyday rider supporting riders like michael lead vince freeze chris blows cody gilmore and the motosport.com spine chillers arena cross team of nathan skaggs mike mcdade willie browning and more Join the Racetech team by applying for rider support at Racetech.com. Use the Pulp MX code to save 20% at Racetech.com. Racetech. MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All all NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. What makes an Atlas brace unlike anything else? It could be that the unique design sits around your spine and sternum. It might be the carefully engineered flexibility, or because of the adaptive response to natural body movement, or it's that they are easily adjustable in both height and length, or maybe it's because they're available for people of any age, size, and height. Perhaps it's because they are the choice of champions like Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto. But maybe it's simply because when you ride, you like to dress for the occasion. Whatever the reason is, There's Atlas, and then there's everything else. For 2014, X-Brand has taken a definitive step forward. With our new Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line, our style now mirrors our unmatched performance in terms of comfort and clarity in all conditions. We've added to our crop of top athletes, including Mafia Moto Cruise Enforcer, Nick Way. Also, Crossland Racing's top Jimmy Albertson. Why spend more for a name when you can save money, look great, and enjoy elite optical performance? We offer a complete line of laminates, lenses, nose guards, and zip-offs, so head to your dealer today and demand X-Brand. 
You can also order direct at eksbrand.com, and Pulp MX Show listeners can enter Pulp Show 14 to save 30% today. Merch Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections Proving Ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at W www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PULPMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. For 2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us, so thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Listeners, it's time we talk about your underwear. Free Gun Underwear. Based down the road from Pulp Studios, Free Gun is the underwear for racers. 
Free Gun is worn by Michael Lisi, Ashley Fiolek, Albertson, Blows, and a host of other action sports athletes. Why Free Gun? It's made of 92% polyester and 8% elastine, which means unlike your old school Homer Simpson cotton underwear, Free Gun wicks away any moisture to stay dry throughout the day. Comfort. From cross training to racing, Free Gun becomes part of your program the first time you put them on. And style. Construction, prints, and a wide band to let you show your true colors. If you ride, if you train, if you sweat, upgrade to Free Gun. Don't be a homer. Wear Free Gun underwear. Tired of wearing the same old moto hoodies and tees as everybody else? It's time to check out the Moto Company for something different. All shirts and hoodies are top quality heavyweight cotton at affordable prices. All orders over $75 get free shipping. You've got the gear for the track. Now show your passion off the track with t-shirts, hoodies, and hats from the Moto Company. MotoCompany.com Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know know these bars bars can take the abuse you'll give them. them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track.
The Moto Company. Check them out online. TheMotoCompany.com. Some uh, fantastic uh, clothes uh, to fit your needs for the motocross racer. Black Ops Moto. They developed an aftermarket high-output ignition coil. Unlike traditional ignition coils, the Black Ops Moto coil has several features not found on the oldest style coils. BlackOpsMoto.com. 30% off if you mention Pulp MX. And uh, they've been doing mapping ECUs for over 25 years. So these guys know what they're doing. There's no doubt about it. Welcome back to the Pulp Mech Show. All right, that's enough torture. This is on uh, BTOsports.com. That's enough torture. Turn that crap off. I'm not going to – I'm going to play your song out. Just release me, Kenny. Release me. Hey, what you do with that uh, money? What money? That Deb gave you for singing lessons. <laughs> I put it to good use. Yeah, I bet you did. Um, welcome back, everybody. Um, oh, do we have him, or what's what's going on? What's happening, Devin? We're on hold. Everyone take a listen. Oh. I can't hear it. Um, Jason Thomas coming up on the uh, Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com. Michael Lieb coming up as well. And uh, Adam Entenap. Adam, take a nap. Take a nap. End a nap. End, end a nap. And Jason Frenette's in studio. I don't. Uh, you know what? DB, do you I, I, remember? I don't want to be rude, D- but I don't know who, who's um, who's that kid. He is an up and coming privateer. Wears fly gear and uh, missed the main event by one spot um, this well, weekend. He's not in the top twenty-five. Uh, well, he hasn't made a main yet, guys. Book. He hasn't oh, made okay. a main yet. Okay. Oh, he will. He rides Suzuki's, right? No, he rides Hondas. Okay, that's the guy I'm thinking <laughs> <Yeah>. about. <laughs> uh, DV, what? Uh, well, do you do you remember uh, Jason Frenette at all? Yes, why is it 250? Oh, don't you have like number 95 on here or something? Oh, no. Yeah. No, go ahead. No, my some, my lowest some. number was 55. But. Uh, 55. He okay. was teammates uh, with Bradshaw, bro, in 97. One race. Manchester Honda? Yes. Because hey, Sean tried to blame me in uh, 98. He was lapping me, and I tried to wave him by. I was running 17th Millville, and there was a big downhill double there. Do you remember kind of, they didn't go, at, you know where uh, where Reed crashed? Yeah. Where the catapult, and then they didn't go, they went up to the right and then down, and there's a big downhill double. Well, Ricky did the no-footed cannon crashed. And remember? over the wall. Yeah. yeah. Pashan's coming up behind me. Nobody's around me, so I'm thinking, all right, well, I got, I'm scoring points, which I'm happy for, right? It's running 17th for me. And Pashan comes up. He's running third. I wave him by. He doesn't come by me. And then all of a sudden, he just. Goes for that big double. We collide, and he yard sails all the way down there. Him and his old man come up to me at the next race in Binghamton, try to pick a fight with me. That's shocking. <laughs> it's really, really shocking. Thanks, for everybody, for listening to the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles. Steve, we just did a commercial with all those people on it. You get to say it again? Atlas Neck Braces. People fast-forward through commercials. I will not let them fast-forward through my voice. Vortex Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Bars, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, Acherbies, FMF Racing, Tech One Designs, A10 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, Mafia Moto Crew, The Moto Company, and Optrix all on board with us. You know who else is on board with us? Uh, Fly Racing uh, Gear Extraordinaire, Jason Thomas. JT, what's up? What's going on? Hey, uh, good news and bad news. What do you want first? Uh, do I have to have both? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I really don't care then. Okay, good news. You can ride for RCH. Bad news, you got to wear Fox <laughs> or Shift because they're looking for a guy. Well, we are. I think that's a lose-lose for everyone involved. <laughs> Dude, why are you starting to 
spread bullshit. We don't need anybody. I I, I wear a shift. TV. Get him back. Let me ask you a question, DV. And and we're gonna ask the question. Okay, DV. If you like you are, you're done racing. Me and me and Steve were having this talk on the plane. If you're you're done racing, right? And you're a professional racer, and you could go to any gear company in the industry, and you know, Fly's gonna give you gear. Thor's gonna give you gear. Fox is gonna give you gear. That sweet Tim Ferry UFO gear. Anybody's gonna give you gear. Who are you gonna call? Ghostbusters. No fear is going to give you gear. <laughs> Answer is going to give you gear. And they're going to say, yeah, we're going to give you whatever you need to race or whatever you want to ride for you or your kids. Who are you going to call? Uh, I'll go with Fox Shift. Yeah, why? Fernet, who are you calling? Fernet's calling call Fly. He's wearing, he's wearing Fly. Yeah. He calls Fly. Yeah. Well, what I'm trying to get at is we were having a debate on the airplane. And I was debating Steve. That's I think seven, too. Seven. That's a bad idea to start with, Kenny. I, you know what? Let's just end this conversation. You know what? You're totally right. I'm <laughs> wrong. Steve's always right. I, and you're I, all right, JT. I love you. Let's move on to the next segment. Okay. J, uh, JT, welcome back uh, to the show. How's everything going um, out there pounding the pavement for WPS? Good. Good. Just uh, San Francisco. It's actually really nice over here this week, so mm-hmm. all good. Cool. Um what was the uh, – oh, by the way, Fernet, uh, say hi to Fernet, JT. What's up, Fernet? I got your, uh, got your video. Did you? Did you like Classic it? Classic as ever. <laughs> uh, when, when Kenny met him today for the first time since God knows when, Kenny's like, uh, this is, feels like 1997 all over no, again. No, I didn't say that. You said that. I said that dude will never change. That's exactly what I said. <clears throat> and you go, feels like 97, See, uh, St. Louis. I'm like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Steve oh. putting words oh. in my mouth again, JT. Yeah. Kenny doesn't have pink hair anymore. Yeah, but I'll tell you what. Oh, Fernet yeah, looks the same, acts the same. He's awesome. His stories are just never-ending. You know his house burned down, right? You know his, uh, his condo burned down? Like, literally or figuratively? No, really. But <laughs> Liter- good, That's literally. Literally. Yeah. The good news is, <laughs> you know what, JT? The LBZs made it through the fire. <laughs> Yeah, the cheetah pants were set. I think I think the, the LBZ started the fire because <laughs> they were so flames. hot. They were so hot. I, I, someone should tell Billy Joe who started it. Um, <laughs> who had the idea to do LBZ SMP? All that crap. Mike Muscle, Stiffy, Stiffy. It was it was partly Kenny Watson's fault. Yeah, right. It because was, Krusty Demons of Dirt came out, and then I had you, nothing to do with that. Then you guys came out Triple X. Dude, and I didn't. I I was a mechanic on the road those you were, days. You I was were, not had anything to do with that. You put punk rock into moto. Uh, no, I didn't. Jordan did. Ask him. <laughs> Just ask him. It's Jordan's fault. Jordan did everything. Um, BTOsports.com. Anything, Those are the innovators. Anything you need for your bike or body, That's they why. got it covered. What we did on this show is we took some uh, questions uh, from uh, uh, listeners of the show, and uh, we've created a segment called Gabba Gibbs. BTOsports.com. Gabba Gibbs. 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 Waffle, hey. waffle. And these are the best questions uh, submitted by our listeners for you, JT. For That's DB. really what the best you came up with for him? Yeah, Gabba Gibbs, bro. Is that, that must be Swiss Corps deal. Uh, no, I think it was. Uh, no, 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 no. I, I don't, was it Swiss Corps deal? You're waffling. Swiss Corps make know. that name up? No, you made that name up. I made that name up? Yeah, you That's definitely did. That's fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah. that has to be awesome. Yeah. Right, JT? Steve made it. It's awesome. Yeah, I don't, I've been trying yeah. to come up with something better, and I'm struggling, so. 
Yeah. Hey, I'm can, up for anything, but. Hey, Swisscore, if you're listening, can I get an outro that says who gives a shit anyways? Just future reference. Thank you. He doesn't listen to the show. Well, he's listening he tonight. Should. He's under. He's, it's like probably 15, minus 15 where he's at. So He's probably plowing. All right. Um, plowing his old lady. Whoa. 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 Um, all right, Golden okay. after dark. Here's the best question submitted by you. We got, a, we got about eight to 10,000 of these things in a few hours, and, and, and <laughs> Devin has uh, culled them down, and uh, they got the first, first best eight to ten. Let's do it. All right. Uh, Austin Murray, uh, Kenny, any talks or, uh, for replacement riders for RCH? Maybe Pike? <laughs> <laughs> He's getting his gun out, putting on his head right now. Hey, you know what? I, I could. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, I'm just so frustrated. Dude, Weston Pike is doing really well. I don't well. think Weston leaves. I think if no, you call him, I don't think he leaves. No, first of all, I wouldn't call him. But if you did. Second of all, I think he has a really, really good program going on with what he has, and he's worked way too hard just to walk away. And the, and the sponsors that have stepped up. You know, from what I see from the outside, like Fly and um, Motorsport.com and, you know, some of the backers that have backed him. And he, he's a pretty loyal guy. Like, I don't think he would just walk away and do that. And, and my thing is, it's what it is. Would you, do you need a replacement rider? It's not a rider for the rest of the year. Why would he leave his team and do what he's doing for two or three races? You know what I mean? It doesn't make sense for him or us. Um, you know, just like when... Um, Trey got hurt at the beginning of the year, right? Yeah. Dude, Dan Bailey told me that his phone, 15 people called him. Right. You know what I mean? I'm surprised. There's, there's a level that you need to say, hey, you know what? Like, even if Josh Hill comes back and he's not 100%, he makes the main, he's going to get 10th through 15th, he's going to do better than probably any other fill-in rider that I'm going to get. JT, you know Pike well. Do you think he would leave? I I. I... I mean, no, I don't, but I think I think Watson should put Fournette out there. Oh. I thought about it, dude. That's good, dude. But, he, dude, he, he, I was talking to him about it. That's why I was trying to pick his brain. I go, what kind of bike are you riding? He goes, Honda? I'm all, really? He's like, oh, they're just the old nines. They, only, they don't have much time on them, but they're good. And I'm like, ah, man, if you would have said a Suzuki, yeah, we could have had been, right. been talking square. And this is a guy who put uh, Mike Corbin on the team. Out of the goodness of your heart? Dude, I had... pulled him out of his rental car, sleeping in his rental car, <laughs> and said, hey, you want to ride? He's like, yeah. <laughs> but that, but that was shot. a different situation. It's a totally different situation. No, you know? It is no. with Suzuki involved. You know we're at, we have factory equipment, and it's just not you know that kind of bro show no more. It's like we have to take this serious. We have you know a lot of really strong people in our camp. And no beer pong. No, none of that stuff going on anymore. Uh, but. All right, next question. All right, uh, Mike Rowley wants to know any word from the AMA about Mookie's aggression on Web, or will they turn a blind eye? Uh, I've not heard anything. I probably blind eye. It's yeah. James Stewart's brother. I wasn't that bad. No, I just yeah, give him a little push. Yeah. Give him a little push. I mean, Cooper, that was kind of dumb. Say it. So. Say it. Dickish. That's your favorite word. Dickish? Dickish. dickish. Yeah. But didn't Cooper, he took a pretty big digger, I heard, in practice. He did. Oh, oh, did you God. see the video? Yeah, he no, did. I haven't seen the video, but I'll, uh, I I'll seen him. Up. He came over to our truck and got worked on oh. by uh, Ray Gubernick. Um, it was gnarly. He, he, it was ugly. Yeah, I heard it was dirty. I think, dirty. I think Pike still wins Crash of the Year, but Webb's second now. Really? Yeah. Um, God. Um, all right, next question. All right, uh, Austin Nelson wants to know, what are the other riders' opinion of Barsha? RV seems to talk about him like people do with uh, with Freeze. What do you think, JT? I don't think they're big fans. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't either. Leave it, leave it at that. I don't think so either, yeah. I don't think uh, – I think – I mean, I th- and I think Barsha's okay with that, to be honest. I don't think he cares. Yeah, he's, he's not doing anything to change their mind, that's for sure. Right. So – 
But I, if you, did, if, did if you you're anything? upset with what people think of you and you're not doing anything to change it, then that kind of equates to you being okay with it. What did you do bad? Like on the way home? Um, no, I, I, I don't. I'm not looking at one incident. I just think that the attitude in the pits is that they're not huge fans of him. And you know what? He don't give a shit either. No, exactly. That's kind of what we're getting at. I, I don't. I'm not blaming him. I, don't, I really don't care. Whatever. It's it's more entertainment for me. But just the overall, you know, opinion of him. I don't think they're really big fans of him on the track. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That that is pretty. Did you see this? No. That is pretty dirty. It was a gnarly crash. I was for sure. He was trying to like five it. Most people were quadding it, but he tried five in it. Yeah, yeah, gnarly. All right, no one can. We're on the radio. No one can see it. So. Everyone, go to Cooper Webb's uh, Instagram. Holy check it out. That, shit! That looks like a Matt Skills <laughs> yeah. crash. Yeah, right. Yeah, Dude, Hill, Hill's crash was kind of like that, but it wasn't as high no, speed. No, no, not at all. Uh, but I still think Pikes was better. JT, don't I you? haven't seen Pikes. Crash. Oh, Pikes was dirty. Dude, Pikes gnarly. Like, Pike, dude, Pikes definitely hurt worse. <laughs> dude, uh, dude, if if you want to give Pike, like, and you'll you'll understand this. If you got to label him from a writer of the past, who he reminds you of, who would you pick of Weston Pike from all the years of racing motocross? How gnarly he is, and how tough he is, and his his I mean, demeanor. Uh, rollerball. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, rollerball. I, you I was, read my I was, mind. Yeah. I, but I would have thought Mathis would have said. Dude, Ross, Ross, Rollerball. Well, I mean, Rollerball's got 42 titles. So, I'm not t- I didn't say about titles and speed. You I know, just said Ross. Fernando knows Rollerball. I bet he does. <laughs> I heard the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you, I bet you Rollerball is around for a little bit of that, right? No, there. You no, can't talk. No. He can't he can say talk. That. I, I guess his mic's on. No, he doesn't want to. He doesn't, he doesn't want to talk. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to comment. See? But Rollerball's awesome. Yeah, I, I idolized Ross. You mean, when I was a little See? kid. Yeah. You 42 t- titles, yeah. What about that signed poster I got at Rollerball? Pretty sick. Bring it old school. Thank you. Do you want to talk about titles in Manitoba? <laughs> Can I tell the story? I'm going to tell a, story, a quick story All about right. my weekend. I, mean, I'll, I have a perfect defense for this, but go well, ahead. Well, I think it's bullshit. Okay. Steve and, and Fernet's – did you know Fernet when you raced? We raced, Steve. Oh, uh, okay. Fernet won the, the, the Loretta Lins of Canada 80 expert class. Yep. I got – Nah, seventh, eighth, tenth, something. I don't know. So Fernet shows back up a few months later. He wins the. So he's you know he's the hot shit in Canada. Yep. I mean he's Brian Swink of eighties of Canada. Yep. Let's say. Come shows back up at a race. We have a little arena cross at a, at a, in our local town. He comes back out from Alberta, a twelve hour drive or whatever. He's wearing the same pants that he wore when he won the title, but now he's outgrown them. These white fox pants. In a week. They were, no no this is months later months later. And we're laughing at this kid. I mean, we know who he was. He's fast. And we're laughing at him. You can see his bulge and his bud. And, like, they're so tight. They look like they're going to split on him. But he still won. I got second. Okay, so what's the moral of the story? The guy had tight pants. He had tight pants. We laughed at him. Okay. So you race with Steve. Cool story, bro. You know Steve's ability on a motorcycle. He doesn't really. He didn't really race with me. He was much better than I ever was. Well, he has it right. The Manitoto plaques are around here somewhere. Yeah. Whatever that fucking place is called. Okay. So I go to this dealer signing. And... It wasn't that great. It was at uh, Fremont Suzuki and Fremont up by Oakland. And uh, they had some, you know, some of their core customers. And this guy walks up to me and he goes, hey, you know, I'm a fan of the Pulp MX show. I, I, you know, I listen to it. And I'm like, cool. You know, that's cool. He said, hey, I'm going to be on it this week. He goes, good. I got a great story for you. And I'm like, what's that? He goes, I'm a vet sea rider. And I've never went to any big nationals. So about a year ago, I, or, you know, whatever it was, he goes, I tell myself I want to, I want to, train and go to Loretta Lynn's. I mean, go to the, to the um, vet nationals. 
He goes, so I buckle down, dude. I start training my ass off. You know, I lost weight, and I, you know, doing motos during the week, and I felt totally on my game. And I show up on the line, and I look over, and who is riding the Vet C-Class is your Manitoba title holder, Steve Mathis. Four man, this guy's a, a next pro racer that rode nationals that's riding Vet Novice. I literally, I, and okay, so that is true. A plus 30C. You broke this guy's dreams. I hadn't ridden in so long. I hadn't raced for 10 years. Did you take the victory? I took the victory. The first day. You got, you got the no, overall. No, no. The, the first day I went 1-2. Yeah. And, and you, I sm- the other guy that beat me, we, we had 30 seconds on third place. Okay. So, so you should have what you, sh- what you should have done. What I did was move myself up okay, the next day. Okay. The next day. But, the, but it doesn't matter. It's a two-day event. It doesn't matter. The, the, you, the, you, you're still the winner of that one day or the second. No, no. I was second overall. Okay. But you were still that guy. After the first moto when you yarded everybody and you said, dude, I'm should, you should have said, you should have just let everybody pass you and just rode around and had fun. But you broke these guys' dreams oh, that God. worked their ass yeah, off yeah, yeah. because okay. you are a <laughs> sand bagger. I moved myself up the next day and, the got, next day, and got worked. But you still right. rode novice class. Right. I never heard a pro that was a pro jumping down to novice. I was a few, I'm a few pounds heavier than what I was Dude, when I raced. Dude, it don't matter. Your skill level still where it was. Uh, what did Chad say? Chad Reed said, Mathis, you are a good rider. Chad said that, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Steve's like, Chad... That's, yeah, why, never, I always, yeah, that's why I always like you, dude, because not too many people really know, but you know. You know. Chad stays, says that every now and then. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So that's enough so of that. Everybody knows Steve Mathis okay. is a sandbagger not really. and cheater. JT, does that make me a sandbagger? I moved myself uh, up after day one. Two classes. Two classes. Motos. Two motos. No. I don't, you really, think, I don't really think if you race a pro class ever, which you did, you qualified for a 500 national. Mm-hmm. I don't really think you should ever sign up for the novice class, especially the vet novice class. Dude, they I'm, didn't have a beginner class, else he would have signed up for Dude, that. Dude, I'm, I'm a little heavier than I was when I raced. I hadn't raced forever. I hadn't ridden forever. Do you think if Marty Motes came out and rode the vet nationals, he would sign up in the vet novice class? <laughs> I don't know. It's a good point, I guess. Okay, perfect. I guess Listen, I just think that the, the vet novice class is about – I don't, I don't know what else there is, like a lower There isn't. Class to no, go there to. was a beginner. There's no, there a beginner wasn't. Class. No, there was not. Class. There's not a beginner class of the Vet Nationals. There is not a beginner class. It's like Mammoth. I'm Cool stories, Look. bro. Let's move on. Hey, this is a good topic, dude. Oh, Kenny just hit DV. Just hit him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, next question. Sorry sorry Let's for this it. guy breaking your dreams, guy I met up there. All right, All next right. question. Works Connection. JT, living in Florida. This question's from Works Connection. Yeah. Right. Speaking of Works Connection. Yes. Steven Time Anderson. out. Nope. David, what was your mechanic's name at Suzuki? Robert McClure. Robert. There you go. That's all I got to say. He works, he works oh, there now. Yeah. He Here. works there. Where? Horse Connection. Ah, Robert McClure? Yeah. I do not even remember that guy. I don't remember him. Okay, he worked there. He took Alan's place, right? I thought Valcor was your guy at Suzuki. I didn't know that. Yeah. Fuck no. Okay. Um... Yeah, he came from quad. He was with the quad champion or whatever. Uh, yeah, he worked, he, he worked at Yoshimura at the... At the now he's uh, at Worst Connection. Yes. And, and, and Worst cool Connection... Dude. He's a nice guy. And Worst Connection has submitted a question. Yeah, yeah. he's totally a good guy. This he's question totally is cool. for Jason Thomas. I felt bad. I had to kick him out from under my tent because he was hanging out. I didn't. He's like, I work for Worst Connection. I was in a... This is the little mechanic. And I realized it. I was like, oh, whatever. I got to tell you... A, I got to tell you a story. Off the air? No, nah, maybe later on. About you and... Uh, you pitted... Next to uh, Motor Concepts on A1, across. Mm-hmm. 
And you had the music loud and stuff. You know those pissed. <laughs> yeah. He's so pissed. He's so angry. And he, he always goes to me. He gets so mad at me. But then he goes, I don't understand how you guys do it. I don't understand how you guys do it. Like, he, and we were talking. And he's like, how many millions do you think Hart spend? And I'm all, he hasn't. He goes, bullshit. Bullshit. I know that's bullshit. I'm like, okay. He has Hart has not spent millions. He had music and he's here like <laughs> whole night. He was like, and Mahoney yelling, and Mahoney I yelling. Down, <laughs> I sat down with him and says, "What are we doing here?" <laughs> like, I like Mike. He, Mike's cool. He was over it. He was over right. it. Worst connection was this question's for you, JT. More than any, anything. All right, JT. Does living in Florida affect the riders when they have to race on the West Coast due to the time change, seeing that main events start at one a.m. Eastern time? What about that, JT? What about you're coming from Florida? You're racing on the West Coast. Uh, well, it depends. I mean, obviously, a lot of guys stay out there, so maybe the first one it would. Uh, but I, you know, I, I typically came back every week, and there were years that Red Dog would do the same thing, and now that Chad's back there, it's the same. Usually, what would happen is we just would kind of get on that same schedule. So I would try to stay up until at least twelve or one every night, and then you know try to sleep in until eight or nine in the morning at least. Yeah, and it's a little inconvenient, yeah, but it it really make a difference on Saturday night. You're not sitting there yawning, you know, when you're getting ready to go up for the, to the line for the main event. So uh, that's a little bit. It'll help quite a bit, actually, and you won't feel so tired uh, that night. But, you know, it's kind of a pain in the ass. You feel like you're – like everyone's going to bed, and you're like, ah, i got to stay up for at least another couple hours here. So I know when I was doing the vet novice, when I was battling those guys, I stayed on a time schedule too. You so. know, it's, I think it's even worse for us West Coast guys going east. Going east. Yeah. Because you oh, go to, yeah. you go to bed at ten o'clock or whatever, yeah, and then you lay there if you're wide awake. Yeah, yeah, the first night you're there at ten o'clock is one a.m. over there. You can't go to sleep, <clears throat> and then you have to wake up pretty much three, three hours I, earlier than California. So I it's like I want to say up. like a Lessie or some West Coast guy would go in a Thursdays for yeah, Supercross. Yeah, Lessie does that because he used to. He he. It works well to... for him. Next question. <laughs> I know unless he do it because he would, he would always he, try he to ride. Try Wednesday. He should try Wednesday this next time. <laughs> That's All your right. rider, dude. You hired him at Moto Concepts. Yeah, right. Yeah. Talk shit. You're yeah. out of your mind, dude. All right. Okay. Next question. That's a good question by Worst Connection. Thank you, JT. Well, I can. I just wanted to add to that. I, you know, I've just obviously moved to Idaho now, and I'd never really lived in, been in the West Coast for the summer. But going to nationals now. Flying back there and waking up Saturday morning early, man, it hurts. So it's kind of my first experience with it, but it's a big deal. Like, I can understand why those guys struggle so bad going back east. No, it sucks. I hate it. It's it's hate. Yeah, it's rough. Hey, stop. Stop. Welcome back, Steve. You know what? I'm not going to give you your old chair back. I decided. (laughs) I'm getting to him, JT. I'm getting to him. I love it. (laughs) Doesn't take much. All right, next question. Can I get a hat like this? Yeah. It's a nice hat. It's sick, bro. Hey, bro. Hey, Does Tits get one? Did Tits ask you for one? Great radio. He just did. Tits 2.0? <laughs> no, no, 2.0, no. did he ask me for some biking glove, mountain bike gloves, too, no, the, just now? Do you, you get your off tricks? You don't have your off tricks thing on. I don't know. Fuck that thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next question. All right. Uh, Turley Marshall says, Steve, why Vegas? With uh, Pookie's apparent drinking problem, is Vegas a good place to live? Good question. Yeah, you're right. Who picked I, I the questions? Look, I, I should look into Did the, you pick these questions? No. Okay, you you would be in the shit house for that one, but I did not pick it. Devin picked it. Um I, I uh yeah, I I mean, I should look into moving for Who sure. Who picks these questions? That, that bottom line there's no good reason to live in this shithole anyway. Thank you. Thank you for that. You lost money at poker and now you're taking it out on me. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, right. Oh, I just got the text from Pookie. WTF. <laughs> Sorry, no. Pookie. No, it's, she should have texted F you, dude. Yeah. You have a sun drop. Yeah. Uh, yep. F you, dude. F you, dude. dude. All right. Come on. All right. Aaron Madelich wants to know does a healthy Nicoletti do better than an injured Josh Grant? No. 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 Not no. super cross. JT? I like the outdoors. Uh, I don't think yeah. so. I don't think that Nicoletti. Would have you know gotten second in the semi or whatever. And I don't think but, I mean just like JT always said on the, on the past shows, like these guys have with the time Nicoletti comes in, what are they going to have six or seven races under their belt? And that that even is an advantage for those guys back in ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth, fourteenth. I mean those guys, oh, are, yeah. they're getting better too. So Nicoletti's riding, you know, but on his defense, he's right, he's riding during the week with those guys, so he can see their so speed. So he's going to ride too. for like. George Grant's spot? Uh, Atlanta. He's going to race Atlanta. They're going to have three guys in Atlanta. Ah, yeah. three guys? Yeah. And if somebody what, gets what's, hurt, what's the point? That's quite, uh, Didn't you hear the guy earlier? I need to take a uh, yeah, he's, he, an, he's an insurance rider. He's like a football player. He's a backup. Yeah, uh, something Kenny should have thought of on his team. That's why Coy's way smarter than me. Takes a lot of money for His dad backup. has more money than my dad. What can I tell you? <laughs> All right, next question. All right, Missy Russell, DV, what are five top moto brands we don't know about in the U.S.? What are the top five moto brands that we don't know of in the U.S., in Pro, Europe? Pro Grip. <laughs> I don't know. Kurt Caroli's Goggle. Hey, just go yeah, read the side of that, that number plate up there. Something Charo G, Jeans. Charo Jeans. GFA Helmet. Uh, I don't, seriously, I don't know. Um, you're more American than you are. You're, you're French now, so that's why. I look at you as an American uh, I now. think, you know, Bud Racing has some cool stuff that people don't know. They have, like, a... Um, uh, I think Showa kit for 80s or something. You know, oh, really? Uh, or now they got like, um, they used to, they make their own like uh, shark for like 60s on uh, forks for 60s and stuff. KTM and Kawasaki, I think. A um, few things like that. Yeah, check but, out budracing.com. But all the stuff, uh, seriously, I don't really know. We like, own the uh, motocross industry. Next, uh, next question. The, everything's all the right. best here. Uh, Kenny, Brad Hoskin wants to know what is the most important quality to possess or harness to survive in moto? Mm. A good tattoo artist. In moto? To survive in moto. Hmm. What the hell happened? I don't know. I haven't survived, so <laughs> I can't answer this question. <laughs> uh, that's DV, can we award an all-expenses-paid trip to two to the black on our show? All-expenses-paid? Yeah. Yeah, no, you pay for it. It's not happening. You buy the tickets and like no. th- they'll report back on the the guy from the show, the the British dude called me say I'm going to like run your club, I wanna go. What British guy from the show? What are you talking about? The British dude that listened to the show. Oh. He went to my club and we we welcomed him like VIP, like he didn't pay anything, he had a great time, you know. I don't remember his name really. I'm bad with names, but he had a good okay. time. Right. But yeah, I'm not paying somebody like I, I would, after thinking about that question, I would think that you have a strong group of people around you that help you make right decisions because there's so many people that their parents think they know everything, and I think you need to have a really strong outside group of you know, And what really we should do is kick ass, kiss ass, <laughs> sorry, and uh, don't say what you think, JT, and that's it. JT's and advice. Maybe you, maybe you can go far. JT's advice would be make friends with fast pro riders. Tortelli. Uh, <laughs> well, that's yeah, part. Yeah, it helps. I mean, that's part of having <laughs> a good group of people around. It that's, is. It is. I mean, I think that's important, but. 
and then everything else should fall. Pookie doesn't have a drinking problem, I should state for the record. She, she got a little tipsy at A2. She does not have a drinking problem. And why did she stay in her hotel room almost all day at Seattle? She was sick that day. Uh, from uh, no, no, just legitimately the weather. Sick. The weather. It's really humid over. That's so. She's so far from being have an alcohol problem, anyways. She has a glass of wine and she's doing hill clickers, David Bullman <laughs> style. Uh, all right, next question. All right, uh, Ryan Phillips wants to know, uh, DV, of uh, the writers you've been around in your years, who is the most? Who had the most potential that uh, went unfulfilled? Michael Essie. <laughs> um, I don't know. Really, but Boniface was pretty good. I thought Lalo's was good. Boniface was an amateur sensation, right? In France, yeah. yeah. And Lalo's was actually really good. Like maybe one of the best practice guy I've seen, you know. And then that was that lost, Matthew Lalo's? Yeah, and lost everything like race day, like insane. But there's a few other guys, you know, like back in our days that were really good. And, you know, back in the 90s, you know, 125 I'll, I'll guys. I'll throw out a name. Paul Curry. Yeah. He was fast. Jeff he, Jeff Willow. Matt. Uh, there's a lot of those guys. You got Casey Johnson. Casey yeah. Johnson, yeah. You know, Billy Payne was good for a, for a second there. Jason Fournette. Tommy Hahn. Casey Johnson. I remember, like, whoever jumped on him in – Rusty Anaheim, Holland, Rusty Holland. Yeah. Anaheim broke his arm like he was leading the yeah. the championship of the Wild Team. That was what ninety nine. Um, ninety eight, I think. No, ninety nine. Yeah, 99. Nathan Rent. Uh, JT, what about Curry? You agree with me? Curry's good. Uh, yeah, he wasn't quite as good at Supercross. He was really good outdoors. Uh, but I mean, he he. I don't know, like. Supercross, he struggled a bit. He was good, but outdoors, I thought he did really well. Like he was, you know, top ten a lot. Um, he was top ten in points some years and stuff. Yeah, and, and not even. I mean, a lot of people don't remember, but Paul Curry was Rookie of the Year in '95. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So JT, anybody that comes to mind for you? You can say. Uh, ro- I think Tommy Hahn. Tommy Hahn could have done better than he did. Um, I thought he was capable of winning. Yeah, but Tommy Hahn. Tommy Hahn. He had factory rides. There's guys that that. Didn't yeah, know. exactly. That's what I mean. I think he underperformed for his ability when he got those opportunities. I think Tommy Hahn's biggest mistake was not signing with me. When I offered him a ride, that's, I, that's what I'm I, sure that's he probably what, would agree. That's when he rode for the dog food team, and I said, "Hey, dude," yeah. and he's like, "Nope." It was a funny story because I told him, you know, I'm friends with Tommy. I said, "Hey, dude, listen, I don't want you to be the typical rider. Give me the runaround. I'm going to tell you, you call me on Wednesday, and if you don't call me on Wednesday, this deal is done." He didn't call me on Wednesday. He called me like two weeks later, and I said, "Dude, no." I'm I'm done. I'm not gonna do it. And he, I didn't even hire anybody else. But it's just a typical thing. But JT, you 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 were bringing up Burkhart, Mark Burkhart. Uh, yeah, Burkhart was uh, man. That guy should have he should have done really well. He he kind of realized his potential in the supermoto scene. You know, he got gold medals and all that stuff. But that guy was as good or better than Fonseca, Nick Way. You know, that whole group that came up. He was as good or better. No and way. Just never. Uh, dude, I think I think Eichel was better than Burkhart. Was Burkhart in that Eichel, case? Eichel was that, like 15 years older. It's still, he was still better, though. What, what, was he not? Um, he was from Ohio, right? Burkhart. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. KTM team, whatever. Yeah. Um, AM Leonard. Yeah. AM Leonard, the shovel company. He wasn't very, he wasn't very good, right? KT same before that. He was really, like, and an, as an amateur, he oh, won okay. Loretta's. He was, at, you know, as good or better than Way coming up. And he was on, he was on Honda of Troy amateur program. Like, he was their next big guy. 
and they gave him they gave him a shot, and he really just never did anything. Like he, you know, he just never made that next step. Was he that before? Was that before? Didn't really get it together. Was that before Craig Decker? No, that would have been like '97. Okay. 98. All right, last question on the on the btosports.com. Gabby Gibbs, Gabby Gibbs, Gabby Gibbs. All right, this one actually comes from my dad. By the way, Gabby Gibbs was started in the chat room, people are telling me. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, this one actually comes from my dad. If you rewatch the race, you can notice a little uh, uh, overflow, too, coming out the side of the Dean Wilson and Justin Hill's bike, and it seemed when he threw, uh, they threw a big whip, uh, some fluid or smoke came out of that side of the bike. Any idea of what that is or what it does? I think they have an expansion um, little bottle or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. It's an overflow bottle. They, overflow, they like. changed the frame after practice. I don't know why. JT, do you know why? No, I don't. Yeah. I don't I don't think we'll ever find out why, probably. They changed the frame, so maybe something was yeah. routed wrong or maybe something screwed up, you know, when they put it back together. And mm-hmm. I don't think they changed the motor after that. Mm-hmm. I, I saw the same thing that your his, dad did. His but. bike was smoking pretty bad in a yeah. heat race. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. That's just so uncharacteristic for for Mitch Payton's motorcycles. Yeah, yeah that's why that's why I was asked. Yeah. No, it's definitely that's a great yeah. question. Your dad's a moto guy. I talked huh? to a yeah. I yeah. talked to a former mechanic of that team, and he said that he that uh, that Dean is notoriously hard on the clutch, and it was just the clutch overheating in the heat race. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's got take that for what it's worth. Heat's got to go somewhere. It goes out the overflow. You know. Yeah, the overflow of the. Of Radiator? Yeah. No, at the, at the, yeah, the, no, the oil. It wasn't oil. oil. It wasn't oil. It was, it was out of the oil. Oh, okay. The, um, well, Mitch Payton, I remember him, like, I think they broke eight engine, eight or nine engine when he was in Southwick. Yeah, yeah, they did. That's right, yeah. <laughs> a little too much compression. Um, all right, that's it. That's the BTOsports.com Gabby Gibbs segment. Uh, no, 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 no. Don't Please don't do that. Um, and... Um, Please Thanks do. to BTOsports.com. You can save using the code PULPAMAT. PULPAMAT. ATM your short Matt Gerke out there, and they're supporting the sport. And, uh, yeah, just uh, use pop code to save money. I used there. it. Almost anything I you used need. It. Oh, yeah? What would you buy? Hey, a couple of years ago, actually talking about Fox, I bought a Ryan Denji Motocross Nation in France Fox gear. Fox Ryan Denji Motocross Nation gear in France. with uh, There was uh, Vito Poto, him. When Vito put on him, like, finished side yeah, by yeah, side? Yeah. yeah. What year was that? Oh, t- uh, 10, 11? 11? 11? Yeah. I bought that gear on BTO Sport with your code. Uh, nice. Nice. I have it somewhere. Good looking out. I have it somewhere. But he has it somewhere. He doesn't know where he has it. Right. Exactly. Where would you go look at first place? Oh, yeah, it has to be my garage. In your vault? I don't have a vault. Oh, you don't? Where do you keep all your cash? It's at a bank. Um, all right, let's in, get... in America or Europe? I, dude, I'm... I've been living here for the last 15 years. You right, think well, I do trips to Europe to give my money? Yeah. I just saw want... Wolf of Wall Street. They had to go to Switzerland. Yeah. They had a lot of money. I don't know. You, you, you have... My money is, I pay tax on my money. It's fine. <laughs> it's it's, I don't he's, need very, to... he's very adamant about that. I don't need to hide anything. If anyone I'm is fine. listening from the are IRS. You, are you a citizen? No. Dude. Serious? Kenny doesn't like people from Europe. Not when they're not citizens, bro. I, have a, I pay my taxes here. I support this country. And I have a green card. What else do you want me to do? You want me to be American? Do you, this is gonna Listen make the way I talk. I'm not a fucking American. But do no, you, you have, sound American. if you have this, you, I know you're a true American. Do you have sand from the last Southwick race? <laughs> <laughs> that's what made, him, that's yeah. what made him a you true American. Fuck you guys. That's cool. <laughs> and, and both of you, when Southwick is long gone, are going to wish oh, really? you had that sand. If, if I really wanted it that bad, I would fly there and walk there and dig some sand up and go, this is from Southwick. 
It'll be a parking lot, probably. Yeah, you're, right. you're jealous because you never thought about it. Okay. Lips, do you want to talk to Kenny? Yeah. Oi, Kenny. Hey, what up, Lipper? Oi, what's happening, mate? How you been, bud? Hey, you broke my heart, Kenny. I did? Why? I um I had my uncle come over. He was in California, I think, and he emailed you, and he was going to meet up with you, and you never even responded. Lips wants a signed poster, Kenny, for like three years now. Okay, Lips, this is no, what you're, this is what you always say. Will you shut up and let me explain? Lips. I'm going to I'm going to give uh, Kenny's phone number on the air. Lips, this is so what you happened. Can text him. Okay, that email that I had yep. got shut down. I have a new email. It's not. I don't use that email anymore. So that is what happened. I would have been more than happy to give him a tour, do whatever he wanted to do. So whatever I can do. And I don't care what you say. I sent out hats. I sent out autograph hey, crap. Buddy. And I do not know what happened. And I can have proof for that. No, I believe you. You said you sent it last time. And I do realize that. But um, I did. I'm and that's what happened. It. That's what happened. I'm a busy dude. I had my email changed. And I apologize for that. If anyone's about you reckon help, you could send me a sign asking Hikes jersey? One hundred percent. Give it get get uh keep him on hold, get his information, and I will get it done. What rider do you want? You want R C, you want Hart, do you want Hill, do you want Tickle? You name it. Please don't let lips down again. Well do you want Pike? Because wow. it's gonna be <laughs> Or I might even give uh <laughs> might have Pike poster this weekend. I'll be happy with whoever you got there. That would right. be great. But most of all, I want Kenny Watson on top. I'll, I'll surprise you, bud. I might even send yeah, you a pair of my free gun underwear. Just put fuck you lips on top of it, Sean Kenny Watson. That'll do. I'll, 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 put, a, I'll put a special something something for you in the box. Will you take a photo before you uh, send it so I can tweet it out? That, yeah. That you, yes, that you I did will. It? Okay. Hey, make sure you get his information. Make sure it's going to be really long. All right, lips. We're going we're to Sorry about that, bud. I'll make it up to you. Jeez, Kenny, that's awesome. Thank you very much. No right. problem. I, that is probably the fifth or sixth time Lips has called in looking for something. I, know. I, I didn't understand a word he said. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's what he said All about right. you, too. Um, okay, that's been the BTOsports.com. Gavin Gibbs segment. Uh, next up, the X-Brand Goggle tear-off segment. Uh, X-Brand Goggles. The choice of champions everywhere, like Jessica Patterson, Jimmy Albertson, Michael Lee wears them, Vince Freeze, whole shot, the main event because he had clear vision. Kyle Chisholm, Nick Way, be on later to share stories. Michael Essie wear them? Michael Essie wears them. Colt Neck wears them. That's a big sign. That's a big sign to have Nick Way, because I remember when I was at Utopia, he wouldn't take those things and get paid to wear them. A lot of them. He's good about them. He knows quality goggles when he sees them. When when did you stop uh, walking at Utopia? I wrote for Utopia. Uh, What year? What's that that guy's name? uh, Ulysses or Aldo? Aldo, yeah. Aldo Nova. Aldo Nova, Canadian man. Yeah. Aldo, yeah. Aldo, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait. Yeah, I was gone. I was way gone. All right, let's, uh, let's, okay, you guys can catch up later about that. Hey, who's this? Welcome to the show. Hello? Hello, this is Jeff. Hey, Jeff, what's up? What's your question? I want to know if Dino's going to get paid as a win bonus because it wasn't his fault. That's a good question. No. That's a good no. question. Uh, hey, will, will, will Mitch get a win bonus from him that he didn't win the first three races? Well, the bike didn't quit on the last lap of the first three races. Yeah, but he was the problem. I'm going to put you on hold, Jeff, because your phone is terrible. Is Wilson going to pay part of his uh, salary because JT, he does, sucked does, does at he the get, beginning of the year? JT, yeah. does he get paid, his, his win bonus? I don't, I don't think so. 
It's not. I don't think so. It's no. Okay. And oh, okay. he still got paid his salary when he didn't produce. That's actually. My... I don't think so. That's. I'm allowed to answer whatever I want. Thanks, though. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Let's do the X brand goggle tear off segment. Um, this is a segment that everybody loves. Let's do it. You think I had the the championship bonus? Yeah. Shut up. It's the X brand tear off segment. Fifteen second rapid fire Q and A. Don't say it. Don't say that. Whatever you guys do. <laughs> what, what was that, Kenny? I don't know. You guys call him. You guys. Rapid fear. There you go. Yeah, Pulp man. Show 14 <laughs> saves you 30%. Uh, if you don't wear X brand, you won't win. It's that, it's that simple. Really? X brand goggles. Is that why Oakley swept the podium this week? X brand goggles almost had 25% of the, of the field in the 450 Supercross main event. Really? But the oh. top three are the guys that swept it, and those are the guys that win. I'd rather go over quantity than quality, bro. Really? Yep. Quantity. Really? Yep. You know what's best, funny? Best goggles out there, Oakley's. X brand. But yes, the right, funny dude. thing is, if you if you did a a, a poll and took the stats of every pitcher taken, you're going to have more people with any every other goggle. I disagree. It. Okay, and don't get me wrong, Rick Taylor, great friend, great guy. X brand. Pookie, yeah. did you have a drinking problem? No. Thanks for standing up for me, by the way. All right. So what we do in this segment is you have 30, 15 seconds or less. And what happens if you don't? You can hit and figure out the ruler or something? Yep, yeah. Ultimate, you have to pay the ultimate price. That's, and, that'd uh, be a good segment. You could put it on your camera, and you could have someone against the wall and have it slapped in the back with a hanger or something. Oh, JT would be just eyes oh, them. Are we going to do a FMK segment with Kenny? What? FMK. Oh, we can. Uh, we can. I, if someone has any ideas, for sure. Right. F. Mary Kill. What's that we mean? did one with DV last what is, week what with Diana, mean? Aaron Bates, and Jenny Taft. Let's do the same thing. I didn't hear it. I didn't know it. You have to F one, you have to marry one, and you have to kill one. Diane Dahlgren, Jenny Taft, Aaron Bates. Go. Right now? Yep. <laughs> um, right Mary, now? Mary the, the new one. Yeah. Jenny Taft. Um, dude, but I really like her. I, I don't know her, but she seems like a really good girl. I don't know her, but yeah. I, I, that's a tough one. I'd have to say F. Diana Dolgren. Mm-hmm. Oh, wrong. Yeah. No? No, I, I killed her last, last I wouldn't. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't kill Aaron Bates because she's. A, I, I like Aaron. She's a good. She's a good friend. So I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't say okay. that. Uh-uh. It's just for fun. I, I wouldn't. It do was it. a funny thing. All right, then screw it. They put me on a on the spot last week. Um, JT, F. Mary Kill, Reed Tortelli, Ferry. <laughs> <laughs> all your riding buddies. Uh, all right, X-Brand Goggles. These qu- questions are submitted by Corey Moser. We're not familiar with him, but he sends questions in and, you know. We, blow sponsor deals. Um, and blow sponsor deals, exactly. Multi-million dollar sponsor deals. Which You can take that sign if you want. Take the sign up there by the helmets. Take that back. All right, let's do this. Who's, who's up first? And, and we're going to do this with Nick Way, too, but later on when Nick Way gets on the phone. Sounds good. All right, Steve, who was a better team manager, Watson or DV? I didn't, I didn't work for any of them. I guarantee you Watson would be the better team manager because he wouldn't, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't come down on you. DV would be very, very strict. Very. But it's different. I mean, it, I always look at guys that are team managers that are riders. They bring a whole different element to the table, <laughs> and they could do a lot more than a guy like me that's, you know – it's hard for a rider to, to look at me and I say, dude, you got to do this. They're like, shoot, screw no, you. No, but he's saying me as a mechanic. So, oh, yeah, oh. yeah, just me, you know. Yeah. I think that's what he means. Yeah, and me. I think a lot of riders that are team managers, they still look at mechanics like, you know, this is what needs to be done as a, as a rider looks at it more than, you know, as yeah. a on a technical side. Right. But I might be wrong. 
All right, DV, who has been the best and worst rider HRC has hired? HRC? That's Honda. Or RCH. He spelled it wrong. <laughs> Ricky Johnson. <laughs> what what uh, is it? What does it say? What's the choice? I don't even know who what, you signed. Is it mean HRC or RCH? Out of the RCH. whole, out of the whole, out of the whole oh. time. Whole out time. Of, who did you have? From Hart and Huntington all the way to right now, the last six years. I don't. You want me to tell you all the riders? Yeah. Okay. Troy Adams, Josh Demuth. Um, second year, Troy Adams, um, Chris Blos, mm. um, Matt Bonney, Chris Blos. Josh Hansen, Ivan Tedesco, Kyle Partridge, and Josh Hill, Rock Tickle, Josh Hill, Rock Tickle, Josh Hill. I have to say maybe Demuth, not so good, and Hansen, the best one. 3.3. Hansen, the best? Yeah, it was. Did you get like top five and shit? Like three times. Yeah. It was good. Off the couch. Now he rides. Josh. He's just never a trainer, but he rides. He's just never a trainer. <laughs> no, he just doesn't work out. Like, he doesn't go to the gym, and he doesn't cycle, but, you know, he, he, he rides. Puts, he rides. Yeah. He'll go out and ride two or three tanks of gas a day, just ride. All right, next question. All right, Watson, if Reed was on your team, would he be doing better or worse? Well, I don't think he'd do any worse. I mean, I think we have good equipment. Yeah, he'd do good. Okay. All right. Uh, JT, why was Will Hahn better this weekend? I don't know. You'd have to ask Will that. He was just aggressive all day. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. I'm not really privy to the in, you know details of his program. So it was it was a noticeable difference, though. All right. All right, Steve. How many chicks do you think for uh, for net banged in the box fan? In the box fan? In the box fan. Uh, no, in the box fan, Steve. No, but I mean, like, in, I didn't know if it, during the years that we were traveling, sort of, it was a vague description, but actually in the bunk beds that are in the box fan, I'm going to go with uh, 30. Am I high or low for now? Oh, shit. What, what, do you, what do you think? Oh, I don't know. I, some of them I don't even remember, so, <laughs> you know, to be honest with you, it's... Uh, I don't know. Probably, okay. I would say probably a 30, 40, yeah. Yeah. Did you have a quota, or sometimes you'd just hit whatever? You'd be pulling out, and you'd just see a straggler, and you didn't care. You'd just like, I got to get it. <laughs> a lot of strip clubs, a lot of after-hour parties. So, you know. so I know which, which night you didn't bang one, when you passed out in the gutter in Daytona, and you had mustard all over your shirt and everything, and you were yelling about Gary Bailey's track designs all night. Razzles? Razzles are what they were? No, what, what, Razzles? Razzles. Ra- no, we didn't even make Razzus. We went to the Speedway, and then we're, uh, no, I don't know. we made it to a club. Yeah. You know, well, Fernette, Fernette was the only person that would, before bed, he would totally take a shower, fix <laughs> his hair, and put cologne on to go to bed in his box van <laughs> because he wasn't sure who would show up, and he wanted to be ready to go. <laughs> That's a good point. He did do that. Yeah, very, yep. very strange. Very strange. I said, did you just put cologne on? He's like, oh, yeah. If a girl comes in here, it's, you know, you got to be at your you know, maximum potential. got to have your A game ready. Uh, all right, next question. All right, DV, how big of a salary would it take for you to become a team manager again? Uh, I don't know. More than anybody else, I guess. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Maybe. Six. Why did you do it? Put it that way. I did just to have um, – just to do it, just to see how it was. I always wanted to do it, just to see and – 
you know, that's... Yeah, yeah. I, I remember flying I home don't wish my worst enemy to be team manager. Hey, do you remember <laughs> flying back from one race? I might have been in Seattle when you were the team manager and we were talking, and you said, I'm over this. <laughs> he goes, I am and not. that was Seattle. That was April. And that <laughs> lasted until September. So that was He's like, good. I don't know. October, don't... October. So, yeah, no. I, I don't think I would do it. You know, I'd rather maybe get a guy to give some pointers to some guys, but that's it. Right. All right. You got any? I'm looking for some. On pointers? <laughs> yeah, point, I need a lot of pointers. What about if you need a riding coach? Can you get something for Fernet? Can you line something up for him? Yeah. You got a lot of guys underneath your tent, like a, tons of guys. What are you talking about? You want me to, I mean, every guy has a job to do. No, I know. Can, can, you have another job for him. No, unless he can be a better riding coach than the riding coach we have. Who's your who's riding it, coach? You guys might have heard of him. His name is Ricky Carmichael. He's not there every weekend. He's not there during the week. What does he know? <laughs> not much, according to Steve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. I've, I've always said that. Yeah, I'll I'll also, for Nat, you're out. Hey, I thought you trying to get your job, but Carmichael. Well, you know, I need to get out of that gas plant, right? Yeah. Is yeah. he is he getting um he's not there like during the week and when No, he's know. not, but he there the riders they talk during the week. They yeah, have but video. when he's in the booth, what is he gonna do? Send text. No. What is he doing? Yeah, he does. He sends text. Texting or tweets? Or? Yeah, he sends text. Yeah. But you know, it's you know, during the week you Secure know, courier. You know <laughs> Pigeon. He sends pigeon notes. Well, you have to understand, he had a, like a deal with, with what he's doing now before the team came about, so he's filling his obligations. Um, I think in the, in the near future here, it's probably going to turn in a different direction where he's going to become more involved and hands-on. I mean, he's still, Ricky Carmichael still has a brand that he's pushing, you know what I mean, with his RCUs and his Daytona race and seems other. Like, seems other. like those RCUs are pretty successful. They just keep adding them more yeah, and more. They're yeah, they're good. They're yeah. really yeah, good. Yeah, but as a riding coach, you have to pretty much. I, I wouldn't say he's a riding coach. Take, take them out of bed. Yeah, and, I know. And, you know. Go to the track with them. Yeah, he does not do that. During the week, like, he sets when nobody's up. looking, when there's no cameras and no TV. like No glory. You know. They all work during the week, you know, like on Monday morning at the track. You know, that's pretty much where you you get better. Yeah. All right. Next question. All right, Kenny, is JGR having a replacement rider on hand a game changer? Washington Pike next weekend. I don't know about a game changer. I just think it's different. I don't think anyone's ever done that. So I guess you'd have to call it a game changer. Are you ready to give up that innovator award? Sure. Also, I mean, I should send it to him. I should. I'm gonna bring it. I'm gonna hand it over to him. Well, I'll make sure you tell me. So I yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'm, yeah, maybe I'll Wait, hand well. it over to him. Where Where is it? That award? What do you think? It's on my mantle. It's the only one I have. Isn't that four Manitoba titles or, or super? No, I never read the novice anything? class. But if I was a pro. All right. Next question. All right, JT. Is it better to ride through an injury or take time off and come back 100? percent For example, Matt Gerke. Uh, I think it depends on your situation. Everybody's different, um, and it depends on how bad the team needs you to. So I know in our situation, we really need to have two guys out there. So you kind of, you know, if it's possible, then everyone knows he's injured. It's not like he comes in and go, what the hell, you know, you're not doing good enough. Everyone understands the situation. So I don't think you can just blanket it, I guess, All right, for 20, everyone. 22 seconds. That's, that's can I, can I, Nobody cares how long it takes, Steve. Uh, uh, the rules Nobody are rules, dude. Cares. This isn't nom, bro. There's rules. Can I ask a question to Kenny? Yes. Yeah. Do you guys get um, uh, docked money if your riders don't ride or whatever? Um, no, because we worked it out in all of our contracts. As long as we're there doing our marketing and ever, you know, do it, that's where – we're still getting paid majority of our money from our sponsors. 
for the the, the trade out that because we because back in the day when they brought yeah. like well, PC brought my Walker or Soul being yeah. in the middle of the yeah. because they yeah. they had to have two riders Rusty every Holland. race. They but used yeah. to be in our contract, but we switched. We we went to them and asked them to change because we said, "Why do you sponsor us?" And they said, "You know, you don't sponsor us because we're on the podium." You know, what's the difference if our guys, for you, if our guys get eighth? Because we don't have industry sponsors. So they're not really, they're more into, you know, the social media and all of the exposure they're going to get from all of the, the sign-up people and all that kind of good stuff. All right, next question. All right, Steve, if Hanny had raced Supercross, where would he finish? First. First. All right, next question. All right, DV, who is the most improved rider this season? I have to say Chad Reed or Brayton. 4.9. Yeah, I agree. All right. Watson, will Ivan and Shorty continue to knock each other down? Uh, Ivan won't. If if it's over, it's over. But if Shorty, Just retali- matter of, if if Shorty, Shorty, feels like if Shorty retaliates, it. which he, I don't think he's going to do it on purpose, but I think he's going to just keep riding the way he's going to ride, and he, Short's not going to change the way he does anything at this point, and that's just the way it is. He's a yeah. tough cookie, huh? Yeah, he is. And I, did, I used to get bummed on him, and I, I, just, I just accept it now. All right. Uh, JT, if a Supercross bike wasn't rebuilt every week, how many races do you think it would last? The whole season. <laughs> you can't race uh, Yeah, it depends on, depends on the bike. I mean, a lot of guys are, you know, guys that are out there with stock motors, they'll last forever. I know? think in the, um, in the big bike class, though, JT, like, I think you got to separate that, though. It, 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 yeah, it, yeah, it's exactly like it all depends on how high you're going on your compression and all those things, you know. I think uh, on a 450, they're going about, you know, bikes won't they won't push them more than 10 or 15 hours no matter what. So, but uh, but it's 17 races. Okay. Yeah, but say talk about the talk about the 250. How, yeah, how often on a 250? Yeah, 30 hours on but a bike. 450, 17 hours, 17 hours, uh, maybe. A little more than that. After. Our practice bikes are rebuilt at 20. 24 hours. You can yeah. race supercross or race bike. Yeah. You don't have to change your freaking ring on there. You can race the old season. But the light spikes, that's what I was trying to get at. The light yeah. spikes, um, you know, they are so modified and they are so – those things are rebuilt every that, single that's, week. That's what I don't get with all the mechanic thing and, and rebuilding a bike, stripping a bike every race. We used to race like ride practice bike for 40 hours, right. 50 hours. That's two or three. Would your, would your practice track uphill both ways? In the winter. <laughs> yeah. We'll go, let's say, 40, 50 hours on the bike. That's two or three Supercross season. We never did that in, Yamaha. In practice. On your bike. We never hey, David. Motors so got, let's say. Motors let's, got turned out before nah. now. Let's say you were at Yamaha. Did. If you showed there. up on the same them. engine, the same. You never, strip, you never did my uh, uh, swing on, pivot, grease. Yeah, yeah, but I'm talking uh, motor-wise. No, no, motor-wise. That doesn't that's why I don't really understand the, the factory mechanics. After an hour and a half, they strip everything. Yeah, no, I got you And there. they yeah. grease everything. The bike rode an hour and a half. Well, you it's know, fine. Just grips and graphics. Just freaking ride. That's what Phil Lawrence got. Phil Lawrence got grips and graphics. Yeah, once, I worked once Voss was beating him, that was it. Oh, yeah. I said, Voss is your boss, and you ain't beating Heath Voss. I am not busting my ass. You're factory <laughs> Phil Lawrence, bro. You know, I'm not going to tear down your bike and paint the frame and do all that shit. I'm going to the club with you. I, I, didn't, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't paint a frame. I got fired by yeah. a guy in 17th. You, just got, you know what you got to do, though? When you don't paint your frame, you got to know how to freaking hide what, it. A writer a lot of, said you, you had to paint the frame? He, yeah. He said, why didn't you paint my frame this week? I said, we didn't have time. We traveled all week and stuff, and he fired me the next weekend. 
You know what I used to do when when I, I would I would fake it? I would take grip tape and cut it so it covered the side of the frame, <laughs> and then just take it and put rags everywhere and just go, <laughs> and just spray paint it, spot paint it. My bike looked good. I, they, all the mechanics used to make fun of me because when my guy started my bike, it would start smoking so bad because I just sprayed WD-40 fender to fender, <laughs> no matter what, supercross, motocross, it didn't matter. Shit was shiny, dog. Uh, <laughs> all right, next question. That's it. That's it? Yep. Expert goggle tariffs. Hey, let's take uh, our commercial? commercial break okay. uh, of the night. Uh, come back with uh, uh, Michael Lieb, and oh, yeah, Michael one Lieb. of your guys' songs will be on. JT will hit, hit you back, and uh, Jason Burnett's in the house, and we'll get more to him, and, and Devin's going to take your calls. we got some more giveaways to uh, announce. We're going to give away two $50 BTO gift cards, care of the Circle Jerkies, and um, we're also going to give away a 612 Race Tech Rebuild, Fork and Chuck Rebuild, for free. That's right. It pays to listen to the Pulp Mech Show. See you guys after this commercial. The Pulp Mech Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Check, check. Mic check. Tech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying riders, racers, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products, period. Paul Theed has taught most of his competition the ins and outs of suspension. Why does he reveal his secrets? The more you know, the more you'll choose Racetech. The creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit, a revalve in a box. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance, increased traction, control, and consistency. Racetech's high-performance springs are high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates. Use the Pulp MX code to save 20% at Racetech.com. Racetech. MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. 
from Nerf Steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. What makes an Atlas brace unlike anything else? It could be that the unique design sits around your spine and sternum. It might be the carefully engineered flexibility. Or because of the adaptive response to natural body movement. Or it's that they are easily adjustable in both height and length. Or maybe it's because they're available for people of any age, size, and height. Perhaps it's because they are the choice of champions like Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto. But maybe it's simply because when you ride, you like to dress for the occasion. Whatever the reason is, there's Atlas, and then there's everything else. For 2014, X-Brand has taken a definitive step forward. With our new Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line, our style now mirrors our unmatched performance in terms of comfort and clarity in all conditions. We've added to our crop of top athletes, including Mafia Moto Cruise Enforcer, Nick Way. Also, Crossland Racing's top Jimmy Albertson. Why spend more for a name when you can save money, look great, and enjoy elite optical performance? We offer a complete line of laminates, lenses, nose guards, and zip-offs, so head to your dealer today and demand X-Brand. You can also order direct at eksbrand.com, and Pulp MX Show listeners can enter Pulp Show 14 to save 30% today. Merch Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at W www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PULPMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. For 2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. 
1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us, so thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Listeners, it's time we talk about your underwear. Free Gun Underwear. Based down the road from Pulp Studios, Free Gun is the underwear for racers. Free Gun is worn by Mike Lisi, Ashley Fiolek, Albertson, Blows, and a host of other action sports athletes. Why Free Gun? It's made of 92% polyester and 8% elastine, which means unlike your old school Homer Simpson cotton underwear, Free Gun wicks away any moisture to stay dry throughout the day. Comfort. From cross-training to racing, Free Gun becomes part of your program the first time you put them on. And style. Construction, prints, and a wide band to let you show your true colors. If you ride, if you train, if you sweat, upgrade to Free Gun. Don't be a homer. Wear Free Gun underwear. Tired of wearing the same old moto hoodies and tees as everybody else? It's time to check out the Moto Company for something different. All shirts and hoodies are top quality heavyweight cotton at affordable prices. All orders over $75 get free shipping. You've got the gear for the track. Now show your passion off the track with t-shirts, hoodies, and hats from the Moto Company. MotoCompany.com Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. 
Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Evil minds that plot destruction Sorcerer of death's construction In the fields of bodies burning As the war machine keeps turning Death and hatred to mankind Poisoning their brainwashed minds Oh, Lord, Welcome back, everybody. Watson? Yeah, what's up, bro? That's your song, bro. Yeah, it is. Some That's Sabbath. Me. Why do you cut the songs every, like after 30 seconds every time? Uh, it's 2 minutes and 20 seconds. It's all right, bro. Get your own radio show. You can leave the songs on as long as you want. I was thinking about it. <laughs> you probably were. DV Radio. No, with Nick. We wanted to do one. Ah, oh, that'd be classic. You two yelling at each other. Hey, dude, I got, dude, we should do one. Me, you, and Nick, and I got the place and the studio to do it. And the people to step up and sponsor it. By a minute Yep, in California. Let's do it. Can we, outdoors? Before, start it outdoors? Before we do that, can you move your mic up? And yeah, tell we yeah. can start it. We'll start it at outdoors. Yeah, we'll start it whenever. Hey, do you want to win two $50? We're going to give away two $50 gift cards. Hey, why don't some people vote on if, if we if you guys would like to hear a real radio show that me, David Vulliman, and Nick I'll Way put that up do. in the next Pulp of Next Poll. Do it. Okay. Just put it up. 
if we could overtake you. Because we would be in SoCal, we could get all the guests, we could get all the riders every week to come in, you know, it'd be awesome. Producer. Yeah, you, we can move down there. We can we make a bank, yeah. sponsors and stuff. Oh, yeah, we can just do it the real way instead of, you know, well, Steve will probably try to undercut us and say, oh, I could do it for this. And, and we have a, a Hey, good, don't forget, Thursdays a, at noon, the Fly Moto 60 show. Yeah, we'll, we'll dominate that show, too. And noon to one. We, we have we'll a call good, it the Fox good, 360 show. Remember the 360 gear, Fox yeah, Man? Yeah, yeah. Image. Okay, no <laughs> Image. problem. Well, then I'll, I'm going to call it the 720, the Fly 720 show. There you go. Can't go wrong with Fly. They're a great uh, company. Hey, great company. Great we're going to give away there. two $50 gift cards, courtesy of the Circle Jerkies, an elite group of Pulpomex superfans. That's right, $50 <laughs> gift cards. We're going to give two away. All you got to do, contest at pulpomexshow.com. That's it. Just send your emails to contest at pulpomexshow.com, and we will pick two random emails to get uh, to get you a winner. Yeah, thanks to the Circle Jerkies, an elite group of Pulpomex superfans, suck at Dream Team. Hey, Michael Leap's coming up, and uh, his appearance on the show brought to you by Atlas Brace. Atlasbrace.com. Trade-up program ends March 1st. Trade-up program. 40% off a brand-new Atlas Brace if you give them any kind of brace you have, neck brace you have. They will give you 40% off. What a deal. Atlasbrace.com. Villapoto and Weimer wear it. Uh, also, they're going to be giving away uh, braces. So what you need to do is get on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. One brace per month. They're going to rotate through their models. All social media is at, at, at Atlas Brace, so uh, get on that, and uh, you can win a brace. Um, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Do it. Do it. And um, if you want a new neck brace and try out the best one out there that Villapoto and Weimer wear, then send in your old one, 40% off. Thanks to the folks at AtlasBrace.com for that. Uh, appreciate it. Kenny, can I turn the Sabbath off, or do you just want no, to No, never. Our... Never? Leave it on? Okay. Fantastic. Uh, thanks for uh, for listening, everybody. We're gonna have uh, Michael Leibs coming up right away. Adam, take a nap. And uh, Nick Way, great Nick Way, uh, coming. Take up. a nap. He t- he rides a uh, Cowie, right? I need you to think of your best Nick Way story when your teammates were an MDK. Just, I don't just, have one. I we just already talk about. That. I know, but something funny had to have happened or something. I know you weren't with him too much, but all right, figure it out. Just think about it because he's coming on. Do you know what's funny? He's like sure everybody he'll... always speculates. And thinks because two guys are on the team together that they're like bros and they all they do is hang out. How bad is it? Like I, I just feel bad for the riders. Like when people walk up and they'll they'll go to you like, "Hey David, where's Nick?" You're all, I don't know. Like when people will go up to Hill like, "Hey Hill, where's Tickle?" What, like, about, what about what about Hey Hill, where's Carmichael? Yeah, that's. <laughs> or no, what, I, about, I just, or what about Hey Carrie, where's Pink? Yeah, it's crazy. That happens all the time. I remember I'm we were sure. in uh, New York when me, Ivan, Travis, Preston, and a bunch of people were walking around New York City, and we bumped into um, uh, Johnny Knoxville. And I forgot the guy's name that was with us. He used to work at Fast, the Smoke Ranch Company, and he asked Johnny Knoxville where Wee Man was. I'm just like, did you just ask him where <laughs> Wee Man was? Like, that's his brother. Like, he keeps track of him. I'm all, hey, dude, sorry about this guy. <laughs> all right, let's get to our next guest. All right, first guest of the night. First guy on the phone. What are we? He's coming Chopped up. liver? Yeah, you're a stu- studio co-hosts. I like this that. guy got sixth in Oakland, uh, top privateer of the series so far. He's killing it. Michael Lee, what's up, man? Not much, man. Just hanging out. How are you guys? We're good. Hey, uh, is this the same Michael Lee that was the GP rider? Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. the same one. Cool. It's, it, I, I assume it's the same one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, great job uh, at Oakland, man. That was awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. Good ride, bud. Yeah, it was a little better. Just uh, trying to keep improving on the weekends. A little better. 
Yeah, it was a little better. I mean, I was, what, ninth last weekend? Mm-hmm. Ninth to sixth is a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah I was good. Give yourself a break, bud. You're doing good. Just keep up the good work. Better. Yeah, you're doing good, man. Um, and uh, and bummer about Phoenix. Uh, you had to go to the LCQ. You're, you're, you're in second place in the LCQ, looking great to go to the main event. And a red flag gets a red flag. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Whoa. What? I was leading the LCQ. That's what I said. Like I said, set, leading oh, the okay. LCQ. You said <laughs> second. I know. I know. Um, right. And a uh, red flag comes up. Unfortunately, you know, that sucks. But then on the start, you didn't get the second start. And then didn't make the main at Phoenix. But, hey, it's still overall, like, when you look at the guys you're racing with and the guys you're beating and, uh, and the guys you're, you're right in front of you, they're making a lot of money, and they're on really good bikes and teams and, uh, and all that. So you've got to be happy with what's going on so far. Yeah, so after Steve said that, uh, after not making the main in Phoenix and getting sixth in Oakland, yeah, you're doing really good. So give yourself a break. Yeah, uh, I mean, now Phoenix was, uh, that was kind of a cluster ball, really. I mean, like, going into, well, like, heat race, I, I weeded up in the start, got hit pretty hard, and then, um, like you said, I was leading the LCQ, and then in the next race, I just got cleaned out in the start again. Mm-hmm. I was actually, I, I whole shot the first LCQ from the outside gate, and then uh, the next race, I, or the next gate drive, I should say, the, I just got screwed up and kind of caught in a little mix up there in the first corner. And I almost actually made it. I got back to like fifth or sixth. Mm-hmm. Um, are you happy with your bike? Your bike looks good. It's fast. Like you said, you're pulling whole shots, and your dad's doing the work for it. You're on <clears> rocket exhausts, and uh, Race Tech doing the suspension. How, how is it? Like, what do you, if you could wave a magic wand and you're racing against some of those Pro Circuit guys and Geico guys and ever, what? Is there something that your bike you would want on your bike that you just don't have or, or, or anything like that? Um, not really, honestly. Renegade and um, you know Josh Pitts and Rocket and you know like you said, Race Tech and mm-hmm. and all that. I feel like for a privateer package, we have an amazing package, and I'm very thankful for everything that everyone's done for me in my corner. And uh, you know, I I'm really stoked on our privateer package this year. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, you know those guys are factory dudes and. And they're all making money and, and all that stuff, and we're just kind of going at it on our own. And you know what? We're, we're even beating some of them, so yeah. I feel like we're a good spot. Yeah. Hey, what? Uh, I'm a little confused. Whose semi is that that you're pitted out of? Now, obviously, you're full privateer and all that, but there's a semi you're pitted out of. What's the deal with that? And is are you? You're not really on a team, so what? Help me out. What, educate me. Kyle Peters, um, they're aging motorsports and all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So they're kind of helping us get to the races, you know, and take our background for us. Okay. So that's, so, um, that's, that's the deal, yeah. Yeah. It, so it's just, you know, two privateers kind of helping each other out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm super stoked to be able to, you know, have a semi. It's like, you know, I'm sure you guys know the last two years we were doing a lot of our trailer and things like that. So yeah. it's nice to have some more space and kind of nice to be around with some people trying to do the same exact thing we are. Is there a chance you could stay on there for outdoors or anything like that? I don't know what Peters' plan is exactly, but, I mean, is there something that could happen where you could stay there and, and get taken around and then fly in and fly out? Um, we have no budget for outdoors at all. Uh, oh. we, we hardly have a budget, you know, for what we're doing right now at Supercross. <laughs> right, so right. I'm basically out each race, you know, trying to, you know, do the best I can, and we're trying to raise as much money as we can. And it's kind of one race at a time. And, mm-hmm. dude, you know what? This privateer stuff, it, it's no joke. And uh, we're just, you know, simply putting our head down and doing the best we can. That's all we can do. 702-586-7857. If you have a question for uh, Michael Lieb, uh, feel free to call in and uh, pick his brain. So, uh, that okay, so that eliminates my next question. Yeah, no outdoors as of right now. 
Yeah, right now there's there's no plans to go outdoors. I mean, obviously we're going to do everything we can to do the ones that we can do. I mean, like obviously Glen Helen, that's thirty minutes away, and yeah, things like that. So I mean, yeah, those are those will be there. But you know, as far as going back east and Texas and right, you know, that stuff. There's no way unless, you know, someone's hey, you're not going, either you're not, gives me a ride or hey. helps you know, us get there financially. Right. You're not going to Texas? Uh, Texas Supercross? No, uh, Texas Outdoor National. Uh, I mean, like I said, you know, budget's tight, and we got to do the ones that we can do. And just flat out, we don't have a plan to go do that right now. Okay. You know, probably well, I, don't think anyone else, I don't think anyone else does either because they're not going to Texas to help you out. Oh, is there no Texas? No Texas. Texas. Okay. I just want to help you out. Um, Kenny, someone said that uh, someone should mention RC that Pike should get picked up. Just oh, the, really? In the chat room. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. You know what? Who said that? That's a good idea, huh? <laughs> Who's that guy? Well, maybe he should start a team and pick him up if he really wants to see him get picked up. Um, hey, uh, so that, that kind of sucks. So let me ask you this. Uh, are you aged out of the MX2 class over in, in the GPs? Uh, this would be the last year I could do it. Okay. Would but, you uh, Would you do it? Would you look into it going back? If the deal was right, I mean, I'm not going to turn everything down that you know comes my way. But my goal and my dream is to race here and, and to make it happen here. And I feel like I can, and I feel mm-hmm. like you know we're on that path. So that's what I'm chasing right now. Right, right, right. And uh, um, what do you think? Like uh, every uh, the, the the series itself, I mean, can you what do you, what's your plan? Like, you know, you're six, you're happy with that. Do you think you can do better? Can you get a, Can you make a podium? Or is that what you're shooting for? My goal is to get a top five, and after mm-hmm. that, my goal would be to get a podium. So, yeah. you know, I do feel like I have the capability and we have the resources to be on the box. But you know, obviously, there's yeah. a lot of fast guys, and we're on a privateer bike, and you know that that's a it's a large goal, but. You know, it's what I'm shooting for. So, you know, I'd rather set a goal too high and cool. rather than set a goal too low. I was thinking about questions to ask you, and I know that you're a privateer, and I know you, it's not easy for you guys making the races and everything else. So question for you, why 250s? Like, you're a grid supercross rider. You've got a lot of talent, a lot of skills. 450 class, uh, minimum you're making the main, that's 2K uh, a weekend, um, something that I feel like you could, you're well capable of. Why the 250s, and uh, have you thought about moving to 450s and, and all that? I'm looking to chase, you know, my dream, and that's to, you know, do the best I can on a 250F bike. I'm mm-hmm. not looking to, you know, ride a 450. not saying that I wouldn't, right. but, you know, yeah, the money's a lot better, and yeah. yeah, the money's, you know, not very great in the lights class. It's a massive difference. Oh, absolutely. it's, 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 but, it's um, bad, yeah. It's bad. <laughs> like, it's bad in the 450 yeah, I mean, class for a while, those guys the, do. Especially the cost that it costs us to, I mean, building a like a really fast 250 bike as opposed to a good 450, you know, as far as my knowledge goes, we, we know a lot about engines and things like that. It's way, way, way more expensive to go race, you know, a 250F bike. So, yeah, I mean, I guess it would make more sense financially, but that's not where my, my goals are and where my dreams are. You know, I have things I want to check off before I get on a 450. Yeah, and the, 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 the I feel, I feel like the 450 class. Yeah, when you when you move up, when you're a guy like you, and you move up there, sometimes teams are like, okay, he's out, he's out, he's done, he's 450 guy, we can't look at him or whatever, you know. So that's probably, yeah. probably not a bad idea. Is that, is that what you is that you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, hey, you switched to Race Tech this year, and uh, Race Tech's a big part of this show. Uh, we're going to get our guy Devin here on the Race Tech program very shortly. He'll be excited. Can you talk a little bit about working with Race Tech? Uh, by the way. Uh, Michael Lieb and uh, uh, Vince Freeze, both race tech guys and both top privateers in each main this week. It's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. 
So, uh, Lee, can you talk a little bit about working with Racetech? Yeah, we, uh, we've gone through quite a few uh, different suspension companies during the offseason, and I felt like Racetech gave me, you know, the attention was probably my my biggest thing and, you know, the access that I have to them daily, you know, throughout the week and yeah. and things like that. And, dude, I've been super impressed with them right off the bat, actually. Um, so, you know, I mean, uh, I'm only going to go race with the best that we can and the best that we have access to. Mm-hmm. And I chose them because they really provided that for me. And also, too, they're great with testing, with follow-up. Like, they'll help you guys out. Like, it's hard to nail a setting right out of the box, but um, if, they, if they don't manage to do that, they'll, they'll meet you back out of the track, and, and they'll work on it. Yeah, they've, uh, they're at the track all the time, so they're super accessible. Um, you know, for myself, whatever I need, whenever I need it from them, uh, you know, even at the races, they're, they're constantly around. I even tell Rob, you know, the, the main guy over there that kind of helps me out uh you know, it's like, it's funny. If I ever had an issue, I feel like they're literally by my side all the time. You know, whoever it is, I have access to whatever setting I need to make, whenever I need to make it, I can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, why Honda? Is there a reason behind that? Um, Honda, we've developed a lot of Honda engines in the past, obviously, due to my private care efforts. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm comfortable on, and uh, we have a lot of extra parts, so it just made sense to stay on Honda. Yep. Um, you know, obviously... Uh, yeah, I mean, it just made sense. It's funny, like, uh, I feel like you're, you know, you're putting in good finishes, and you were you were good last year until you got hurt, and uh, the year before you had some good finish, I think you got hurt again a couple of years ago, but um, when you don't do nationals, and the season drags on for, for nine months, people tend to forget about the guy that did West Coast. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd agree with that. I think some of it was self-inflicted. I, you know, me going back and forth between GPs and back and forth between Supercross. Yeah. And, you know, coming over and, and, you know, riding for a rock star Suzuki last year at the last two outdoors. And, you know, I got hurt in my first race there on that. And, uh, you know, I've kind of jumped around a lot. So I think I've kind of done some of that to myself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, last year I had an injury that set me out for a while. It was just it was a normal arm injury, but it just took a while to heal. Yeah. So I think some of it was self-inflicted and some of it wasn't. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're just doing the best we can with what we got, and we're going to continue to do that until, you know, we can't. I'm sure your your bike helps, your, your, your dad tuning your Honda, but no doubt some of your starting uh, technique comes from the clear vision you get from X-Brand goggles. Yes, I uh, agree. Uh, yes. Say, say that again? <laughs> I'm sure. He didn't understand you, Steve. I'm sure some of your, your whole oh, shot. Are we done with the infomercial? Are you, I'm sure. Are you done with some of your... <laughs> Your, your whole shot skills, uh, how much are they related to the clear vision of X-Brand goggles? I don't know. I think the guy that built my goggles this week kind of messed up. Oh, geez. Give me a break. There you go. Um, you know, he used to be too cool for me until, you know, until recently. Leap, uh, yeah. I, 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 hey, Thursday, Leap, you know what, he, you know what hey. he told me? He goes, I have to have Leap on. He's been bugging me to put him on the show. I don't want to, but I have to. Yeah, he's a race tech yeah. athlete. Because I'm in a league of my own, though? No, he yeah, said you're, exactly a race tech, you're a race tech athlete, and you're sponsored by uh, X-Brand. So it's, he, he has to because everybody to. wants. Yeah, no, I, I, terrible. It's a terrible decision. <laughs> you're six that Phoenix had nothing to do with it. Or six well, that Phoenix, yeah, Oakland. see. <laughs> um, hey, so. Uh, I love calling you out. You listen, get so pissed. on. On what? Thursday before A1, you weren't wearing X-Brand goggles, but there was some contract negotiations that went down. So Good work, Steve. That's, that's, that, that's the story behind that. Hey, Steve, let's ask him about his deal he had with uh, – I mean, I, I seen him in the offseason at Milestone a couple times, and he was wearing all-white gear. Yeah. And then, like, I heard you, you made a statement that if someone's not going to 
give you gear or pay you, you're not going to, you know, run any gear. Like, oh, you wanted to get paid. Is that what it was? And you're not going to wear gear for just for free? Honestly, the whole deal behind it was a gear company gets probably the number one spot or the number two spot for advertisement on a rider. We're giving everything that we got through my financial resources as well as my family's and the the people that support, you know, me, you know, the number of people. And uh, I wasn't going to promote a brand that wasn't going to help promote a privateer effort. It's not about being greedy. It's not about being cocky. It's just, you know, I feel like your companies make a lot. They get a lot of signage and and they get a lot of advertising out of the rider. And I kind of think that a lot of gear companies need to step up a little bit more and AXO absolutely did that for me. And, you know, if it wasn't for them, I would still be running the white gear. And you know what? I like I mean, it. It was bold. It was a bold yeah, move, Lee. But I, I, but I like. And, and to the defense of the gears, the gear company, um, and I don't get me wrong. I agree with you. I mean, we're always on our program. Are always you know trying to figure out how to get more signage on the you know on the athlete and on the bike. But you know, for their defense, you know, coming from the retail side, when I worked at Utopia, it was all about you know people wanted to get paid and you know if a privateer guy was well, he wasn't a top guy, but we still wanted to support him. And they would go, well, you're not going to pay me. Well, you know what? If for a gear company just to give you gear, you don't see that that it costs them money. Still, it still costs money that they have to pay for the gear. So uh, to support a guy like you, I would probably think it would probably cost five or six thousand dollars for them to support you to give you three sets of gear every week. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. But, you know, the other side to the, to the gear deal was we had people willing to pay advertising spots on our gear, and we were able to generate our own income, you know, if, if AXO didn't come along. Yeah, you were able to do it. So, so you were just so going to make your own gear? Way that I was going to be, you know, making money off of the gear and supporting ourselves, simply doing whatever we had to do to get to the races. We have to generate income. Yep, I got you. I don't make, I don't make a ton of money. You know, you know, getting good results and things like that. So I had to gen- figure out a way to generate it. That, and makes, that was one. No, and the, and the flip side to that, Kenny, is that the it, to get if Michael Lee gets sixth and gets a quarter page photo, that's going to be fifteen hundred bucks for a company to advertise. I, I agree. You know, I'm they're not, saving I'm not money. Saying, yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying it's a catch twenty two. Right, absolutely, across the board. absolutely. It's it, it costs. I see both sides. Perfectly. People yeah. people always say, oh well, they don't pay. You know, but they're, I mean, if they're going to support you, you know, that's, that means a lot. But I understand what you're saying. And, you know, I think the direction that this sport is going to turn eventually, I eventually think that teams are going to go into the route where they're just going to go to a gear company, call it Fly, and say, hey, you know what? Um, we want to make our own gear. And we want to put your logo on it. Do you want to pay us to put your logo on our gear? Yeah, Instead it's going to be, you, gonna be uh, uh, Soaring Eagle gear. Yeah, call yeah. Soaring Eagle gear. And then we'll put, if, if, if Fly was one of our sponsors and they wanted to be part of our program, hey, we're going to put your logo on the gear, but it's not going to be branded like from have your logo on it 16 times. Which, actually, Fox is one of the guys that some people, some people weren't happy with. Yeah, they would end up with a Fox head always right by underneath in when you're on TV. Fox would conveniently have a fox head right underneath the collar. That's kind of brilliant. No, yeah. Brilliant. That's smart of them. But I'm just saying that's yeah. the way the future should be going. Um, and and I, uh, I agree with you, and I, I, I give you props for grabbing, grabbing your nuts and standing and holding your ground. Because Leap could have been a trendsetter. He could be a new innovator. He could have been an innovator, Leap, if you would have done the white gear with, with selling out the, spot, the spots on your well, gear. Well, what he did worked because he, yeah. he got what he wanted. 
and Axel. Yeah, it, and it did end up working. I mean, Axel came about, you know, at the perfect time, and and it, it did serve its purpose. I think it would have been cool to run, and yeah. I think it would have been a cool trendsetter. But you know, at the same time, I'm really thankful for Axel to step up and and take you know charge with it. Yeah, I, but don't get don't fool don't fool yourself. If you would have showed up and got a good result <laughs> with all white gear and an all black bike, you would have got more press than the guy that won probably with a good result. Yeah, who knows? That would have been interesting. Yeah, um, press press doesn't quite pay the bills though. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, uh, when the series goes out, e- when the series goes out east, how do you how do you stay sharp? How, what do you do? It's tough. It's tough to do. Stay sharp as you mean during the week. Yeah, just trying to you know not racing on the weekends or anything, right? So you have what an eight week break? Yeah, eight week break. I'm uh, just gonna keep riding, training uh, with my trainer Randy Lawrence, and keep pushing forward. I mean, oh, you work with uh, RL? I didn't know you work with RL. That's cool. Yeah, I've been with I've been with RL for I think I'm going on four years. Oh, cool. Did you work with Budman before that? With who? Did you ever work with Buddy Antonis? No, I haven't. Okay. Um. Well, hey, Mike. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. You did fantastic at uh, – oh, we got a question. Our producer has a question. Devin, go ahead. Hey, what's up, Michael? How are you doing today? It's, good, how are you? It's doing night good. anyways, but go ahead. <laughs> hey, uh, you had the chance to uh, go out for a photo shoot uh, for AXO, and my buddy Troy uh, was the shooter for that. He just wanted to say thank you for the experience. No, yeah, he was cool. We were uh, – yeah, that was, that was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard it was awesome. Antonio yeah. Caroli and Michael Lieb, AXO teammates. Yeah, killing it. Um. Thanks, man. Good job this weekend. Uh, sixth place is truly impressive. Keep up the uh, good work, bud. Against those guys. And, uh, yeah, keep it up. And uh, I know you don't sit at, probably don't lay in bed and think, what if? But, yeah, damn it, if you would made that Phoenix main and gotten even a tenth, uh, you'd be right in there in the points. Uh, not that I want to remind you of that. But um, still, uh, doing well and uh, as a full privateer and all that. Thanks for coming on the show. I could tell him one thing. What? There's one guy that's probably a bigger supporter than him than his dad, and that's Josh Phipps. At Renegade. Josh oh, yeah, Renegade. Yeah. Yeah, Renegade. Yeah. Josh, man, you talk to him, it seems like every other word out of his mouth is Michael Lee, Michael Lee, <laughs> Michael Lee, Michael Lee. <laughs> that guy is good dude. Very hey, good guy. You know guy. what? That Close. guy that guy works his tail end off for me and uh you know, there's there's a ton of others, but JP, he uh he goes around the world with me and you know, we got a good relationship and I'm really thankful for him. Yeah, he was telling me of some pretty crazy stories when you guys were in Mexico. Not nothing nothing about the racing, but just your guys' travel and what you guys witnessed and seen on the road and yeah. just the whole thing. It was pretty crazy. I did a podcast hey, with you, Michael. You sit, you sit around a fire with Josh and I for the night. We can tell you some pretty crazy stories in, in Europe and yeah. all that stuff. Damn, yeah, that's that's definitely uh, nuts and uh yeah, that podcast I did with you about that GP was – I felt like you were making that up. It was insane. Oh, you did one? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I did one, I did one uh, after the GP. I couldn't – stories are, are crazy. Are they going back there? Uh, they're going, they went to another track, I think, last year. I don't think they're going back, though, again. Oh, really? They yeah. go to Brazil twice, I think. Yeah. Wow. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. It's Michael Lieb, everybody. Sixth place. Hey, you know what's crazy about that kid? What? For how young he is, like he's still right – he's, he's under he, 23, right? He hasn't raced enough in America where people have really gotten to know him as well as they should because he's been hurt yeah. in you know, GPs. and Yeah, but, but yeah, I'm saying for a be... young of age, how, how much he's raced overseas. Right. And, you know, Traveled he's had everywhere. some decent results over there, I think, hasn't he? Um, yeah, absolutely. He did better than Jimmy Dakotas. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, hey, Travis, uh, Travis, what's up, man? Hey, Steve, how's it going? Good, thanks for calling the show. What's going on? 
Um, okay, well, first of all, before I start here, I just want to say, Kenny, I appreciate how blunt he is, his honesty and everything. So I might piss him off with this comment, but so I was cruising on Instagram. I saw Josh Hill take a pic with the Hells Angels guys. When I first saw it, I'm like, okay, what's going on? Like, aren't these guys, like, pretty much gangbangers, you know, like on motorcycles? Then I saw Ryan Villaboto. Uh, I saw a pic with Ryan Villaboto. And he was with the Hells Angels guys, too. And I was thinking, does, I mean, I saw some people commenting on there, like, talking trash to Ryan. Like, what are you doing? Taking pics with these guys. They're basically criminals and whatnot. Um, and I just wanted to get what your guys' take, well, you know, the, take take is on I mean, that whole my, situation or if anybody thought okay. my any take, opinions. Well, hold on, my take is who cares if they want to do that? That's up to them. I mean, who, who are we going to be like, hey, you shouldn't take photos? Like, who cares? Whatever. Like, I, like, okay, can you take a photo with Michael Vick? He's a convicted dog killer. Uh, Would you take a picture with Mike Tyson? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, like, and, if they, and, that's dude, what they want to do, that's what they want to do. Who yeah, cares? Yeah, but, dude, I know those. Every guy in that picture I know, each one of those guys, they're in a motorcycle club. And, yeah, the, in the past things have happened, but every one of those guys is a career guy. Everyone has a family. Everyone goes to work every day just like everybody else. Because right. when what they do on their spare time, they're all good guys. They're all they're a motorcycle. They're supercross <laughs> racer. You know, they're they're fans of the sport. They're fans of the sport, and they I come mean, to the races. And they'll shank you, but they're good guys. No, they ain't gonna shank you. They're just they're good guys. And yeah. you know, I I just so I, I always say, don't judge a book by its cover. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know, I get. I just everybody's giving them a bad rap. You know, you just hear Hell's Angels, and you think like. You know, drugs and crime and stuff like that. But I just I wasn't sure nah. what everybody thought about the pitch. I mean, I've heard that I've heard that they've been going to the Anaheim races for for years. So yeah, hey, I mean, whatever. Like, hey, hey, they were in Steve's house. They were on this show. I don't know if they were actually on the show, but they were in. The they house. were yeah, in. in Steve the let them in his house. So what does that tell you about him? They couldn't be that bad. Well, he lets hey. me in. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I let the villain in. Yeah, true. Do that, dude. Yeah. I appreciate you calling hey, in, man. Ed, Thanks for your input. Hey, one more thing. I just want to see. I don't know if you guys cover this or not, but what do you think the chances are Wes and Pike maybe getting a fill-in ride for RCH? <laughs> <laughs> you, dude. Hey, dude, when do you do your stand-up show? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Are, are you serious right now? Have you been listening to the whole show? No, I haven't been listening. That's what I told uh, whatever Gavin Gibbs, whatever the hell his name is. That's what I told him I haven't been listening. So. Uh, uh, well, I'll, F you, dude. Do I, do I have to tell him again? No, it's no, not. It's no, not. you don't have to tell me. I'll just listen to it tomorrow. But yeah. I, I was in, just tell, I was him, tell him your line. I tell had, him like, your line. Two your favorite beers. line. Hey, dude, if you ever, if you want to start a team, you can hire him. But he already has a program and a team, and he's not going to quit his team to come ride for us for three races. Yeah, that's what I figured. I didn't know if he was like on a legit deal. No, or he not. has a good program, and you know, like I said, like, Weston's doing fine the way he is, and. He does. At the end of the day, there's really not that much difference in our bikes. He gets a yeah. Yosh engine. You know, he has a good equipment, so he'll be fine. All right, fine. thanks, yeah. Travis. Thank you, man. All right, see you guys. Hey, we're giving away two fifty-dollar BTO gift cards, courtesy of Circle Jerkies. Uh, send an email. It says contest, contest at pulpomexshow.com, and we will just randomly pick two guys, courtesy of the Circle Jerkies. All right, let's get to our next guest, Privateer Hero. Missed the four fifty main event by one this week. He uh, is only second year in Supercross, uh, not too many under his belt, and he's getting closer and closer. Adam Entenap, what's up, man? Seven deuce deuce in the house, what up? What are you doing, bro? You almost got the main event, damn it. 
Dude, Dude. I know. I was like, I was like right behind Gorky. Well, I mean, I wasn't right there, but Gorky was in front of me, and then me and Blows were like doing some battle action. Mm-hmm. I was pissed, but I mean, I was pumped too that I was in fifth. But it's not, you know what I mean? It's not quite where I want to be. Dude, how many supercars do you race now, total? Mm, I mean, like you said, this is like my second year. I mean, I'm putting in like, well, it's technically, I mean, you can call it technically my third year because my first year ever, I started at Houston and like, I just went for it because I did like the whole like arena cross thing and Mm -hmm. got my points and then said, let's go and send it at Supercross. So we went there and did it at Houston. I did the last couple rounds and then never really did any outdoor, but just did the next two years of Supercross and just kept. You know what I mean? Trying to sack up and hit it. Hey, how old are you? 23. Uh, all right, that's cool. You, uh... Where are you from? Like, give us a little background. Like, where did you grow up? Where did you race the amateur stuff? Um, um well, like, when I was a kid, I was like, I, my dad put me on a dirt bike, you know what I mean? And we were just riding around doing some circles and stuff. But I really was into BMX, and I did, like, MDL. And I was, like, I was a little ripper on BMX, and then about like nine years old, I won the championship and we like did this little thing and I got on dirt bikes and I was like, damn, this throttle's way better than pedaling. So I was like, dude, I'm over the bicycle shit. Let's do some big jumps and pin it. So I went there and then kind of just started around like 12, 14 racing dirt bikes. And I come from this like super, super small hokey town of Lompoc. And you know what I mean? Just kind of been riding and hanging out ever since. So, Lompoc, California? Yeah, exactly. All right. All right. <laughs> I thought you were going to follow that up, Kenny, with something. No, no. I'm just oh, trying. Okay. I, don't, I just don't, I don't know nothing about him. I mean. Adam? Adam, you got 1,300. Dude, I mean, what else you guys want to know? I'm just a kid trying to make it. You know what I mean? These I'm 23. You know what I mean? I rode, I rode a little bit of dirt bikes. So I was like a super spode. Like, in 04, bro, I raced a World Mini, and I got 22nd place. In the LCQ of the 125 <laughs> beginner class, legit, like didn't crash, right, right. like got 22nd in the LCQ trying to make it. Only, only like, nine I remember, like, years ago, right? Chisholm, Chisholm, and Partridge—they were on full factory bikes. Just like my dad sent me out into the intermediate practice, and these dudes were just like ripping by me. I was like, "Oh my god, dude, I'm gonna die." <laughs> hey, you know what? On a, on a good note, like, um, can this guy fill in for? On a good note, if you look at, you know, a guy like Weston, you know, Weston, you know, he started out and really didn't have much experience riding Supercross and, you know, amateur stuff like that. And that dude just put his head down and it's been grinding, dude. I mean, I I tell everyone, I remember him uh, in 09. He couldn't even jump the rhythm section. He couldn't even go table to table. He was jumping the tabletops like singling and just jumping over and going over both of them. And I was like, this guy doesn't even belong out there. He's like dangerous to be out there. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but I'm telling you, if they had to have time qualifying back then, which they did, but he, there wasn't enough guys to fill the gate. So he got in the races and that dude just kept plugging away and, and look where he's at now. A perfect example of him is a guy like Heath Foss. Yeah. I remember Heath Foss when he started, he was terrible. And he just got better and better and better and better. And I think, you know, you could do that too, man, because it sounds like you got the skills. No, dude, I seriously, that's exactly kind of what I've been doing. Because, like, I've just been putting my head down and just going and going and going like the little Energizer Bunny. 
I mean, I'm not trying to make like any super steps by all means right. and just pop out out front, but I'm going to be here for a while and I'm just going to keep climbing up the ladder slowly, but surely. And you're just going to keep on hearing my name. And I think truthfully, I think that's kind of like one of the better ways to do it too. Cause then you have like a longer career and you're not wadding so much. Like I see so many guys just come out here and just send it and just weed their brains out. You know what I mean? And then they're gone. And then, who knows? You know what I mean? It was an amateur superstar, and now they're right. disappeared. Hey, let me ask you a question. How do you? Uh, who's helping you get to all these races? Are you going to do the whole series? Or are you just doing the West Coast? And if you are doing them all, how are you affording to do this? Or are you taking care of? You got a good good backing behind you. Oh, uh, um. Well, I actually have a lot of people. Like this lady. Um, this lady and her husband, Wanda uh, Reese and Kenny Reese. They bought my bike for me, and then I got Jeff from California Coast Plumbing who's hooking me up with a motor and that, you know what I mean, Tokyo Mods hooking me up with that. And then, of course, I got Ted Parks in the Privateer Journey, everybody over there helping me out. They, like, dude, that dude, he's a bad mofo. He, like, he helps us out so much. I mean, yeah, we have to pay him a little bit, but without Ted, dude, I wouldn't be anywhere even close to where I'm at because I'm doing the whole series, but I couldn't do it on the budget that I have. You know, it's just like I pay that dude. He hooks me up, brings my bikes to the races. I travel in the motorhome with them. We stop track to track, boom, boom, boom. We call a couple of dudes. There's some supercross tracks here and there on the way, and then we just hit them up and, you know what I mean, go from there and kind of wing it. So I'm going to, I'm gonna like, I no disrespect, but I I mean, I heard your name before, but I never really watched you ride. But uh, I'm going to keep my eye out on the seven deuce deuce. You, dude, that's what I'm saying. Everybody, dude, I don't know if you guys, I don't know who is watching, bro, but I made, like, at A1, it's my, like, claim to fame. I mean, he passed me right back in the next corner, but I threw the sickest scrub down passing Josh Hill ever. I was like, oh, oh my God, A1. Yeah. I threw it, dude. I was like James Stewart over the triple. You should have seen it. But Hill got him back next corner. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and look at the tape because we got the tape. Dude, I, I got you, the tape. you should because I just threw it. I was like, I'm going to wick it, and I just wicked it. Dude. It was the sickest shit. I held it wide open, just panic grab, just, like, Oh, it was like um, classic Stewart. Just, I mean, of course, it wasn't that big, but right. man, it was. What sick. kind of gear do you wear? Fly, fly, bro. Yeah, fly. You know what I mean? Max, Max Steffens. You know him. He helps me out a bunch. Of course, I know Max Steffens. And certainly. fly racing, big parts of the uh, Pulpomex show. Hey, uh, no, oh, this, dude, this could be fly a, all the way. This could be a dumb question. Uh, Teddy Parks, the guy that helps you out, is his kid named mm-hmm. Teddy Parks and races Supercross? Yeah, dude, his okay. little kid, his All name's right. Teddy. Okay. I, just, I just got done working out at the gym because he's like, we're up in Madeira, we're riding this track. Well, and, uh, him and Gerke we came together. At the gym right now. Him and Gerke came together in the LCQ. Sent him down. Oh, yeah, no, Gorky. Yeah. Well, like, dude, on TV it looked a lot worse, but I was like, because I was right behind those guys, and we hit the little double, right? Well, Teddy kind of went right, and then he's like, no, I got to go to the inside, so he jumped back <laughs> over that little double and singled to the left. And Gorky just sent it over the triple, and he clipped it a little. And he just did this, like, little nose endo plowed Teddy Parks. Like, yeah. I was like, damn. Yeah. And I thought they were both going down. I was like, that's my ticket right there, son. <laughs> no doubt. Hey, you got 1300 bucks for getting fifth in the LCQ, by the way. That's a- Is that your biggest payday? No, I made the main last year. I made 22 twice. So, that I mean, this year, yeah biggest payday yeah. but last year i made a little bit more cash oh, so you made the it's main nice, you, though, you made that much you made the main though a couple times huh 
Yeah, last year I made two main events. I made one in Houston. I got like a fourth place start and ended up seventh. And then I made another one in uh, Salt Lake City. And then in Minneapolis last year, I missed it by one spot. And uh, Seattle, I missed it. I had it till the last lap of me and Phil Nicoletti got together. And uh, well, I kind of, we parted ways. <laughs> and then <laughs> Vegas, I had my best qualifying time ever. And you guys know, like, after the finish at Vegas, it was like this single over cable, finish line, right turn, step on, step off. And then they had this like super funky table over two singles before the triple. Well, I just did some stupid cross rut thing and like I cracked my ankle and that was kind of the end of that. I mean, I still finished up fifth in the LCQ, but that was like, I qualified 20th and that was like my best qualification ever. I thought that was going to be a good night, but it ended up sucking so well at least the best thing if you're gonna crack your ankle it's better to do it in vegas than uh yeah the anaheims yeah hey oh, let me yeah, ask you a no, question was Who's... Way, I, was, I mean by all means i wasn't like pumped that i cracked my ankle but if you're gonna do it do it on the last one you know? who's teddy parks's mechanic uh josh demuth did you know that Mathis? Cool well i saw demuth what was I, that? underneath your tent i saw demuth there he's a ma- he's a mechanic yeah. oh. for, for teddy nice yeah the sheriff it's weird seeing the sheriff pushing a bike and limping around, man. It kind of makes my heart drop, right, dude. Guys, guys got to make a living, bro. I know. Dude, dude, don't hey, don't feel bad for DeMuth. He's rocking, dude. He's rocking, socking. He's like, he's helping us out, and, like, he goes around, and he's got his little radio on. He's doing things, you know what I mean? And he's like, dude, you need to hit that triple. And I'm like, dude, I know, but, but he just helps everybody out on the track and, like, in the pit, and he works on Teddy's, and he kind of hypes Teddy up, you know what I mean? And it's cool because he's just out of the – out of the thing, hanging out with all of us, having a good time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and he's got yeah. his little chick. If you uh, if you come by the pitch, it's it's funny. Justin Muth and his chick are just always hanging out too. Does he have another? Does he have an? Uh, what do you think? Another ripper? What do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he does. That could have no. That guy could have no legs and have a hot chick. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot! Yeah, sh- dude, he's Josh Demuth. He's got like an Excalibur on his eye. He's a badass. It's just you know what I mean. That's the way it is. Yeah, I have a lot of history with Josh Demuth. I uh, I don't know what a, a um, an Excalibur is. Is that cool, dude? You know that sword they pull out of the rock. Yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Do I need that? You need one of those. Those things are bad. Okay. Only one okay. guy can do it too. Hey, uh, so Adam, what what uh in this Supercross game you're in, what what do you need to improve on? What do you want to get better at? What what are you working on to try to to try to take that next step? Like. You're looking at yourself in the mirror, and uh, and what what kind of stuff do you think you need to work on? Um, let's see. So lately, I've been working a lot of starts, mm-hmm. which helped this last week, and I got w- much better starts. But the biggest thing, like I've been watching Villapoto and a lot of the top guys, is when they're going through the rhythms. It's like they kind of go through them, and I'm going up and then back down. You right. know what I mean? Right. I'm like not. I'm not using so much. I'm using like more energy going up and down than I am going through the jumps. They carry so much more momentum, and it's like carrying through the rhythms. Mm-hmm. I'm working a lot on that. And then the middle of my corner, I have this little stutter step where my transition from standing to sitting is not there. It's like I have this little off the gas where Villapoto and a lot of the top guys, they're coming in the corner. And before they actually even sit down or transition, they're a little bit on the gas, and they're much smoother with the stand to sit than I am. You know what I mean? So I'm working a lot on that and just 
purely being more aggressive all the time because these guys are just, you know what I mean, everybody's getting so gnarly. Stevie, do you have any advice for that? Better to carry your momentum through rhythm sessions better? Um, no, not really. I mean, it's just pretty much balls. No, I was, I was asking, I was, a, I was asking Villeman. Yeah, if oh, you look bad. at him, you have to use, uh, like we said on the beginning of the show, it's all about legs, you know? If you, uh, you yeah. if you can last the Omoto, standing up, scrubbing everything with your legs rather than sit bouncing, you know? It's not, it's not like jumping all the obstacles, you know. It's it's easy Clearing to do. Them, yeah. It's easy to do pretty much everything on the track, but the quad last weekend. But if you sit, bounce everything, and just go over the jump without racing the track, then you're not going anywhere. And um, yeah, it's just the, you know, you got to race between the jumps. That's basically what it is. You know, rail the turns and 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 go for it. Yeah, and I think too, like just like what you just said, David, is like coming out of the corner. I don't stand up enough to hit the rhythms. I'm like that first, like this last weekend, prime example, there's the start, triple on, off, there's the quad, you know what I mean, that some of the riders were doing, but it was yeah. mostly single over table, double, left-hander right there. Right. That that little double, I needed to stand up in, and I was seat bouncing it when I was watching it, and that's like, I mean, it doesn't seem like much, but when you're standing up and you're going through that jump, no, it, yeah. You know what I mean? Tenths, tenths of a second here and there. And it's just like a lot of places everywhere. Like I watched Cooper Webb in that option section. Mm-hmm. There was one lap where he just ripped it. He stood up around the outside of the corner the whole way, soaked up the first one, soaked up the second one, standing up and just triple and pass the dude right on the inside. Like, And the dude tripled into the corner even. He was just going so much faster because he – Stood up, carried the momentum through the jump, and you know what I mean. Executed it perfect. So, well, dude, just I do mean, it. Other then. than that, but that's not, that's all about uh, training and fitness, you know. Because you can do that for two laps, but if you want to do that yeah. for six, eight, twenty laps, then your legs gonna burn. And you can see the best guys out there; they do it for half the moto, and then this, you know, they sit down for the finish line. They sit down for that double after the first right. triple. You know, like you can see guys getting tired, and it's the bottom of it it's pretty pretty easy to figure out what to do it's mm-hmm. actually working during the week it's during the hard off to figure it out right? to, on the off season to actually do it on race day yeah and too like back to what you guys were saying at the beginning it's like it's kind of like the western pike thing um you need to it's not with the fitness thing i've been finding out it's it takes a long time it's not like going to happen overnight and you just got to stay super, super consistent with it and just work hard. I think that's the hardest thing about the fitness. It's not really how – I mean, it always is how hard you work, but you got to keep on the regiment every single week and stick with it, and then you start seeing results, which I have been doing, and I'm making a lot better in the last two years, but it just it, – it, it takes a minute, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So it's easy – I don't think – Oh, sorry. I turned your mic off instead of Kenny's. All right. um, I don't think that's how do you work. It's all smart you work. You know, like if you want to stand up, for example, for those little doubles out of the turn or those on-off after, like right after, like a ball turn. It's you need mm-hmm. to to work like squats and jumping. Like you know, like it's all all about the training. And also while you practice, you have to, uh, you know. Right like this every lap and push push yourself physically just to stand standing up all the time. You know so that's it's, it's easy top was right. It's about legs. 
So yeah, no, it for sure is, and TV. by all means, it's like, Legs. Yeah, I, I'm saying this, and I, I, you know what I mean, I know that. I've been working stand-up motos. It's just, it takes time. I'm not, I mean, it's gonna, it's not going to happen overnight. I, I'm doing everything you guys are saying. I've been working on squats, legs, you know what I mean, that's a huge part, cycling, that whole nine, and then I've been doing stand-up motos at the track, stand-up motos with no clutch, everything to get my lower back and my legs burning as much as I can. It just it takes a minute. It's hard. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. Um, cool, man. Hey, thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate. It. Let's let's you get you, let's get you back on at some point. Yeah, for real. I'd love to be on the show. I appreciate you guys bringing me on. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, hey by the way, you're trailing in that Pulp Mex poll. You don't look good to win that money. I don't know. You don't have a big social no. media following. No. Or something. I don't think a lot of people know really who the Napster is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I'm they, trying to get my name out there, but well, they will I mean, now. I'm working on it. They will now. Yeah. So yeah. the Napster, I like oh, yeah. that. Yeah, I like that. It's good. Straight up. Um, that's that's the Nick Schmidt nickname right there. Oh, Nick Schmidt did that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, I don't mind that. Hey, talk about another dude that's on it right now. Nick Schmidt. God, he's fast. Yeah, no, he's yeah. me and him train together a lot, actually. Um cool, man. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Um always uh I think some of our listeners will be looking out for you now, the seven deuce deuce. And uh yeah, like I said, uh you're getting better, and you're working at it, and uh, well, yeah, you know, I, I'll, I'll bet you we'll see in the main really soon. So, thanks, man. Seven deuce, deuce. Oh, yeah, boys, keep it real. Peace. Deuce, uh, deuce. Later. Adam and Tanap, everybody. Interesting. I and told you. Interesting, young man. I told you. And Tanap, he wasn't sleeping. <laughs> uh, interesting kid. Vorte- Vortex Racing, leader in making top quality racing components for 15 years. The products you get from us at Vortex are made with the best materials, the tightest tolerances, because Vortex is owned and operated by guys like you and I, enthusiasts and riders that go down into the plus 30 novice class. They demand the best, 100,000 different gear choices to suit your needs. And uh, Vortex offers a bar, also 29% stronger. It's a V3 motocross bar, oversized uh, handlebar that uh, a lot of top riders are using out there. Uh, Stuart, you runs a sprocket. Vortex runs everything. Uh, or, or Multi-time motocross champion Bowers. Runs it. FMX God Robbie Renner runs it. VortexRacing.com. And, of course, they gave away the tickets tonight. So we're going to take our third and final commercial break of the night. Kenny, Adam Internet, maybe? Now? Now that you know him, you'll be watching him a little bit? Yeah. I mean, I'm always voting for the underdog. Next yeah. weekend. I'm going to go back and look at that tape, though, of that six probably through. Do it. Please do it. I'm going to tell Hill that, too. I'm going to tell him listen to the show. Um, when you're healing up, you need something to do, <laughs> listen to the Pulp MX show. Internet called you out, Hill. No, but he did no. say that he'll got him right back the next car. No, he, yeah. Give him a ride, one race. Come on. Why don't you get Pike a ride? All right, let's take a commercial break of the night while Kenny beats me down. See you, see you, see you in a bit. Mafia Moto Crew is an apparel brand based on the behind-the-scenes grit it takes to be a motocrosser. There is a long line of MX racers since the late 70s dubbed the Mafia. They were the baddest of the bad. Mafia riders had no problem riding and racing in the worst of weather conditions. Most of the time, they rode on worn-out equipment without receiving the exposure or respect they deserved nationwide. When it came down to it, Mafia riders were some of the strongest riders and many reached the top level of the sport. This no-quit attitude and determination has made the Mafia a crew of respected standouts. Mafia riders were notorious for undermining authority, and they always stuck together. That is what the Mafia Moto Crew strives to uphold today. 
Rep your crew by placing your order at MafiaMotoCrew.com today and enter discount code PULPCREW at checkout. Rep your crew. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Check, check. Mic check. undisputed leader in high quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerf steps and blighting accessories and blighting accessories to step and endura step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting edge style. Available in cab length, wheel to wheel, and bed access models, NFAB nerf steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. What makes an Atlas brace unlike anything else? It could be that the unique design sits around your spine and sternum. It might be the carefully engineered flexibility, or because of the adaptive response to natural body movement, or it's that they are easily adjustable in both height and length, or maybe it's because they're available for people of any age, size, and height. Perhaps it's because they are the choice of champions like Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto. But maybe it's simply because when you ride, you like to dress for the occasion. Whatever the reason is, There's Atlas, and then there's everything else. For 2014, X brand has taken a definitive step forward. With our new Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line, our style now mirrors our unmatched performance in terms of comfort and clarity in all conditions. We've added to our crop of top athletes, including Mafia Moto Cruise Enforcer, Nick Way. Also, Crossland Racing's top Jimmy Albertson. Why spend more for a name when you can save money, look great, and enjoy elite optical performance? We offer a complete line of laminates, lenses, nose guards, and zip-offs, so head to your dealer today and demand X-Brand. 
You can also order direct at EKSBrand.com, and Pulp MX Show listeners can enter Pulp Show 14 to save 30% today. Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying riders, racers, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products, period. Paul Theed has taught most of his competition the ins and outs of suspension. Why does he reveal his secrets? The more you know, the more you'll choose Racetech. The creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit, a revalve in a box. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Theed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance, increased traction, control, and consistency. Racetech's high-performance springs are high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates. Use the Pulp MX code to save 20% at Racetech.com. Racetech. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us, so thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. Is your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Get ready, America, because WUSA is your number one source for quality wheel sets in America. WUSA offers all the top brands that you and the world's best racers know and trust, like Reed, Dungey, Millsaps, Tickle, Sealy, Short, and more. All rely on trust WUSA, because all our wheels are built right in our shop in Orange, California. And if you want it custom-made for your bike, like the world's best freestyle riders, Renner, Deegan, Adams, Madison, Mason, Sherwood, and others, you can choose different spoke and nipple colors for a completely custom look that'll dazzle you. Off-road riding, WUSA can build you wheels for the absolute toughest of conditions. And W also offers DID and Excel rims, along with OEM replacement spoke and nipple kits for your stock hubs. Need brakes? W offers the industry's best oversized and standard brake kits from Galfer and Brembo. Just see your local dealer or visit us at WUSA.com. Hey, you can also download the most current W catalog from the iTunes App Store. WUSA, D-U-B-Y-A, USA. It doesn't get any better than us. 
tired of wearing the same old moto hoodies and tees as everybody else? It's time to check out the Moto Company for something different. All shirts and hoodies are top quality heavyweight cotton at affordable prices. All orders over $75 get free shipping. You've got the gear for the track. Now show your passion off the track with t-shirts, hoodies, and hats from the Moto Company. MotoCompany.com Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 7075 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pop MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track.
Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Pulp of Show presented by BTOsports.com. Yeah, DV. From Pantera. Yeah, you metal. That was your selection. I knew Kenny was here, so. Uh, hey, we're giving away uh, a 612. They're a race tech shop in Florida. We are giving away a free rebuild for your fork and shock. They're doing it. Those great folks that have worked with uh, Tim Ferry, Jason Thomas, uh, Butler Brothers, uh, Matt Bonney down there. Just email us. Contest at pulpamexshow.com. Tell us why you need this rebuild from 612 Suspension down in Florida. Uh, they will they will rebuild your fork and shock for you. Just 612 Race Tech and uh, put that in the subject line. Contest at pulpamexshow.com. And uh, we're going to try our best to give away some uh, free suspension work for uh, for you listeners. That's right. Thanks to those guys for, for doing that. Appreciate it. And JT, you're back. Oh, yeah. You're back. DV chose Pantera. Oh, uh, he chose Pantera. We're rocking out. Hey, speaking of race tech, so this guy named Cody, he writes an email. He goes, I just want to drop you a message to thank you for the race tech giveaway and give you an update on the interesting chain of events you you caused. So Cody won the race. I did or you did? No, I did. Uh, Cody won the okay. um, race tech training seminar. And he says it's yep. awesome and, it, and it's worth every penny. And uh, he had a great time and learned a lot from doing that. While he was down there for race tech, he was informed for the race tech thing. He was informed of an open position at KTM at the factory mm-hmm. off-road team. Uh, he went in and interviewed. And next thing you know, he gets the job. So he said, I, really? I, the next thing I know, I handed my store to Oregon in Oregon over to a trustworthy employee to take over and pack my bags and move down here. I just finished my second day here in Marietta working for the most dominant off-road race team in the world, and I couldn't be happier. All because of a race tech giveaway. Just thought you might be interested to know, Cody. Life changer. Life changer. The Pulp Mech Show life changing him. I like it. We uh, we gave away a race tech seminar, and uh, look what happened. You got a job at Factory KTM Off-Road. So, awesome. Um have fun off-road racing. It's really a blast. <laughs> Sounds like Have a good really time sitting in the middle of the desert in Barstow to Vegas. Oh, stop it. It's, Cody, Vegas. it's what Cody loves. It's hey, what Cody loves. Hey, dude. Different strokes for different folks. Um, okay, quickly here. Uh, they have sweets in off-road racing? Do they have sweets? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's back of the box, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know I heard today, I talked to my buddy Timmy Wiegan, and yes. he told me that... Uh, he got let go from uh, the Honda team today. Oh, okay. And Honda is pulling out of Baja. Yeah, they're done. Everybody's pulling out of Baja, and KTM is not going to go race Baja if they're the only manufacturer because they, they want to go win, but they just don't want to yeah. dominate it. I think Johnny Campbell's Honda team is going to GNCC racing now. They are. Year. Yeah. They are, absolutely. Yeah, so. Um, hey, JT. Yeah, Fly, Fly, racing. Fly Racing has a Johnny Campbell signature line coming out. Oh, very exciting. I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of Johnny Campbell after he let my guy, hung my guy out and told him he had something. And yeah, I, I understand. Well, at least, uh, you know, he was a fly racing guy. We were very, very much behind that program. I, I don't, did you not think that he could ride GNCCs or what? Uh, I don't know. I don't know the whole story. He just told me, I called him today to ask him a question and he was just like super bummed and I asked him what's wrong and he goes, dude, I need a job. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, I, go, I talked to you a couple weeks ago and you said you were in. He goes, yeah, we were all good and I thought, you know, we were done and he called me today and said that he didn't have anything for me and he just said that and I was like, wow. You work with Timmy. Timmy's a good dude. Seems like a really nice guy. Uh, I wonder if 
seems like maybe they should have gave him a chance. I, I, yeah. That guy's a talented guy. I, I think he'd figure it out. Yeah, I think All he's right. done. He said he's going to retire. He's, you know, him and Kirk, oh, really? him and Kirk yeah. were super tight. And he was starting to get yeah. into detail. I guess there was an autopsy and a bunch of other stuff behind the scenes. And he really didn't get into it. But it was just, uh, I just don't think he's, you know, he has a family. He wants to spend time with his kids. And he just wants to, he's looking for a job. Anybody out there knows uh, anything going on? Uh, Timmy Wiegand, a super good guy, is available. Let's uh, let's go to TJ for a second. He's been waiting for a long time. What's up, TJ? You still there? Yes, I am. Thanks for holding for so long. What's going on with uh, the, your, you tonight? Uh, nothing much, man. I'm, I'm here in Texas, and I got a real quick thing. You kind of switched a lot of your giveaways to this email stuff, and then you're leaving the guys like me that wait up late listening to y'all talk back and forth. You know, we we don't really get to you're just giving it to anybody who listens online, and those people who listen online, they just fast forward through the commercials. They're kind of shorten your um, how do you say it? Your what do you need? What do you donate the stuff. What do you need, TJ? What do you want? What do you oh, want? I don't need anything. No, no, no. I was just—I didn't call for that. Just kind of, oh. just, just a, a, a little thing there. Well, but, um, you know what's funny, yeah. TJ? We get ninety percent, ninety-five percent of our listeners are archives. You know, um, our live listeners aren't anywhere near what the number of archives. So when we were doing live listener giveaways, guess what was happening? We were getting very people very upset that they they couldn't win. Because they weren't able to listen live. Like one guy's like, they're too lazy to stay up. And no, listen. no. One guy, wait, one guy sent me a sob story about how he works in a hospital and he works, uh, you know, night shift and he can't listen. Otherwise, he would. And he just he's broke and he needs some fly gear or something. And you know, I can never please everybody. But we hey, listen. We gave away a three tickets tonight live, and we also gave away. Hey, okay, where, where are you? Where are you from? I'm in East Texas. Hey, I can't say I can't complain too much because I have won something from here. The tickets. The Nuclear Cowboys. So I'm what's your what's your what's the closest Supercross that you will be attending? Uh, well, I actually don't go to Supercrosses now because I the job I had before I went to a bunch of them and I love watching it on my couch now. The TV package is the greatest thing that's ever happened, and so um, perfect. All I right, got, well, I got, okay. I got a bunch of buddies going, and they're all like, "Come on, man, we'll get you tickets, and I can get I can get industry stuff." And I'm just I'm not now. All right, what's your what's your question though? Um, I was, well, it's kind of for Kenny. The um, and, and and the Gibbs guys could you know answer something along those lines. Why do they not have some kind of thing like NASCAR has, where they have like a purse for the teams? So then guys like you know would have more riders or have plans like what Gibbs doing with a fill-in rider because they could win like a hundred thousand dollars at the end of the season if their team is the top team or something like that. It's a good question. That's a really good question. I mean, I mean, no one's ever brought it up, and and I just I was watching. I don't watch NASCAR, but I they were talking about it on some deal, and this team is winning their team points deal. And I thought, man, if we had that, then guys, that deal that that Gibbs is doing with a backup rider doesn't seem so crazy. No, nope, well, you're listen, right. the thing is, is there's no money. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> do you know? A, do you NASCAR, know what NASCAR gets t- uh, money from uh, merchandising? TV rights, they have a huge uh, TV package. That's pretty much like uh, basketball and any other sports. You and know? their purse is big. Like the Lakers, yeah. the Lakers get two, uh, two hundred million a year. You know, yeah, TV, uh, yeah, from I mean, Time Warner. What you're saying like, is great. There's no, there's no TV package here. I'm like to to remind the listeners, actually failed, produce a show and actually pays. I don't believe they pay anymore. Maybe not but, this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yes. in the past, they pay a slot on TV. So they sell the advertising, and then they buy the slot, 
and put the 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 race on TV. So that's way different. Uh, <clears throat> Time Warner Cable or whatever they pay two billion dollars for ten years to have the Lakers on, and that money goes to the Lakers, then you know can get players oh. or, and, and blah blah blah. So yeah. it's 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 kind of like motocross is and supercross is kind of the opposite as any other sports. Even if they did it with the purse, even if they said, hey, uh, the purse money will get split between the rider and the team. You'd be, I don't know, do you know how much it is to win a 450 main event? Well, like yeah, well, I'm not saying even splitting it. I'm just talking about right, right. Oh, how much it, yeah, there's no, but I'm just saying that way that the that the teams would say, okay, yeah. well, I'll pick up another rider, you right. know, like like Factory Suzuki, we go ahead and have two full-time guys. You yeah, know, TJ, just, TJ, 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 we've talked about that a ton. Uh, you're absolutely right, it should happen. I'd also like uh, if my doorknobs were made out of chocolate so I could eat them. Uh, not going to happen anytime soon, but great idea. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Thanks, man. Well, hey, guys, and just so you know, out here, you talk about the moose at the races. Um, he comes out here and races regularly with on a completely stock bike, not modified for one leg, and cleans house out here still. The sheriff. So, there you go. The sheriff. He's thanks, thanks, TJ. Dominant. The sheriff. Hey, welcome to the show. Uh, our trusty own correspondent, uh, Michigan chapter of the Mafia Motor Crew, Nick Way. What's up, man? Oh, hey guys. DV's here. Uh, Kenny Watson's oh, what, here. What hip hop and dub? Hip hop yes, and dub. Um, JT's on the line, and and I got another surprise for you in studio here. Oh, nice. My buddy, Jason Fournette. Oh yeah, we were talking about Fournette this weekend. Were we? Yeah. Me and you? Yeah, yeah, we were talking about Fournette. Oh, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, that's right. We were in your truck. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Say hi to. What up, Nick? What's happening, dude? What have you been doing? <clears throat> oh, just uh, burning out. Burning houses down. <laughs> Kenny's not gonna let me go. Just, just working and uh, just coming down to do some riding and uh, see on, some old friends. He's on the comeback trail for Loretta's. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Does that mean you're gonna be like living in your van at the gym parking lot, going in to get a shower and whatnot, like old for old times' sake? Because you're just in it, in it for the love. <laughs> Dude, I'm old school. You know that, bro. Yeah. The only one who's still doing that is Squires, but he's just training for mountain bike races and whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Squires is kind of real for sure. Um, <laughs> hey, Nick, uh, uh, by the way, everybody, you want to save some money, uh, Pulp Crew on uh, MafiaMoto.com, and uh, it saves, saves you 20%, or maybe more. I don't even know. Hey, Nick, um, so Oakland went pretty well, right? You happy? Yeah, not not so good. Why? Yeah, not so good. Fifteenth? Fifteenth? Uh, I mean, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, not so good. Not okay, so good. okay. I know in, the, you... in, the, in the semi, I squirreled out of my mind down the start straight, or like the next rhythm line, and then I was like pretty far back, and then I passed a dude in the whoops, and I like stopped myself, and then somehow I had some sort of like electrical issue, and I cased the triple on the first lap of the semi like I was on a pro circuit 125. <laughs> hey Nick, what what happened uh, in in the, after that triple when you went over the berm? Well, after I cased the triple and I was like checking my lip for see if my tooth blew, blew through my lip or not because I could like taste blood and whatnot, and I was like, wow, that was a bad one. Then I, I cruised around for a few laps, collecting myself, and then I decided that I needed to. I was fine. I need to pull together, and then uh, I think I was like. Seventh, like on the white flag, and then I passed the guy on the Suzuki in the corner down for the triple. 
I went inside of him, and I guess we, we obviously I hit him, and I, I, I got landed on the triple, and you know how I do a DV. I grabbed a handful of clutch on the downside, hit him <laughs> into the corner, and I went, I went to hit the brakes, and there was no rear brake because I must have really bent my rotor. So I pretty much ghost rode it off the berm almost. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty epic. <laughs> yeah, really not that good. And then you had to go to the LCQ, which is never good. You never know what's going to happen there. Yeah, but you, yeah, I'm just, you, I'm just I'm just a squirrel highlight wheel real last weekend. Let's be real. <laughs> I saw the casing. I saw the the casing right after you did it. I didn't catch the whole thing, but I'm like, oh, oh, what? I don't know what happened there. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, so. I mean, that's the same thing. I was thinking the same. <laughs> um, hey, so I wanted to get you on here. Uh, you were teammates with DV for a little bit on MDK, of course. Um, DV, can you? Oh, I wish we were tighter then, but he wasn't nearly as cool then. <laughs> Why are you talking about, bud? Seriously. I'm just saying that we would have had more fun if, if like, I knew he was cooler then. Oh, okay. He's French, so like he said last <laughs> week on the show, he's always just, you know, just people think he's grouchy, but he's just French. He's just French. I'm very um, no, like, French. I would have, like, I would have loved to have DV there last week and just yelling at me. Would have been awesome. Would have yeah. been awesome for me. What up? One of the, Every, one of the races, you stop. He's going to point out. What happened? One of the race, I don't know what it was. And the heat or semi or the LCQ or whatever. After the start, he you, raced them all. So you yeah. you rolled the all rhythm section or kind of like you cased. That was what, a, I, that was a, what I referred to when I said I just completely scrolled out. Yeah, that was you, like thirty seconds before I cased the triple. Yeah, you, you actually cased every single <laughs> jump yeah, on that session. Much, I I'm like the whole lane. Let's be real. I'm like, what is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> What is he doing? I'm just stoked. I'm stoked you're watching me. But the start in the main was good, though. Yeah, it starts been all right. Yeah. yeah. Hey, so yeah. DV, I want to. Can you talk about your tire theory with Nick a little bit? I want to hear you two talk about tires. And you talked about last week. A lot of these guys running sand tires. Oh, I've, I've already told him. I'm with. I'm with. I'm with him on the whole like the mud tire business and all this, but. He's never he's never got to try it though cuz those the ones that have the super wide lugs and like they look like a mud tire they got a lot of grip. I wish I wish he I wish he would ride so I would throw one of those on. For, for the check it out. <laughs> oh, JT's gone. For the listeners there's there's a difference between grip and traction. There's, you you got first you got to figure this out. Traction is when your knobs goes in the dirt, mm-hmm. and grip is when it's all packed and the knobs don't go in. You know that's the difference between the two. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I don't. I'm not a fan of all of this, and it was the same back then. You know, like Timmy, even ten years ago, it was the same thing. They they haven't you know changed. It was 10.5 psi on the rear, and then really wide tires, and the bikes are already like tanks, like really tough to tear on heavy bikes on a 450 and then i don't know when you you put that low pressure on you know the bike is stuck in the back and it can't really lean you know mm-hmm. it's good to go straight i understand that but then you can't really do whatever you want really He's and then on and then they put like 120 tires that's tires they used to use on the cr500 yes okay they put that on a bike that's a 125 class bike you know, they run 120s on 250Fs now, guy. That's what I'm. That's yeah, what I'm right, saying. Right. It, you know, like I don't, I don't believe in it. It's it's my opinion then, but you know, they yeah. the specialists, they the tire guys, and that's what they do. But 
when I see stuff and uh, I see Stewie in Anaheim that he can't open the throttle anywhere, I'm saying there's a problem with this tire. When I see him pushing the front end, the all main event in Oakland, I'm saying there's a problem with the tires. And I found out I found out this weekend that Stu runs like 15 in the front air pressure. Yeah, but that's a little much though. It's like, <laughs> pretty, it's no, like was, the, the French the that. French thing is like uh, the better is the enemy of the good. Yeah, whatever, bro. We're, we're American yeah, which he here. Said, which, I've heard you say that a lot, but I, I don't. I don't get These it. These colors again. don't run, bro. It's, okay, it's like there's something like overdoing something that's yeah. good that's gonna turn bad at one point. Right, you right. know, it's like, but yeah, 15 in the front, that's crazy, and you could see him like. Going in that split uh, split section, going on the inside, he wa- he was washing the front every single lap. He was washing the front before the finish line every lap. And yes, his line was not good because not so good because he's going in really tight and turns sharp. So he makes even more pressure on the front end. That makes it you know wash more. But if if you go like if you open your turns like Vidopolo, let's say like go early mm-hmm. in, in the run. And I told Nick that at A1 in the stands. I'm like, you got to go in the turns really early. You know, and that's the the forte of uh, of, we, of Vito He we, gets in and keeps his, his speed. Everybody goes in too tight. They get in and they can't turn. They have to stop and go again. Can we get uh, DV back on the payroll so we can start, you know, yelling again, Nick? Dude, dude, I know. I'm with you. Like, I, I wish <laughs> the Pulp Crew would maybe buy some more shirts and get DV on the road with me. There we go, everybody. Pulp Crew saves uh, 20% at uh, Mafia Moto Crew. By the way, I saw some Mafia Moto Crew apparel this weekend in Oakland. So oh, yeah. Someone's running. Blowing up. Yeah. Blow, blowing up, son. We just can't afford to get DV to the race yet. <laughs> we'll work on that. DV, would you start yelling if you got to the race? I always yell. I remember one time you were you were eating a peanut butter sandwich and you started yelling and, and so it made it even weirder with your accent and then you were eating peanut butter and we were it in the seems ma- like I have peanut butter in my mouth. No, so I know. And then you were really eating a sandwich and I think it was peanut butter and it was weird. So. I don't eat peanut butter sandwiches. Okay, Sorry. it was some sort of sandwich. We were in the in the uh, <laughs> in the I'm, NYK I'm, rig. I'm French. We don't even know what peanut butter is. All right, okay. They don't export that. Hey, stuff. Uh, Nick, you think uh, Kenny should get Pike for a fill-in? Are you getting fill-in, guys? No. He's not talking. No, he's over it now. He's very upset. Lots of lots of listeners and people on the internet seem to know what Kenny should do for the RCH team. Yeah, I mean, you guys haven't really like got a, a lot of filling, dude. Like in the past, I mean, I mean, obviously you guys had Parks drive the bike, but he had like ties with the team and you know sponsors and such from the past, so that yeah. made sense. But other than that, you guys haven't really like seeked out a. I mean, it ain't like the guys are out for the season. You know what I mean? It's not like yeah, yeah, and <clears throat> yeah. So you get it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Plus, I mean, it's not going to work with getting Pike anyway. He has his own sponsors that conflict with Kenny's sponsors. So. Thank you. <laughs> finally, Nick, finally, with a guy that understands and knows what he's talking about. He's Nick. a team owner. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, but at the same time, you got to realize, like, it's not a situation where it's poor Weston because he went into the season knowing with say. This, it's all we're all everyone's speculating that he has limited funding. Who knows? He yeah. might be getting seven hundred grand. We don't know. Yeah. I, so, I think Nick like, wait, we speculate that we speculate that he has limited funding, but he chose to take that limited funding in lieu of, you know, yeah. getting 
Hey, Nick, if it, on Kenny's team or whatever. Hey, let's say uh, let's say if uh, one of the Cowie guys got hurt and they came to you and said, "Hey, we want you to be a filling guy." Would you leave your program to be a filling guy? Uh, I mean, that's like a different thing because that obviously would bring my truck still and whatever. So, I mean, I would probably think about it because I don't have a lot of like team sponsors per se. You know what I mean? A lot of my deals are like more personal deals or that I could still accommodate them if I were to ride for, like, a factory team. But obviously you have a lot, you know, you have different sponsors that wouldn't, you know, don't work. Like, obviously gear and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I was just I was just wondering, like, a guy in your position, you guys are, like, I don't really even know what Weston's deal is, but I understand, like, you guys are probably, you guys are still on the same type of program. You guys are doing it your own. You're, I mean, you're the team owner, but... That's what a lot of people don't understand. That's why I ask the questions. Like it's yeah, and I mean honestly, like the, the way that my deal makes sense is like obviously I have more of like lifestyle sponsors than like performance type sponsors that make it go round for me. So you know what I mean? It's, it's not a, like I have. Like, it is a lifestyle. Third. It is a lifestyle. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. JT, um, what do you think Nick changes weekend on his bike? Uh. Open up the Kawasaki manual and just start going down the. Road. I didn't change anything, dude. Just cause you're sweating me. You're sweating me on uh, Twitter about changing the shock and all. I had to get it. I had to, I had to have a on the bike to get it there, Bathus. I saw you put. I saw you change the shock, bro. Yeah, that was before practice, bro. Ah, whatever. That's all I said. That's all I said. Hey, if something happens to Casalu, can I fill in? Yeah, uh, that'd be good. I'd love to. Have, I'd love change. to. I'd actually, love to just sweat you. Uh, I, dude. Is, is he related to the Anselm yes. Protector guy? Yeah, I didn't know that until yeah. a few weeks ago. Yeah, they're, they're brothers. Uh, Who knew? I did. Oh, good I job, know Kenny. everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go find your job. I know there everything. You go. Um, <laughs> there you go. Um, so, yeah, Nick, uh, what do you think about the uh, getting heading out east? Uh, you think the tracks – like this weekend we talked a little bit about the dirt, and Villapoto obviously had a great race, and, and I, I think it's got something to do with – Decent dirt and some ruts a little bit. Um, do you think that? Nah, I don't think okay. that really had anything to do with anything. I think, okay. honestly, just he, he, he got a start, and that was pretty much it. I don't think that's like any sort of, you know, obviously he feels a little bit more comfortable with that, but yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say, like, oh, if he hole shot this one or that one, he wouldn't, wouldn't have won. But. Hey, speaking of the dirt, um, I talked you to – You got some dirt? Some, I, got, some I talked to dirt? One, of, one of the guys working and building the track um, uh-huh. that's built all the Anaheims. And I asked him, I said, hey, are you guys going to process the dirt after monster trucks? Like, just put it all in the middle of the, the field and then just water it and process it and move it. He said, we do that pretty much all the time. We did it last week before the last time. But what happened was the night before press day, we flooded it. But there were Santa Anas through the night, and it was like 75-degree winds, and it just dried mm-hmm. it up the track so bad. So 75-degree winds will get you every time. <laughs> uh, that's, what, that's what I'm just telling you what he told me. <laughs> No, seventy-five degrees of temperature. The temperature with the with the with Santa Ana winds. Seventy-five so degree winds. You said. I'm sorry. Seventy-five <laughs> degree temperature with the winds blowing the Santa Anas. Right. So it's just blowing hot air around, and it just dried it out. And you know, yeah, nothing but they I, could do. I mean, I'm bad. I'm with the effort that Feld and Dirtworks guys put in for sure, but I'm not buying the fact that they pull up the whole floor. And yeah, that's either am I. because <laughs> because in the because in the corners the berms have uh the berms have like a rut in them and then as soon as you get to the flat part it is just as hard pack as it can get yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's, because, and Nick, that's because grave digger was burning 
donuts on that same dirt seven days before. And and we're talking to a guy that's never been afraid to to tell the people what he's thought of the tracks in the past. So that's I understand that, Nick. Well, I mean, because honestly, it's like it's the same reason why when we go to Atlanta and all these other ones, it's not ready anymore like it used to be. Yeah. Because because Monster Jam was there. Our, like 2012 at Indy, they had an over-under yeah. before the start, before yeah. you went to like uh, cross finish line double. And I'm telling you, it was like ice under there. And the only way that happens is like, because you can't like, I mean, they're not going to pull up the one foot of dirt yeah. that's on the plywood. You know what I mean? That's like the essentially the base. I don't know. I, I mean, to to have their back, I don't know what you would do, honestly. Do you remember the day going to St. Louis, Indy, Atlanta, and they used to put so much lime in the dirt that the motorcycles oh. would just get destroyed? And, like, during practice, I remember, like, the first couple practices, it would be so much, like, lime flying through the air. It was just yeah. like... Well, well, I do you don't, remember that, Jason? I remember Fernet- Seattle at the oh, yeah. uh, at the uh, Kingdom. Kingdome was horrendous. Pon- yeah. Pontiac, Pontiac. Fernet, you used to freak out when they would take out the dozer and smooth it out for the factory guys, and then just let you guys just go, just just go on, kill yourself, everyone. Well, and this is and Nick. Sh- MC and DV are good. They got fresh faces. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, you know the privateers always kind of got screwed there, but. Uh, when Nick was talking about the dirt and everything, remember Pontiac? They used to re- use the dirt every every year there for a while. And I remember the, before the night show, there was a dead animal animal that came up. Yeah, and yeah. they were covering up with a skid steer at the finish line. <laughs> I was just laughing. There's an old bumper. No or way, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good times. Um, yeah, and they used to redo the track for their factory guys at Fernet. Be like, we'll, we'll just go out there now. Don't worry, we'll test everything. I still busted out the no-legger first lap on the... Yeah, on yeah you did a lot of no-leggers. Yeah, we'll you see. did a lot of no-leggers. Na- no yeah. It's all for the women. Uh, see, see you, Kenny. <laughs> oh, there goes Kenny. Your headset, dude. Those are $300 headsets. Okay, he said this call pays the bills. Um, fantastic. Hey, uh, so, DV, what's your memory of, with Nick at MDK? What do you, what do you got? Not much. I was, was he there at Millville when you got run over by everybody? Um, I don't remember. When he, DV but, got ran over? Millville. Oh, Millville? Millville, first turn, second turn. No, I wasn't there anymore. I, I like, I ran, I was like, uh, part of the supercrosses and then like one or two outdoors or whatever. I was uh, pretty much yeah, there. Oh, okay. he didn't race that much. Even supercross, I was alone the whole time. JT, did you, did you hit DV? No, I think, um, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, hold up. Let me, let me hit you with a little bit of, uh, let me, let me break this down. 2007, San Francisco. Last chance qualifier. <laughs> I believe DV12 put uh, put JT high up in the berm, and you know he's not known for high. He's not known for long legs. Let's say JT. So JT d- definitely crashed. Um, and then at, adding adding to the, uh, I guess the why JT was really pissed is because he felt like they were both in qualifying position. And then DV comes back to the truck and he says. I think JT's very mad at me. <laughs> I, I said, "Yep, he'll be over here in a minute." <laughs> well, we we may or may not have talked about this quite a bit on the show. Uh, DV had a provisional that he could have used that he was not aware of, um, so he would have made the main anyways. And uh, JT was it was the final spot, and DV got fined a thousand dollars for that. Yeah, last turn LCQ. What'd you expect? <laughs> Happens every week. Yep. 
Uh, yeah, what are you going to do? Look at it this way. You we got, silence from, JT. We got silence from JT right now. We got silence. But what must have actually been better than the takeout itself was the ensuing internet battle afterward. <laughs> <laughs> that was good times. We, should, we need more of that. That was awesome. Um, didn't didn't Ray's Rex like publish the whole back and forth or something? They did. Oh, I don't know. I, I think it was in the magazine. I, I swear. Oh, uh, controversy back then. I love it. Um. So okay. So Mike, uh, before you really interrupted me, do you like going east better than the west stuff? Like, are you looking forward to it? You talking to me? Yeah. Yeah. You. You're the only racer here. Yeah. Nobody's going east, buddy. Where nobody. Nobody else is racing but you. <laughs> Fernet, are you coming back? Uh, Fernet, you like to go east? Yeah, I just... Uh, no, Fernet likes to go south, usually. <laughs> I just like being down out of the winter, but yeah, going east coast was always fun. Fernet told us on the show tonight that probably 30 to 40 chicks have been banged in his box fan uh, <laughs> while he was a privateer. 30 to 40, that's it? <laughs> well, not, let's not forget some of the after parties there. Nick, I was a little bit... Sometimes I just didn't remember, yeah. right? <laughs> Plus, they weren't always in the box fan. It was like just outside, like one leg up on the, uh, the back bumper and whatnot. No, yeah, there was uh, hotels, whatever. We were just counting the box. Somebody asked just the box fan. So yeah, yeah. inside the box fan, not like not, the back gate. So I guess I guess <laughs> private your life is you know more fun than factory life, right? Uh, well, it I was, never uh, I never banged a chick in a factory semi. I wouldn't imagine no. So. <laughs> <laughs> no. I didn't have a Not lot of one. My account is at zero, bro. Yeah. Well, my bank account was always at zero, so <laughs> I guess I events better... is out. Yeah, I better, right, have right. Fun... I better have fun if I'm broke. I guess. <laughs> JT, what's your what's your best Fernet story you can share on the air? My best Fernet story that you can share on the air. Uh, it's got to be. It's got to be the the Daytona Gary Bailey. Oh uh, yeah, when hey. he's when he's in the gutter. Hey JT. What about um, yes. Minneapolis at one time? <laughs> yeah, that was, I don't know if we can talk about that one though. No, that was pretty enter- that was pretty but entertaining. We can, though. we can talk about how we were in a strip club and Duke was there. Duke Fitch, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. That was cool. And you were elbowing him for net, saying, "Yeah, thumbs up." Yeah, you were like, "Well," and uh, I got Art Art Ekman to say "baby shit" too in uh, New Orleans. He was partying with us. Oh, you did. Yeah, <laughs> well, just the little things, bro. Yeah, and David Bailey too. Um, they say, and by the way, did anybody know that Fournette was Moose Moose Gear's first ever Supercross athlete? Good. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that Fournette went to the banquet, the AMA Supercross banquet, in a tank top one year. <laughs> uh, no, sure I think that was those were cheetah LBZ pants, and perhaps a crushed purple velvet LBZ shirt. Yeah, they used to bring everybody up that qualified for a main event that year, like on the stage, and Fernet had a tank top on. I do remember that. Yeah, and I was, uh, I think I scared Ricky Johnson on stage there that night. Why? <laughs> uh, he was he was up there, uh, I don't know what he was doing, obviously he wasn't racing, but he was... You uh, bend that thing a little bit, yeah. He was uh, he was up there, and I remember I was freaking him out a little bit. I've never had one, dude. Okay, take it. It's yours, Kenny. It's yours, Kenny. But I guess uh, nobody can say I didn't have fun. Um, and so the, so the next year, they never brought anybody up probably on stage. Yeah, Eric Vallejo still went up there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, regardless. Hey, you, rem- 
you remember back in the day we would be introduced on the on the starting line by yeah. Leanne and stuff one yeah, by, by one. Um, yeah, Leanne. Leanne, yeah. yeah. That was kind of cool though. Yeah, I remember Deacon used to say he was always from the city that wherever we were in. Yep. Yeah, he, that that town, whatever town we were in. <laughs> right. You weren't even around then. Who? You ninety five? You were around? And this was ninety seven. Triple X days. Was he doing it in ninety five too? Oh yeah. No, in ninety seven. He'd be like East St. Louis. Yeah. I'm from Detroit. I'm from wherever. I like that. Yeah, I remember did. when I when I was little at Pontiac because I, I, we we always go to that race every year. And Jeff Glass said, like he he said, yeah, I'm Jeff Glass. I'm from Detroit, Michigan. I'm Jeff Glass. I'm here to just kick some ass. And that's it. And I was like little, and I'm like, he said ass. He said ass, and then he like got a good start and looped out of the trip. Or something. <laughs> and then you're like, T-Way, we never see him at the local races. Is he really yep. from Detroit? <laughs> He's never around. Yeah. Um. All right. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for coming on. Hey, Nick, I just want to ask a question. Oh, okay. How's, uh, mm-hmm. how, do you find it busy trying to run the team and with the family and all that stuff? It's a lot to juggle, eh? Hey? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not easy. Obviously, it takes a lot of time to try to be good at racing. And then, uh, I mean, I'm always – what's what you're saying, DV? Something about the good or the better? I'm, I got that <laughs> the, problem. The, the better is the enemy of the good. Yeah, so I got that problem with my bike. I got that going Shocker. for me, which doesn't help. So yeah, yeah. but it'll. I'll. Uh, it'll, I mean, I'm having fun. I mean, like I'm a lot better than I was in outdoors, which was complete, complete, complete bummer. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not stoked with how things are going, but I see light at the end of the tunnel. Dude, I think you should be all right. You should be fine. I mean, I'm not saying you should be doing jumping jacks, but I think you're. You know, yeah. I mean, you're outdoors. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like. As far off as I feel. Why would he be doing jumping jacks? Well, I'm I'm not saying he should be doing jumping jacks because he's so happy. Oh, I uh, that's what I was wondering. I've never seen anybody like, yeah, I'm so pumped, and start doing jumping jacks. That's what Millsaps was doing when he heard his ankle. Roxen does that too, no? Yeah, yeah, he does. That's what Millsaps did when he hurt his ankle. He was so happy, he did jumping jacks and twisted his ankle at Havasu on a boat. (laughs) Who did that? Millsaps. Are you sure about that? Oh, really? Like two years ago. Are you the speculating? Official, no. The official report was jumping jacks. So that is not what happened. <laughs> it was. It was. That's right. Um, uh, hey, can you believe he's coming back too for Atlanta from an ACL? Damn, that's quick. Um, that's what he. That's what he told Racer X last week. Yeah. When was his surgery? I don't know, but he had it in December in Australia. He had that. That went to Australia to have that new hydro, whatever, some crazy one, like. Uh, Trying to think, what's the freestyle guy? Um, yeah, Madison. Yeah, Robbie had it. Travis and, Pastrana. Yeah, yeah, they had the. That's it's like the new thing, but who knows? We'll see. Only it. Canada does it. Yeah, it's a it's a rubber ligament. That's yeah. um, only takes like Canada does it. I think the first people was in Canada. Yeah, for now. Oh, yeah. One of the one of the big BMX guy, um, on the dirt dirt guy. Um, Hollywood Mike Miranda. Uh, <laughs> is out. I don't know. He, he blew his knee out, and instead of uh, six months, it's like a two-month thing. Really? And it's like actually stronger than um, than I never a, heard of than the regular like ACL surgery. Yeah, but it's, sounds like it's, Matt Hoffman. It's not legal here in the U.S. or something. Uh-huh. You know, they pretty much screw on top and bottom like uh, this rubber ligament, and it's like Jesus, amazing. I guess I was reading something Are they using, about like, stem cells or something. What's that? Are they are they doing some kind of, you know, like stem cell 
stuff. I don't, no, no, there's I just nothing. wonder why it would be illegal here. That's all. It's all, there's nothing uh, like it's all like um, rubber. Yes, there's nothing um, uh, from your body. They don't take any ligament from uh, or or stuff from your armstring anymore. It's like no cadaver. It's like it's like a pla- it's, what it's, it is. JT is it's, it's a it's a rubber it's a, ligament. It's a rubber cadaver. It has anything to do with Robocop. <laughs> And uh, it's actually they take a rubber from Fernet's box fan. <laughs> Just Google, Google it; you'll you'll find it somewhere. And it's uh, supposed to be really good, and it worked fine with that BMX guy. Yeah, but it worked fine too with uh, with Robbie. But I was thinking like it's different riding freestyle and doing the kind of riding they do. But with Davey, you know, dabbing it. But hey, I hope he comes back. I hope he comes back and crushes them. Yeah, he's man. That guy's had some injuries, man. Let me Google that. You know what's crazy, though? He's had some injuries, but this is the first Supercross season he's ever missed. Hmm. Think about it. Yeah, I'm thinking. Hurts. I know. Um, I'm feeling it, dude. I'm feeling it down low. What are you talking about? Were you on the phone with Pike right there? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to meet with him tomorrow. He's going to come out. and He's coming out (laughs) tomorrow to the Suzuki track. He's going to try the bike. <laughs> um, all right, Nick. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Always a good time. Actually, uh, it's Matt Hoffman. Okay, I think. Matt, I know. That's JT, what I just said. JT I said, said sounds that. like Matt Hoffman. He's the guy. He's got. He's really open minded. He's ready to just do do it. Do it. He, Nick did say Matt Hoffman. He did. Yeah. Someone did on there, and I thought it was JT because JT's always really witty on that kind of stuff. <laughs> he did say Hollywood Mike Morales. And Mike Miranda. Mike Miranda. Miranda. Yeah, Hollywood Mike Miranda. I, oh, Mike! Which, he was basically just trying to throw DVD for a loop because he knows he's never seen Rad. <laughs> I've seen it. I have a DVD on my house. Do you play it on the VCR or the DVD? Because you have the twin. No, somebody, um, somebody brought a DVD for me of Rad. I've seen it. It's pretty cool. L track, bro. Uh, yeah. Hip hop. When are you coming back to Cali? Can you go to the track with me on Wednesday? Uh, gotta work on. I got dude. I'm a, I'm a full time dad on Wednesday. Pick up the kids at two thirty. Bring the kids. Pick up the yeah, kids. Yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll pick them up. No and problem. Then, <laughs> and then uh, they, go, they go to the same school as uh, yours, and Nicole could pick them up. Throw them and in then uh, I go to soccer practice. Throw them in the flex. Dude, Let's dude. go. Soccer. Forget the soccer. And no problem. So all I heard is we got from when school starts till 2.30. Should, should be fine. Let's hang. Yeah, I'll, I'll come. Just give me a little notice, and I'll come to the track. I don't mind going. He just did. Yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, let's I go can't Wednesday. Wednesday. I'll be here Wednesday morning. You know, like... What do you mean? You got until you lost five hundred bucks in poker today. You're not going to be last much longer here. Yeah. Dude. Are you staying here My till Wednesday, DV? Wednesday. I'm driving back Wednesday morning. What are you doing tomorrow? I'm doing the French radio show. The big USA radio. You show. should let me go on there and just. I like Le Big. Le Big's good. Dude. All right, Nick. Uh, hook up with DV. Have him yell at you a little bit. Perfect. It'll work out. Um, don't forget, twenty percent off Pulp Crew. And I, I know those orders have been flowing in, so thanks to everybody. Thanks to the listeners for doing that. Get yourself LP some- spent specifically today. Hey, no Nick. Pulp orders. Hey, Nick. Uh, <laughs> I was talking to Mathis uh, on the plane uh, yesterday. That's not true. Swiss says many pulp orders, so we need to figure this you out. You actually talked to Mathis in public? Yeah, but we were on a plane. No one knew that we knew each other. I was talking quiet. Um, hey, we were talking no- about – I was talking about maybe doing a show at the Soaring Eagle before Detroit – and do it all around the Michigan Mafia crew, like all the old riders, and do it at Soaring Eagle, and we'll get everyone all comp rooms. Everyone can spend the night there. We'll get it 
do a whole thing. No Collins. Just bring in like you, DeHoop, Stanton, you know, just guys that you think that were worthy. What do you what do you think? Are you, back are you trying up? to use me? Are you trying to use me for some credit for some for some uh, street cred in Michigan? <laughs> no, I think it'd be cool for the Pulpit Mech Show and and your brand and the whole Michigan crew. Ben Wallace, Chelsea Billups, Rip Hamilton, <laughs> they're all yeah. there. Yeah. Detroit, Tayshawn Prince, Tayshawn Prince, those basketball Rod, players, Rodman, Bill Lambier. Yeah, they're right there, bro. What about Joe Dumars? Yeah, Joey D. John Sally. What about Iserman, Fedorov? Who's that? I don't even know those guys. Who are they? The Red Wings, bro. Shit, what Red Wings. Only th- this guy knows about Red Wings. Who? Not For hockey, him? though. He's earned his Red Wings. He told me. What does that mean? I got. Re- I actually bought some Red Wings. They're pretty dope. <laughs> you don't know what Red Wings are? <clears throat> hey, Nick. Uh, Fernet burnt down his condo a little while ago. I but technically dude, did. Just get on the road, dude. But tell the him road. the good no, news. No, no. You, know, you, know who, you know who would love you as Big Nasty would love for that. Hey, you know oh. what? I technically didn't burn it down. I was at work, and I got the phone call. It was on fire. It made the local news. Hey, but, <laughs> but Nick, ask Mathis what the good news is about the house burning down. What was saved? The LB. It's probably better that we don't go into detail. We could incriminate him. <laughs> no, no, it's kind of, but it's good. You'll, you'll no, enjoy this. The LBZ uh, stuff was saved. It's, it's actually flame. Flame proof. So, <laughs> flame resistant. Yeah. It's yeah, flame so, retardant, so, so the, it's good. So the cheetah pants and the velvet shirts and everything, they're all safe. <laughs> That's the best. He had that in a, in a steel safe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Nick, some of the people in the chat room want to know your best Mike Craig story. Best Mike Craig story? Do you have one? And I, I don't really have too many Mike Craig stories. Because JT had um, one, yeah. Did Brian Swink but, have one? I mean, I, but like one time we were at the Suzuki track. And, uh, or no, I think it was Elsinore. And it was like when that E-Team ECC started. Mm-hmm. And, or maybe it was even like when, before that Planet Honda, there was like Mike Craig and um, Tyler Evans were on the same team. And I think Evans was living with Craig. And then they just like, they got back from riding and Craig, like Craig said something to Tyler Evans that Tyler Evans wasn't feeling. And then he said something like lippy to Mike Craig. And Mike Craig was like, all right, let's go. And they, they fought right there. <laughs> I was like, all right, I thought these guys were homies, but team going down right here. Team ECC testing. Hey, before I think we, it was Planet Honda. Oh, Planet Honda. Before you go, I want to read this email. Um, the guy says his, his name is Anonymous Scott. He said, hearing Swink on the show a couple weeks ago reminded me of a story that I heard that involves a Swinkster secondhand, so I cannot tell you if it is 100% true. The person who told me is a very legit, you know him, but I will keep it anonymous. So the story goes that these young riders in around the early 90s would get so bored in their hotel rooms that they would have a shoot-your-junk-the-furthest contest with each other. Supposedly, they would lay a towel out and let themselves get all revved up in the bathroom with the help of a magazine, then come out of there and put their feet on the edge of the towel and let her rip. Is this, did this happen? I don't know. It sounds like Watson was probably there. <laughs> Hearing JT's encounter with a certain rider in a hotel room makes me think this is probably something that went on. So... <laughs> Sounds like Wazen was probably there, and Fernet wishes he was there. <laughs> Amen. Does it, do you know any of these stories? No, I'm not saying you. Were, I'm just. Have you ever heard of that? No. Okay. No. DV. No. There was something, to, something like that, but it wasn't shoot it far. That what these guys <laughs> used to do is they would have a contest. Sorry. On the weekend. Yeah. Between whoever was in the room, if it was like 
Phil and, you know, let's call it, who did Phil? Phil and Swingster chair room over the weekend, and then you'd have Denny and Budman, and then you would have, you know, Dave Castillo and, you know, mm-hmm. whoever. What they would do these is... Stories would be, I, these stories would be better if there was, like, it was Budman and some chick and Dave Castillo. Yeah, but, but you're what they... off a bunch of dudes, okay? Yeah, but what they would do is they would have this <laughs> contest where they did, a, 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 like, a Gatorade bottle, like a normal-sized Gatorade bottle, not a small one, the, you know, the, okay. the medium one, and they would dispose into those things and then whoever had the most in there they would do a pot where they would Come throw on. I'm telling you the truth they would throw like a each 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 guy would if there was five people involved there would be a $500 it would be each guy you know each team yeah. had to put 100 bucks in and at at the end of the weekend they would measure it and whoever had the most would get the money <laughs> 90s motocross that's, that's straight that's square biz they had they did that that's square biz yes did you ever go participate or hell no no, no just riders did I, dude, I was like, no, hell no. Dude, I wasn't, like, I was always working. Like, I didn't get to hang out with those dudes that much. They would come in on the weekend and bail. I was with the mechanics. Like, me and Dean Gibson shared a room. Right, right. Me and Dino. I'll never. Did you guys the, ever win the 500? <laughs> hell no. Did you and Dean ever win the 500? Do you no. know who won the 500 ever? Like, who had the best, the most, uh, you say the biggest no, I think you know, you know. You know who I think would. I think <laughs> These are details we don't care about, bro. No, you know who I think you should <laughs> got, got under homo suspicion right there. I just uh, wanna, can we just move on? I just want to know who, who was good at this. That's I all. think. I think. Uh, um, Fernet, you ever do this? No, I never. Okay. I, I just females and me. Okay. I heard. I mean, thank you. I well, I think, and I am speculating on okay. this, but for some reason. Grayson Goodman is just all like I think he was one of the guys that was he was one of the really legends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, straight speculating, but yeah. yeah. This is just speculating, though, you know, because it might be, you know. Uh, '90s motocross. I got, I gotta go. This is this this is turning this is turning bad. All right, thanks a lot, Nick. Appreciate it. MafiaMotorCrew.com. Represent your crew. Thanks, bro. Later. Oh, <laughs> you didn't make that up. So that's uh, real. Square. I googled the. Uh, oh, thank you, DB. Yeah. The knee surgery. The knee surgery. It's a synthetic um, ligament. Mm-hmm. That's. It's not sanctioned by the FDA or whatever. Uh huh. So that's why you, you have to go out of the country to do it, and uh, it's supposed to be good, like maybe only two months for ACL instead of six, and Matt, Matt Hoffman got it done. Uh, Brian's been on hold for a while. What's up, Brian? Swingster. Yeah. <laughs> nope, definitely wrong, wrong dude. <laughs> um, and sorry, I don't have any, uh, any, any crazy, any crazy things to say like this, but I'll make it quick because you guys might not give two hoots. But Milfans actually did miss uh, 07, the season first year on a 450. Actually came back in Atlanta. Oh. So not. I mean, I make mistakes all the time with the years and all that kind of mess. So I completely understand okay, that. Okay, so 07, 07, that's, uh, that's seven years ago. He's, he hasn't missed a Supercross in seven years, so I think that's pretty good. Who? Oh, absolutely it is. <clears throat> absolutely. I mean, heck, the only guy I know that's that's up top right now that hadn't missed, hadn't missed a Supercross that I could think of is Barsha, and he's only been around, what, four years. Yeah, yeah. So, cool. yeah, no, absolutely. Still impressive, but it definitely he uh, well, it's not, did it's not, that. It's not collecting specimens in Gatorade. Jar's impressive, but, yeah, I got it. Yeah, that's follow-up, though. That's, yeah, exactly. that's a tough act. That's a tough act to follow, but yeah. someone has to do it. Thanks, Thanks there, Brian. You, there you go. I got nothing for you guys on that one. Thanks, Brian. And don't think I promote that either, Steve. Exactly. I yeah, think don't that's... you miss the race? Yeah, that, well, collarbone. Yeah, he broke his collarbone there. Missed, like, four or five races. Oh, that's right, yep. Um, yeah. Wasteland Pike is for the game. For Dungey? 
Josh Young. Uh, I thought Weston Pike was in the f f uh, that was the rumor in preseason that he was in the filling for uh, Trey Kennard. Uh Slaymaker, what's going on? You got a question for DV and JT? Yeah, or what's up, guys? Nice. Uh, thanks for take, taking my call. Thanks uh, for thanks for listening, fellow Red fellow Redderian here, Fernand. What's up? Hey, what's going on? Do you know this guy? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Do you no, know? I I uh, caught him riding at a track here uh, a few years ago and just kind of getting caught up on everything. Didn't realize. Who he was at the time, but was he uh, going good? Felt kind of cool. Was the bugs run shaking? Do you know Jared Johnsgard? <laughs> uh, Jared Johnsgard. No, I'm uh, I'm buds with Monowich. He speaks highly of your Fernet. Yeah, Kirk's a good guy. What uh, what's a, what's a, what's a, a Fernet urban legend that you've heard in Red Deer? Is there is, is there one? Ah, urban legend. Uh, I don't know, man. I I kind of grew up a hockey player, so I okay. Just was a kind of got into the moto a little bit later, but Red Deer. No, there's not many, not many flying around here. But anyways, I just wanted to, yeah, long time, long time listener, a little nervous, obviously, but uh, um, just you guys, uh, Villaman and JT, and maybe Fernette, uh, just your careers, looking back on it all, I think it's kind of, kind of cool to get together and have these roundtables. Um, what if you're looking back on it? What's one thing that you'd maybe kind of go back on and say shit you know had i done this or did i not want to sign that contract or could it could things have been better in the long run all right let's go around the table on this a good question for what would you change in your career would have bone more chicks huh well it's not possible i, I don't think <laughs> more, more more lbz gear you know uh not the gear but the, the, yeah you didn't have enough clothes yeah, yeah. no uh, you know what i just wish i would have took it more seriously like i took it seriously for the support i got which was you know, just free product, but mm -hmm. uh, I had fun with it. But yeah, I wish I, at the end of career I was probably partying more than I should have. And uh, but sure. what do you do, right? You were a mess in New Orleans one year when we were sharing a room. Well, you know, I'll just do that real quick. You know, I, at the end there, you know, I was getting close to thirty as old, and I thought, well, you know, this might be the last time I ever go to that city, and it probably was. You did it up, uh, Kenny. I'm guessing yours is not dyeing your hair. Or dyeing your hair. When Dude, he's talking to the riders about their careers and contracts. Well, you're, you're I, career. I don't have a career. You're Honda, you could have got a job with Team Honda with Sheik. Oh, but you wore that. Should have. You dyed your hair and then they pulled it off in the airplane. Right in front of Cliff. Yeah, Lark. that's exactly what happened. David, your question. Okay. <laughs> David, so you I could, I could uh, write a book of bad decision <laughs> that I made. Yeah. Uh, so what about your team manager, Lucky? Did he make a big? Uh, it was good. He, uh, he's up there. Is up there. There's a few of them. Yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't have taken the Buku. Dumb. Shouldn't take the Buku money. Dude, yeah. he. Hey. I turned down half a million on Yamaha to go to Texas. What an idiot. <laughs> I have to be an idiot somehow when you look hey, back. Hey, you yeah. know what, dude? But you had better team manager with Lucky over there than Jimmy Perry. I understand why that. I understand <laughs> that you need to get away from Bird. <laughs> JP.com. He's actually not bad. He's actually not bad. You know what, David? If I had like an eighth of the career you had, I would have been stoked. You know, you had a fabulous career. Yeah, yeah, it was good. But, you know, like when you look back, that's why I don't want to look back because, you know, you would redo pretty much everything, you know. So it was fun. You know, I lasted the, you know, when I started making money and I could see how much I could make and, and what I could do in this sport, I said, oh, I want to try to retire around 30 and maybe kind of like enjoy life because for 
since I was eight to 30, I really did not really enjoy life. You know, just yeah. it was full on moto and, um, and I've done it. So now I'm kind of like chilling out and, mm -hmm. you know, being a fan of the sport, uh, watching the race on TV live, it's, it's, you know, it's pretty cool and just not have to worry about it. When you anything. go to the races, do people recognize you? Yeah, I went to, dude, I went to A1. I got my ticket with my little sticker on it. And then I went in the pits and I saw McCarty and I saw a few guys that I wanted to see and talk to. Uh, Emler from FMF, like, <clears throat> I saw a bunch of guys. I watched uh, first time practice. And you know there's a big break between time the yeah. two time practice, and I'm like, what am I doing? Um, I don't want to go in the pits. You it's, went home, didn't you? I drove home, and I st I was on the phone. I get out of the parking lot and I got a ticket because I was on my phone. And then I went home, watched the race on TV. I was, mm. you know, it's better um, to be on the couch, right? It's a great TV package they got going uh, on. JT, for what about you? Uh, I know one. My husky contract. I, I should have never done that. I know one. It's like not going that wide in San Francisco. <laughs> to the world. Is it is yeah, it easier yeah. um, being like a privateer versus uh, you know a high profile rider making those decisions? Like being a privateer, would you just kind of come into it and you know ask a few of your buddies and maybe your parents, or is it harder to make decisions like that being a being a factory rider? DV? Uh, yeah, yeah, for me, it was just. I made one, there's really only one real decision I regret, and that was I should have done, I should have taken the Blackfoot Honda deal again instead of signing the Husky deal. It was really stupid on my part. Everything else I'm I'm okay with. I, I felt like I took it really seriously most of the time. I didn't have a lot of talent, so I, I felt like I kind of maximized what I was capable of in most situations, but I'll, I'll agree with taking you. the Husky deal. Put, Sorry, JT. I'll say I will agree with you on taking it serious because you are probably one of the most serious guys ever, ever at the races, <laughs> ever. I like you would turn you just flip a switch and be a different dude at the track. Yeah, I just it was uh yeah I I was all in like I knew that talent wasn't really on my side so I needed to focus and I was pretty nervous like me being serious was more about I was how nervous I was. Right. So, but yeah. That, I would, I would, that one decision, everything else I'm good with. I would say there's only one other guy in this sport since I've been around that I've seen make the transformation from serious rider to super cool guy, and that would have to be Jeff Stanton, besides you two. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah, Stanton. I used to hate Stanton. He was so such a dick. Yep. <laughs> he was. He was freaking gnarly. All right. Yeah. Thanks, uh, thanks, caller. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, yeah take care, boys. Have a good right, one. Thank Bye. you. You know what the crazy thing uh, about Stan was, too? I would see Stan, like, in Simi Valley at Campos when he was with Osho and all this stuff. And, like, we'd go to Osho's backyard. I was just a kid. And they would all be playing basketball, like, Wardy, Stanton, uh, Matasevich. And I was, like, just, like, this kid on, down the street. And I would come there, and I'd play basketball in the backyard <laughs> with those guys. And, dude, like, he knew who I was. And then I would see him years later, and he knew who I was. And i go, hey, do you remember me? I played basketball at Johnny's house. He'd go, yeah, I remember you, and just walk away. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, cool. It's cold, though. It's, it's really cold. But when, uh, one time I was next to him in the plane, and we talked like for like three hours. Yeah. And, you know, I, I changed my whole uh, right. demeanor on him. Yeah, like he's actually a cool guy. You know? Yeah, he's like, totally cool. Yeah, he just like he has this front where he's really yeah. cold and kind of. Asked him for a jersey when I was a kid, and oh man, yeah, he was gnarly. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. Uh, for now, you got any Mike Craig stories? People in the chat room want to know. 
No, I, I don't. A lot of, I heard a lot of them, but I never <laughs> yeah, okay, right. witnessed um, Fernet was a privateer. He was a, Craig was going to hang out with Fernet. You know that. Hey, I was a low life. Do you want to know, uh, for the record, uh, MX, uh hot tub sh- uh, ad was shift after he won the title? Yeah. Fernet and I were standing 10 feet away when that was being shot. Well, how come Fernet wasn't in there with him? Just fro. Uh, they only want a Supercross champion. That was the best ad ever in the MX. Right. We got up there because of Swink and, and Factory Phil, but we were there. Where was there? And we were losers. Uh, the we, were, we were losers. Yeah. <laughs> we were in awe. MGM? MGM, yeah. But on a balcony outside. One of the rooms had a balcony. All right. Um, you had nothing better to do but go to that photo shoot and watch them shoot that photo shoot? No, there was a party going on in, in the thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, the drinking room, you know, people people were hanging out. Like Mathis, Mathis ate a hot pepper that night, and it wrecked him for a year. He told yeah. Me. Swink gave me like $10 <laughs> to eat some pepper. <laughs> It jacked me up. It was so hot. I had no idea. It was a small little, like, red, green pepper. And I'm like, all right. And then just, dude, for like a year, I had to just pop Tums just constantly. I was he was sweating up. so bad. <laughs> let's, um, okay, hey, let's, we got to move this thing along. It's, it's, we're going a long time. Um, NFAB question of the day. The NFAB question of the day. Oh, that's a great intro for that. <laughs> it's bacon sizzling. Yeah, no, it's a well, welder. Would, would you like wrap wrap it like uh, crumbling paper? Oh god, it's a was, welder. That was terrible. Swiss Corps, right now. Swiss Corps is committing suicide. That is terrible. <laughs> it's a welder. It's not TV. You can't see the thing. You can hear the welder. You can't see the thing. You can hear the welder. Uh, nice try, Swiss, Swiss Corps. In I fact, wanted to tell you that you're an idiot next time I see you. Cheap and truck products. Industry leader making quality Nerf bars, pre-runners, other off-road accessories. At NFAB, they're committed to building a heavy-duty, high-end, high-quality tubular part for all the latest trucks and SUVs. N-Fab.com, associate sponsor of uh, JGR Yamaha. Hey, um, question. Be sure to check out their Ridgeline stuff. Yeah, absolutely. No, it rocks. Hey, you know what I was thinking? Every time I see Brayton on TV and they throw the NTAP foul on his shoulder, I'm all Alan Brown. That's why you don't have a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. So Here's a question of the day. Will Hahn, Will Hahn, what is the absolute, I mean, of course, you know, catastrophe could happen in the first turn or whatever, but just straight up, what's the highest Will Hahn can finish this year? What do you guys think early on in the season? He's had some good finishes. He hasn't got the good starts, but he, you know, jumped the quad in Oakland. I'd say and, fifth. Okay, fifth. Okay, DV. Uh, run there. No, I need a number. Fourth. Uh, say fourth, then. Yeah, JT say, will say six. No, don't tell him to say what. Let him I'll say. say I'll say, I was going to say fifth too. That's fine. Fernet, seventh. JT, fourth. Devin says sixth. I. You know what I like? I mean, I'm with JT. I think he can get fourth. I. So do I. I, I think he. No, get, you said fifth. I think he can get fifth, but he he's capable nope, of getting. You're locked in for fifth now. Okay. You're locked so in. So what what I'm saying is, before he had that little get together with Barsha, I think he was on his way. I really yeah. do. I think you know he was on his way, and I think that's really unfortunate. I, and I'm, and to, I'm a, to and figure it out instead of speculating, you go online and you check like the the first four main events, and you see like how much time he was behind the top five or the top four. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's like how many seconds, you know, and and see if he can actually make. Second and a half a lap to be right there. Or, yeah, true. You know, like, you he know, was, was a different guy in Oakland, though. Yeah, he different was. Different guy. You should say if you were to see him in practice the whole day, he was like, you st- like something happened. Like he was just a. He, totally- passed, he passed Dungey in the heat, and Dungey had nothing for him. 
It's not like Denji is being showing like greatness this year. But well, you know what? I have a feeling that something is going on with Denji because he is not like he has his moments, but he's he's not that. Something's going on. Like I don't know, but I think he's he's you, not that guy. Are like, you speculating? Yeah, totally. Yeah. But he's not that guy. Like you know, Will Hunt passing him and he has nothing for him. Come on, you know, no disrespect to Will. I, yeah, Will, I, I agree. Will, but Will's riding really well. They were well. catching. They were catching Reed. Like I don't think that they were going slow. No, and they he, weren't. He qualified well too, didn't he? He qualified like seventh or eighth. Yeah, he was. He was on the board. Both he was on the board a lot. Both practices. I mean, dude, in, the, in like he'll qualify tenth, and he was like a second off of fourth. So and and those guys were in front of him, so they had to be half a second or within tenths of you know. So whatever he's doing, I mean, maybe it was one of those tracks were in dirt, and he just clicked, and he just you know woke up doing yeah. you know hill clickers out of his bed. Who knows? Yeah. I agree. That was the first time. If, if before this weekend, I would have said the best he would have done would be seventh or eighth. But yeah, he was a completely different guy on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, that, that's and that's weird end. for that track too, because I thought, like, I wouldn't think that he would have been. Those whoops were like, even before they rolled him. I mean, those things were gnarly in practice. Yeah. yeah. And they rolled him and rolled him, and he was still solid in them. Absolutely. So, so anyways, that's your end fab question of the day. Question of the day. Brought to you by end. Let's hear the welder again. The welder right now, Swiss Corps, probably hurriedly making up a new intro. Oh, the welder. Okay. Hey. Now, now what, Steve? Now what, emails? Cheer, cheer offs. Let's read some emails. Let's, no. Yeah, let's do some emails. Hey, Kenny. Oh, we didn't do the uh, X brands for Nick. You think when Tomac comes back and uh, Millsap that Han will be faster? Or? Uh, I think he'll be in front of them for for a race or two, just because the whole deal is is like those, these guys have been racing every week. And they can do whatever they want. They're not going to have that raw speed where they come out. You know what I mean? And I mean, I I just hope they. You know, I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll have to see after this weekend. I mean, Will had a great race. Maybe it was just, you know, I said the same thing about uh, um, drawing a blank. I don't know. JGR Weston Pike. No, Braden. I I said the same thing about <laughs> Braden after Phoenix. I'm like, oh. He was just feeling it. He, you know, he's, you know, he don't got it. I mean, that's what I was thinking to myself. But he backed it up every race. He's backed it up. So maybe Will Hahn is rages level and he's comfortable. Hey, uh, did you know that uh, one of the cool things about getting a kit suspension is having the bigger uh, shock shaft? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Well, guess what? You don't need that. Uh, Race Tech. Race, Race Tech is uh, working with Chris Pelos this year, and they've got a 19 millimeter, super durable shaft kit without having to buy the full kit. You can squeeze it into into, into there, and uh, it's um, the way to go. It, it's with stock components and stiff supercross settings. The stock stuff sometimes will bend or break, but uh, not with the uh, bigger shock shaft that the race tech is having on. Um, better than a kit stuff, or the same, anyways, for half the price. Or you know, and they've been around for thirty years. And the Vince Freeze and Michael Lee, the top two privateers this week, you choose race tech, and uh, they got everything. They got thirty years of technology. Do it yourself, Gold Valve Kit, Racetech.com. You wanna. Get your suspension done, um, change your oil, get some springs. Say you're leaking a little bit down there. Uh, use, the, use the code on, under sponsors deal. Uh, use the code to save yourself money at Racetech. And here are some emails we got this week. This section is brought to you by Racetech, of course. Jake says, uh, what's up with Weston? Another mechanical. I can't imagine his bikes are that bad. Talk to Kenny and get Weston Pike on Hill's bike for a while. I'm sure Weston creating his own team. That isn't, isn't easy. Kirk says, doing, during outdoors last year, the reduced time between motos caused a huge debate as to whether it was better to have time to work on the bikes or better TV coverage. 
Why was it such a big deal in outdoors when I would think it would actually be less time in Supercross? If that's the case, you would think teams would already be fine with a sh- very short amount of time to work on the bike. Um, lastly, I enjoy all the hosts as each have their own strengths, but I thought I would call out Kiefer for being particular, being very good, as I have not heard him on, the, on there before. He had good questions and seemed legitimately interested in the show. He got, fooled you. He fooled you because he's got like it Kiefer. all. Well, for the for – the, hey, Kirk, the reason that the, it's not as big as outdoors because uh, – as Supercross, because outdoors you're doing more to the bike. You're changing clutches. You're changing oil. You're replacing grips or whatever else. So Supercross, the bikes stay pretty good. Um, Steve, uh, Casey says, after watching Oakland Supercross, I had to email in to give my two cents on the whole broadcast deal. I seriously do not want to hear one more freaking crybaby – whine about the broadcast on Fox Sports 1. I can't believe people do not think that is one of the best things that has happened to our sport in a long time. Seriously, I think Fox makes Supercross feel like legitimate real sport for the first time. I mean, there is no difference between what I saw on Saturday night and then the NASCAR race is on. So start telling people to shut up if they have anything bad to say. I agree. People complain a lot. Dude, they Dude, they can, ah. they can complain all they want. If they were around in the in the 90s, you had to call one INF moto to get your results. One uh, 900 pro race or something? Yeah. It wasn't even on. There was no internet. There was no TV package. I remember yeah. back, in the, in the, back in the early 2000s, we would watch the race at dinner, like on the next Friday night. Like, let's say you, you had the Fridays, yeah. Yeah. TGI Fridays ah. or something. You had ESPN two, then the race was on like yeah. six days later. Here's a question for you, JT. Uh, question about riders at a pro level and DV two. Question about riders at a pro level during the minutes leading up to gate drop. For example, Reed and RV lining up next to each next to each other. Is there just a nod of the head, or do they sometimes talk, or do riders basically snub each other and focus on what's going about to go down? It would be funny to hear you or JT stories about guys that you want that want to give you your life story while waiting on the gate. How about this? What, t- tell your story about the funniest s- talk or situation you've ever had on the line with a rider next to you. DV. I don't have one on top of my head. Did you ever talk to the guys next to you? Not really. Did they ever try to talk to you? No, I don't have any okay, stories. Okay, good, good story. Thanks. Good radio. Great radio. Uh, JT, what about you? Uh, no, it's pretty... No one really talks down there too much. It's, everyone's so nervous, and, you know, there's been months of work, and this, you know, that's kind of when it all comes down to what it's all about. So everyone kind of keeps themselves, especially when you're talking about guys like where DV was and Reed and Bill Poto and these guys now. Those guys have so much on the line, and and it's so crucial about, you know, what's about to go down that I think everyone kind of keeps themselves. Uh, probably the funniest thing, I used to get so pissed off. Some of these guys, like Greg Schnell was one, uh, Freeze does it. These guys that yell and, like, do all kinds of stupid stuff, you know, while while their bikes are running and right before the gate's going to drop, I seriously wanted to slap some of them. They, you know, they're screaming and, and jumping up and down and revving their bike all crazy. I'm just like, shut up. Like, it's pissing me off. It actually made me want to get a better start because I just wanted to cut over on them as soon as we took off. So. <laughs> Uh, unless That's probably he, the weirdest thing that goes on. Unless he does the good luck to the guy next to him. A little weird. Yeah, like unless he did to Timmy. Yeah. Doesn't Adam Cicerelli do that too? Does he? Yeah. Yeah. Fournette, you got any of those stories? Well, it's been 10 years since I raced, so. Well, but there's nothing you raced many supercrosses and nationals. I mean. You don't remember one story where some guy was next to you saying, hey, man. Yeah, nice how, was that, how was that chick last night? Yeah. 
<laughs> no. Uh, hey, do you have any of the LBZ stuff I can borrow? <laughs> no. Well, usually I was always on near the outside of the gate if I made the main event. So it was another privateer. So, you know, he, he was pretty stoked as, as as I was to make the main event. And, uh, you know, it was just kind of like we're just right. asking if we got out of the semi or whatever. You know, it's just regular stuff like well, JC sa- JT said. You never had any ICO conversations? Not on the line, no. Uh, what was your best ever? Brunette would a- usually ask him if they'd ever seen his wristwatch. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen? You seen the bat wing? Yeah, there's a few, few tricks. Uh, Fernet, what was your best ever finish in a Supercross main? Thirteenth. And what about a, a national moto? Twelfth. Twelfth uh, overall in Hangtown that one year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. That '96 year, you were like thirteenth or fourteenth in the points until Redbud. Right? Uh, yeah, you? was fifteenth in the points. Oh, yeah, until. Yeah. Uh, Attempted to jump uh, Laraco's leap and shattered my my thumb. Yeah, yeah, not good. No. Um, back to that line. Back to the line. The conversation or whatever. The what? Back to the stalled conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I couldn't talk to anybody really. I was like, I was sick really. When I was like, riding to actually win and be on the podium, I was like, going down the tunnel. I was like. Focused and yeah, I wanted yeah. the gate drop because I was I wasn't feeling good, you know, like yeah, super yeah. tense. And then yeah. when the gate drop, I thought you're better, so you don't want to. Yeah, yeah. You know. I remember like when I was a mechanic, I would go on the line and I would always try to joke with all the other mechanics and shit. And there were some of those guys that were just so fucking. Oh yeah, no, I know. Tight and yeah. fucking. Ugh. I, was like, I used to tell Timmy, "Hey, line up next to Ricky so we can get on TV." <laughs> you know, like and like he'd be like, "What?" Yeah, let's get on TV, bro. I used to always get those gate. I used to always get those gate picks because nobody would ever start next to like him or Bubba or like the really good guys. So I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm a, my stuff's gonna suck anyway. Right. I might as well get on TV and get right up in the mix. Didn't start in Hank. Didn't suck in Hangtown. 05 there. Um, yeah, 04. 04. Sinjin. Yep. Hey, what's going on? What's up? Uh, I just have a quick comment and a quick question. First, the oh. comment. Uh, you know that on your commercial that fly racing commercial you have? Yep. Uh, so Fly is a super sick company, but, dude, that commercial, I fucking want to punch my phone in when I hear it. That okay. is the worst okay. commercial okay. I've ever fucking heard. Okay, you know what? Do you know how many people I, I've never, ever sent commercials out to fans? That Fly commercial, I've probably got a half a dozen requests that people want that file. I've sent it to them. But, they wait, love no, it. It's the, it's the one that just it's revving a motorcycle. Yeah, they love it. People want to get the file, Sinjin, from me. They, they want, want it for well, the ring. They want it for the ring. Every, everyone that's listening is a fucking idiot. Okay, so yeah. Uh, all right. Do you listen? Uh, no, I don't listen. I just call. <laughs> My ringtone um, is me going through the woofs on a YZ250. Yeah, and then yeah. the, the comment is, uh, really? or the question is, what do you think uh, someone like Weimer, like, if he keeps it up like this, I mean, obviously, even though he's a good dude, he's going to lose that Cowie ride. Hey, hold on, Sinjin. Hold on. Here, let's play that. Yeah, Put it in your microphone. Listen to this. Listen to this, Engine. This is the new fly commercial. Listen. Hold on. Hold on. We're... <laughs> entry, uh, entry speed's a little slow, DV. Fly racing. <laughs> yeah, that, there you go. See, that sounds a little better, actually. Okay, what? what Can uh, I get that ringtone, DV? What were we talking about? I don't know how uh, to send Weimer. it. <laughs> Shut up. Shut your fucking mouth. All right, so Weimer, he's a... He's a. He seems like a good dude and everything, but I mean, he he's gonna lose that ride if he keeps riding the way he is. Where, where do you see him going? Like, is he gonna get another 
type of factory ride, or is he going to get on a, a less lesser of a team? Oh, is this like, Reed, is this, CH? Is this Reed Nordine? <laughs> what? How do you know he's going to lose his ride? Well, dude, I mean, you who's told me who's you, told me, you told me that he was going to be out, and they're hiring Roxon. You told me that on the plane. <laughs> who's they going to get? You did tell me that. Who's they going to get? Everyone's Dean contract Wilson. is up. Oh, I just know everything. So how? Who do you think? Like, where do you think he's going to go? I mean, he's not I think riding. I could see. Well. I could. He won a heat race, bro. I could see why we're getting another factory ride. Uh, I at, think Vitopoto has something to say. Who's going to line probably, up next? Probably. Probably. They get along, so everything good. Also, you know, too, like, they don't may not. They may not have money to get like a. You know, I'm sure Jake makes decent money, but not. You know, um, Roxon or Tomac money or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Well, Cali, then you Cali know Cali what? You need to bad. You need to quit fucking saying, oh, uh, Roxon's going. I have a feeling Roxon's going there. Roxon's going there. Yeah. What, 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 with RV. Yeah, I'm such a, I'm such a massive. Uh, um, that's such a huge statement to make when he trains with RV in Florida with Alden Baker. Cowie, Cowie wants well, Roxon. No, no, no. And Mo- Cowie and Monster want Roxon. There you go. No, they, they've, they've been wanting him for like five years. In GPs, they gave him a blank check. He said no. He wanted to stay with Red Bull. You know, like, they give, like, it was uh, well, I have some in- inside info for you. That situation has changed. I'm sure it is with his new management and everything. But they've been trying for a lot of years. They sent uh, James Dobb at Learop, uh in 2009, or I think it was nine, with a, a blank <laughs> check from Monster. says, you know, you name it. That's yours. You, we want you. I mean, it's going to cost yeah. them a lot of money. No, I, yeah. I agree with you. Uh, I just, I have a strong feeling that it's gonna, that's going to change in 2019. Right. Yeah. Do you think it'll be the highest paid rider? No. No? Okay, so then if that were to happen, where would you do you see Weimer going? To another factory team? Or did he go to a... Yeah, I said I did. Like, you, okay, sh- shut up. I didn't fucking hear you. You don't have to be all... What, what, what team, though? You know, it's... Well, I, who, you, dude. Yeah. I see him going to Crossland. There you go. I mean, I, I would assume that a team like a team like BTO KTM that has a factory bike, or a team like JGR, or somebody like that would sign him up in a heartbeat. I would see Jimmy getting turf from Crossland, Sinjin. Oh, you're out of your, dude! You're not getting fucking Chipotle this weekend, you bitch. I'm not. Hey, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right, Sinjin. Hey, I'll be there this weekend eating that Chipotle, so you'll see me. All right, I'll see you with your hot ass girlfriend later. Yeah, right, later. Um. All right. Next question. Uh, who's this? Dave. Dave. Dave, what's up? I got a question for DV. Uh, I know we're ta- in the Supercross season, but I was just wondering if he heard anything from the Purcell camp and uh, how do you think he's going to do this summer? Why do you he's, think he would hear from Purcell? He's, he's, covering, it, he's covering his hands. He's covering his head with his hands. Dude, I haven't heard from him since. Since he didn't show up at High Point. Freestone 2011, was it? I don't know. I think 11. So, well, I mean, I mean I, I'm not saying so. personally heard from him, but, you know, through LeBlanc or through your whole connections anywhere. anywhere LeBlanc you know. has a connection with Purcell. Through LeBlanc. What it, <laughs> no, the only thing I've heard, he's setting his house, he's moving in, uh, he's going to rent Nico Easy's house in California, from what I've heard, because I kind of have, like, a little connection in there. But that's pretty much all I know. Easy's going to be his teammate. Uh, they're going to be in Sacramento with the owner for a while. And that's pretty much all I know. Team, team I mystery right there. Yeah, I don't even yeah, I mean, know if they rode a bike yet. I don't know what they're going to do. Um, I have a bet with someone, a friend of mine. I have 3-1 to one on 
he's not going to show up in Hangtown, so I don't know. Oh, really? I don't know. It's my – we'll see. I'm sure he will. But at one point, um, uh, he's a great rider. I think he can do re- really well with that bike. Um, and he's, he needs to eat at one point. You know, I don't think he made that much money to retire at, uh, I don't know, 24, 25 or whatever. How old is he? I don't know. He's maybe 24 or something. And, uh, wow, he's so young, huh? Do you think he can win the title? Not, not win the title. I know it's, it's tough. You know, if he cannot win the title, he almost won two of them. No, I know. But, but in the in the best team, let's say, and now he hasn't raced in a couple of years, and he's going to show up with a, a team that's uh, obviously not as good as what he where he was before. So I don't know. But with this guy, even when he was riding for Motor Concepts. In practice and and during the week, he was he was amazing. He was doing stuff that uh, I could never done. You know, like he was super fast, and mm-hmm. he was he did not show at the on race day. But I'm confident with the fact that if he shows up, that he wants to be there and wants to train and wants to do good. And um, I think he's he's gonna do good. And now that's yeah. he might need uh, some some cash too. So that could be a, an extra motivation too. He sure yeah, to go for I mean, I've seen his house, you know, for sale on one of the websites. They were saying he was selling his house in Florida, you know. That's why I was, you know, question. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, Dave. Okay, man. Right, thank you. That's funny, the whole Purcell piece. Like, I, I mean, he told me he would never ride a race again for under a million dollars. Yeah. Well, I definitely think he's getting less than a million dollars. No? I, oh, Come on. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you gave me this look. Like, don't be so sure of yourself, fat, fatty. How, how much uh, he's going to make? I don't know. How much can you make? How much can can they afford? Like I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I would, I would think a couple hundred the most. Right? Yeah, that's that's. And the I think he would right have there. to go there to prove himself to get that big day. You know, get that big paycheck. Maybe a, a couple hundred to base with uh, Yamaha salaries, um, bonuses like the Star Racing uh, has. You know, it's it's pretty much the same salaries, same bonuses for everybody. So that's. What I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, all right. Hey, uh, 702-586-757. Call anytime. Uh, leave a voicemail. Let's uh, let's hear get the, get the best ones of the week. Uh, here we go. Yeah. Hi, guys. Um, just a quick message on um, the previous week's show with DB and the tyre thing about the so-called sand tyres and that. Um, I was speaking to someone who's in the know pretty well about this, and uh, he said that the... Lower pressures and lighter space non soft tyres like the Pirelli, mid-sots, etc. It's a good forward drive, good drive through the loops. Um, anyway, just thought I'd chime in on a bit of research I did. Yeah, good show. So. Yeah, sand tyres, more drive in the whoops, Stevie. Uh, I, was, uh, I was tweeting, sorry I didn't hear. Okay, all right. Sand tyres, good in the whoops, okay. Okay. Next. Uh, next. Hey, Steve, I had a question for you. I wanted to get your thoughts on something. Um, everybody knows that the uh, second and third rounds at Anaheim don't really draw that big of a crowd compared to the first round. And uh, Feld probably really cares, the bottom line, what they're, what they're worried about is selling tickets. So why don't they try and uh, have two races at some place like Atlanta where they can sell probably 60,000 or more tickets each time they have a race down there. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I know there's a lot of logistics and a lot of planning and 
it's not easy to move uh, the schedule around and uh, have a stadium for more than one uh, race. But maybe they could have around at some place like Atlanta early in the season, and then near the end of the Supercross schedule, come back around uh, to a venue like that, where they're going to know for sure that they're going to have a lot more people in the seats. I just don't understand why year after year they keep going out there to Anaheim three times, and the crowd's pretty weak at the second and third rounds. Thanks, buddy. Well, the crowd's only weak usually at the third round. It was weak this year at the second round, though. Atlanta's booked up. We've gone through this a hundred times. You can't have two races in Atlanta. They're booked up. You can't take the stadium for that that two weekends. Um, it's, just, it's just the uh, the convention center next to it, like yeah. where the pits are. The stadium's open, but all the where we'd park is not. Yeah. So uh, again, I think the, and the Anaheim's are the Anaheim's. They have like it blocked off for like two months straight with the Supercross and Monster Jam, so they're kind of getting it for cheap. Yep. Well, I thought we were going back to Dodger Stadium once the renovations were done there. I guess not. That was what we were, they were claiming, but yeah. it hasn't happened. No. Uh, well, I think they sell the a lot of tickets. Horrible Dodgers. They horrible Dodgers. They have, they, if you go to StubHub or everything, there's a ton of tickets. Those tickets already been sold. Even yeah. if yeah, yeah, there's yeah. nobody yeah. in there, the tickets were sold already. So. Right, right. Hey, Everybody Dodgers. did like you and went home and watched it on TV. <laughs> yeah, it's actually – I almost went uh, – Last one, I was uh, a two. Yeah, I was hiking in uh, San Diego, and I said, "Ah, oh, maybe I go. Maybe I buy tickets on like club sitting." So just I can... get a hard card. I don't want to ask. I don't know. You why. don't want to ask for yeah, a hard just, card. Yeah, I don't know why, but I don't. I don't know. I I won't go to many of them. So, and I wanted to get like club seats where I can watch the race. I don't have to fight for a seat or put a blanket down at right. two p.m. so I can get a seat for the night. And somewhere I can actually see from higher, you know. And I can have a waitress so I can order food and stuff. But maybe I'll do that. Once, well, they they have that at RCH in the lounge. You can order food. You can get a seat. Why don't, hey, why don't you come this weekend and I'll get you a couple. Uh, I'll get you a ticket to the uh, knot hole. And it's not like it used to be. It's, they only give away 100 tickets now. So oh, it's really? Not fully packed, yeah. Yeah, you tables and But the seating's not that. You can't really see that far away. Like, it's in the corner, you know, behind the flagpole. Like where the rider seating is, yeah. straight up above there. You ever been in the knot hole? Yeah. Oh. Is that where? Um, why is it? Is that where we have a press day? No, no, no. no. It's, no. it's no. directly no. above. It's directly above rider seating. Oh uh, yeah, I don't know. Then that, it's the, not very good. It's it, it's actually all right, but this, the viewing sucks. Yeah. Like everything about it's good. Other the, than the club seats so is the best. I, I go there for. That's like, behind home plate, right? Base, baseball. No, it's like 300 section. You know, like all, oh, around. all around. Yeah, yeah. But it's that's why I go for Angels games. It's good. Yeah, that's where I sit as well. Yeah, it's very nice. Okay. All right. In Denver, uh, I was calling to see. Uh, haven't heard you talk about it this week, but the the CBS Sports uh, Supercross Behind the Dream show. Uh, I thought it was pretty good and. I got a buddy who just got a bike uh, last year and not really into it. That's one thing that I think would open the eyes to uh, you know, not core fans on how gnarly the sport is. And, you know, they get a look at how the riders are when they're not on the track and, you know, they, they get to know a little bit about them, a little bit about them and uh, you know, find even reasons to root for certain riders. I thought it was pretty cool. Wanted to see what you thought. Um, haven't really called in since they have the outdoors. But uh, the shows this year have been awesome. Keep up the good work. Uh, Bill Toto and Nick Lay are on the phone together. That was epic. And uh, I don't know if JT's not usually on the line when the, 
the voicemails are played, but uh, I just wanted to say thanks because he gives a lot of time to the Pulp Show and the Racer X Show and the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. So uh, good job, guys, and thanks for all the awesome content. See you later. Um, what was this question? Talk about how rad you are. He's just oh, telling you no, how no. rad you are. I didn't see that behind the thing, CBS was, I did. It was awesome. You liked it? Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. made the sport look like a legitimate sport. It, it, CBS did a really good job. Troy Adamidas did that. Yeah, it was it, it was legit. Like, it made it look like any other. It, it was The way they cut it was like a uh, 24-7 type, yeah. type of deal. Yeah. It was good. It was really good. I wonder if it's uh, on YouTube. Somewhere. Yeah, you know where I saw it? You know where I watched it? I watched it on Vital. There was oh, okay. a post about it, and someone oh, yeah. had a link. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Did you see that, DV? No. Okay. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm monkeying with my phone. Okay, all right. Well, we'll go off. <laughs> yeah, all I'm right. going to monkey in my truck to get out of here in a second. This show drags, drags on any longer. Hey, do you got my money for this, for coming up here? Hey, Fulton yeah. X, Benny from Salt Lake. I uh, just had a comment. I was thinking, and I was pretty hard-pressed to... You know, think of another sport or a group of athletes, um, you know, like the motocross, supercross guys that put in as much as much work as they do, but get paid so little for the amount of work they put in. Like, uh, I'm just going to throw a guy out there, Alessi. I cannot imagine how much time he puts in a year riding, training, eating, you know, thinking, just everything. I'm sure his life revol- revolves around motocross, and I can't imagine he's, you know, making too much money. He's probably doing, you know, better than a lot of the guys, but uh, I don't know. It would just be interesting to know or find out, like, I don't know, do some sort of algorithm and, you know, see how much these guys maybe make an hour for all the time they put in throughout the entire year. So that was it. Thanks, Fulton X. I, the, I, I, these guys do work hard. JT, you worked very hard in your career, but sort of the guys that get up and work for ten hours for networks for fifteen hours in the in the oil gas line a day. Like, I mean, you got yeah. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of jobs that are ridiculously hard. That yeah, don't, like, don't I'm not. Well. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not knocking the motocross guys at all, and you guys do. You know, bust your balls and all that. But let's face it, you can get up at eight and get to a track by 10, be done by 2, do some gym work, you're done by 5 or whatever, and Frenette's still in the gas mine. Yeah, and saying that, still. these guys, the top, I would say there's probably 10 to 15 guys in the 450 class that are making $300,000 or more. So, yeah, yeah. And, no, not and, bad money. Right. <laughs> I, they're not going to, uh, if, that's not, if that's bad money, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I don't want to, it's got kind of two sides to it, but. Hey, what's up, Open Mix guys? It's Hobo Nick. Uh, just calling in. I was at Oakland this week and <clears throat> watching practice. And a uh, serious question: I have I've been a a handful of supercrosses, and I know how bad Irv can can be. But uh, this was trying to figure out the breakdown. There's two separate times where where riders crashed pretty hard, and uh, Irv's right away said, "Oh, he's up and he's fine." The guys were still KO'd down on the track. Um, so I'm just trying to figure this out. Is he is he kind of multitasking up there? Is he looking at a screen? Is he not not paying attention all the way? Because it's, it's pretty clear that the guys were still down. So I'm just trying to break this down in my mind, and I, I can't make sense of it. So you guys might know a little bit more than me. Um, I know he's been terrible over the years, but I just wanted to 
get your opinion and and see if you guys knew of any other reason why he might be so uh, so off all the time. Right. JT, you want to cover this? I couldn't really understand him. No. He wants to know why Irv says that when the guys are laid out on the track, why Irv says they're up and they're they're riding, they're good. Why Irv says what? Why they says that they're up and they're okay, and they're still laying on the track. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I I try not to explain anything Irv does or says. You know what? I came to the conclusion. I came to the conclusion that uh, Irv must have like dirty pictures of Prater and Gendro. He still has goats or something. Yeah, I don't know. Right. I don't. Right. I don't understand. You don't, you don't want to speculate on the dirtiness of the I don't, photos. I don't understand why that guy's still. In Maybe he was in a Gatorade was, jar collection. Yeah, who knows? I was just going to ask: Is it's Irv Braun that he's talking about? Yeah, he's still around, eh? Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> he was terrible like twenty years ago. Oh yeah, imagine it now. He's like Anchorman. He will just read off the sheets. I'm sure. Whatever is on the sheets, he will read. He could go. You could go. I mean, he's been doing it forever. Justin Hill and Josh Hill, he, he, he's given up. He mixes up. Oh, he's given up. Yeah. And he, you, you would think, you know, if you're going to do this, you would do your homework before you get there and learn about the riders. He's still clueless. It's, it's, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah, he's been doing it forever. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks. Enjoy the show. Take care. Hey, it's Donna from Arizona. <clears throat> Just finished off up one the other night. Uh, quick question is, uh, I saw Randall Pardo tweeted a, uh, a picture of him and a couple of Hells Angels cast. Like, uh, if you talk to him, maybe you can figure out the story with that, how that happened. But, uh, um, the main question is, uh, Justin Brighton. <clears throat> and he's riding, like, so good, uh, this year. Not that he has never rode good, but this year he seems, you know, uh, a real contender. Is, my question is, is he riding himself out of a job right now? Um. So Yamaha hasn't had a big name since Stewart, really, or, or, or Reed. Um, but with as bad as the bike, according to the writers in the media, uh, are they saying, like, look, Brayton can win and compete on this thing. You know, now we're going to get some big names. Because even though Koi may love Brayton, uh, corporate sponsors that want to come in on the team, they don't, they don't care. Um, even talking to Kenny when they let Tedesco go, he said, well, it was a corporate thing, and I didn't have any say in it because corporate's got no love for anybody but dollars and cents. So <clears throat> that was my question. Is Brayton riding himself out of a ride? Is, it, is he going to do so good that Yama's going to go out and get a big name because of it now? Anyway, love the show. I, I think uh, I think he's making a case for him to stay there and get big money. I, I think agree. Donnie's totally got it wrong. I think I agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, his contract's up, and, you know, so. What do you think, DV? Brayton? You know, it's the case for everybody. You know, like you are on a two-year contract or one year, you're going to have to perform to get a ride, you know. Like there's nothing else you can do. So, yes, I'm sure it's on his mind that he has to perform to get a ride for next year. Um, even if he doesn't really perform like um, he's been doing, he's been doing great. But even if it's like top five, top ten, um, I don't I don't see JGR, you know, dumping him. No. You know? So no. They're going to need two guys anyways. Yeah. If they so, get a big name, we'll have him as a backup. Yeah, so. Yep. Uh, TV, let me ask you a question. Did you, when you raced, when it was your contract time, were you putting extra effort in to do better than you were on your on your first year of your contract? Or was it always? I, I always uh, did shitty on my contract year. I always did good on my first year on my deals. Really? Time, yeah. So Same with Buku? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
You thought he was going to hit you, didn't you? <laughs> that was, uh, he should have. <laughs> no, because in 2000, it was my first year at Yamaha. I did good. 2001, I got hurt and not so good. 2002, that was the first year of my two-year deal again. I you know, won races. 2003, not so good. But I always managed to get some good deals going. So you signed three two-year deals with Yamaha. Yes. Yeah. But I would have made um, maybe double the money if I would I would invert the years. Yeah, yeah. You know, right. like if on my I was winning the championship on my contract year, yeah. then I would have signed. Yeah. Or I Bank. would have had like a yeah. When you're leading the championship, offers. you just said, "Hey, what's the deal? Let's free up." You know. Yeah. So let's do it. And then and then tomorrow I got a photo shoot with Don. So maybe you guys want to do it now? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. All right. That's one thing David said he could do something different about his contract. Is is his? No, uh, it's, it was a bad day. If you knew what happened all that day, why don't you it explain was, it? Why don't you let it go? Like Swink no. let it all out. Swink let it all out. He no, did. It's, it was. A, <laughs> he might have let out too much. That was a day like a recipe of disaster. That one day. So. And uh, um, Fernet uh, let it all or JT let it all out with the uh, Mike Craig story. So, all right. <laughs> Hey, Steve, what's up? It's Ryan from Michigan. Hey, Ryan. Hey, just wondering if everybody else thought it was a little odd that caller Chris last week, you loved the Mike Craig beating off story. He said, that was the raw shit. The best story ever. Best story he's ever heard. That guy's a creep. Hey, Jake in Michigan. Uh, 450 Maine in Oakland. Yawn. I should have gone to bed, like my wife said, but... I watched it anyway. Don't get me wrong. I'm an RV fan. The guy is an absolute machine, and he is the best at what he does. But I really like the first few rounds where we had all these different winners. It's just fun to see different guys up there. You never know who's going to win. Now I feel like we're just in for an RV freight train. Um, oh, well. Still love Supercross. Keep it up, Pulp. You guys are awesome. It's raining yellow. Every time I, I'm leaving a voicemail, it'll say something about fax. has no fax capabilities. This is I don't know third what's going on. By the way. I wanted to give a shout out to Berluti on Saturday. Talked to the Yellow Wing. I mean, the most down to earth, super cool guy. Uh, there's a reason why he's my favorite co host, because the dude's just, just a good dude. Uh, shout out to Roger, Greg, Rado from Seven. They all uh, made me feel good, uh, talked to me. Uh, good dude, so. Shout out to them. Shout out to James. That right killer. Confidence inspiring. And uh, all he needs is a start because he was mowing him down. Couldn't uh, be happier. Ringing yellow. And I, I asked about you, Steve, and everyone said that you were probably eating. So next time, uh, put the plate down and come say what's up to the people. Right on, Steve. I might have been. I was, we, JT and I crushed some Chipotle. So. Absolutely, we did. Hey guys, this is Evan from New York. Hi Steve. First thing, I just want to say I really love the show, all the podcasts, and everything that you guys put out. It's really cool. I love the rotating co-hosts. Alright, Evan wanted to know why they kept saying it was a quad when it was a triple. Because he counts the tabletop as one. Yeah, who did? Everyone says a jump is a quad. And that's how motocross terminology is. Okay, thank you for sharing. Yeah, that. just deal with it. That's how it works. Yeah, he just wanted. We just wanted to tell him that. Irv made so, that up. Irv made it up. All right, everybody. Hey, JT, thanks, bud. Thanks for coming on. 
All right, see you guys. Always add a lot to it. We'll hey, see JT, we'll come see by you. and hang out again. That was fun last weekend. Oh, he's gone. Oh. oh. He had a good time hanging out with JT. It was cool. Where'd you hang out with JT at? I didn't. It was a joke. Oh. The guy parks right behind us every week, and like, I, I never see him. I walk Can by. Can I do the, the, the start? Yep. What's the record? Um... You have an RMZ in the pits, and it's a whole shot uh, device. Uh, we don't have it all. We don't have a, a – t- it's not timed. It's just oh. a simulator. You just go do it. Oh, I thought you were timing it. We, we, we were. Oh. And we had some issues, so it's, <laughs> now it's not ready. Okay. We have to build a whole – it has to be built a whole program off of the dyno that we have. It's it's okay. costs right. a lot of money. All right. so, you, so you just let the fans just experience yeah, the start. Just, yeah, just right. go ride it. Gate drop, whatever. Can you go through the gears? Mm-hmm. You ever had somebody just go wide open? Yeah, but we could shut the bike off at any time. Do you let them go through gears or no? Yeah. Oh. If they know how to ride, but sometimes guys are just banging gears without the clutch. and just, <laughs> But we have a recluse clutch in it, too. And a lot of people don't understand. It's on a dyno, and it has a big drag on the rear wheel. Yeah. So you got to keep the the RPMs yeah. up on the thing. And when you you just can't dump the clutch. you got to drag it to yeah. come out. To get and going, then, yeah. To yeah, get the drum and going. Then, then you just keep it, you know, keep it wide open, and then you just got to speed shift it. Well, uh, Kenny, thanks for coming in tonight. It it's good always times. a pleasure um, to be here, man. You were supposed to bring a special guest. And I was supposed it didn't to call happen. in a special guest. Oh, yeah, guest. Call, call in. It didn't but happen. It didn't happen, but it'll happen eventually. Um, but uh, I, know you're, I know you're trying to get your job back on, on this show, and I appreciate your efforts, but I just I don't know. Okay. Well, just let me know. <laughs> like, I think I'll just, you know, move up here and leave everything behind in California, my daughter and uh-huh. my job, and just come up here to be part of this. Man, yeah. This is just Well, I mean, awesome. and if, and, like, just wait out the front door. If I open it, you can come in that night. If you can't, if okay. I don't open the door, you can't come in. Okay. Can I come back next week? <laughs> we'll see. See how you treat me. Okay. Thanks for that. Thank you. Uh, DV, thanks, bud. Always good. Always fun. You're welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. That's good. I you like seem like you're coming. tired. Yeah, it's freaking 11. When an hour over. Huh? That's bullshit. Let's thanks, go. Thanks, thanks to Kenny. <laughs> Why are you blaming it on me? Look, <laughs> I don't say nothing. You're talking the whole time. You talked about James Stewart for 45 minutes at the beginning of the show. You did talk about James Stewart for a long time. No. <laughs> I was trying to explain. You, and boy, did you explain. Analyze the problems. Uh, the for problems. Net. Thank, good seeing yeah. you again. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for coming me. in. Yeah, uh, appreciate it. Um, good luck on your travels. If somebody sees you at the track, he's got a big white box van. And it's got his fernet on the side of the van. Nobody say hi. So you really can't miss him. And if, you're a girl, <laughs> if it's shaking, don't go in. Wait. And, or if you're another girl, you can come in. Yeah. <laughs> and if you need some LBZ advice, LBZ clothing advice, go see him. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was a good time. Devin, thank you, man. Thank good, you. Good Always job. A pleasure. Good job tonight. Thanks to Adam Entenap. Thanks to Michael Lieb for coming on. Nick Way uh, at Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, x Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, Vortex Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection at Cherubies, FMF Racing, Tech One Designs, A10 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, Mafia Moto Crew, The Moto Company, Optrix. Thanks, everybody. You can leave uh, use sponsor deals to save yourself some money on the show and uh, support us. And, of course, btosports.com. We will see you next week. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff. and I was totally nude and 
it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Concho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.